ancient land of China, schools and the martial arts were a way of life, but none were as lethal as the one we are about to reveal. Five deadly venoms. A secret society, each man unknown to the other, identified only by a mask, representing one of nature's deadly assassins, the centipede, the snake, the scorpion, the lizard, and the toad. Five deadly venoms, five masters in the martial arts, each man pitted against the other in savage combat, and each trained in their own vicious method of killing. They practiced a special kind of kung fu, killing by instinct, with machine-like precision, lightning speed, and ruthless power, as ferocious and deadly as the venomous creatures from which it took its name, and whose stings were always fatal. Kill or be killed. Five deadly venoms. No mercy asked, none given, in a kung fu epic as brutal as nature itself. Five deadly venoms, survival of the fittest and kung fu action at its very best in the most spectacular martial arts program of the year. Five deadly venoms, five stinging ways to die. Pick your poison, you'll be stung to your seats. Don't miss Five Deadly Venoms, a Shaw Brothers presentation. Theirs was a mission of certain death. Outnumbered and unarmed, they must get to the tyrant that enslaves their people. No weapon, no matter how lethal, can match their kung fu. Alexander Fusheng stars as the young martial arts expert pitted against a murderous warlord with a deadly kung fu skill. They live to fight and fight to live in a whirlwind of kung fu action. Four men sworn to battle to the death against these lawless legions of the damned. The Four Assassins.
five men of destiny await the ultimate challenge. Death and destruction were the Manchu order. They murdered their way to victory. Nothing could stop them until they met the five masters of death. Five new men of destiny. Five new deadly ministers of kung fu justice. Five new kung fu killing techniques. The whipping triple jointed stick, an avenging reaper of justice. The piercing pole, driving its way to victory. The deadly tiger stork, no one escapes. The crushing crossed fists, pounding up revenge on Manchu murderers. See the five kung fu masters of death defeat the Manchu warlords. See the five masters of death. When you're the best, you do things with style. J.J. McQuaid is the best. He's a lone wolf lawman in the Lone Star State. Even a wolf has his weaknesses. And a powerful enemy. The final showdown belongs to McQuaid. Lone Wolf McQuaid, starring Chuck Norris, David Carradine, Barbara Carrera, and Leon Isaac Kennedy. Or forgive them, because they killed his wife, they raped his daughter. And they deserve to die. So he's doing it again. His way. Charles Bronson. He's the best there is at getting even. Goodbye. Death Wish 2. Rated R. Now playing at the Sacramento Drive-In, Dome 24, Birdcage Walk, and the State in Woodland. Friday the 13th, Part 3 in Super 3D. The all-new process that puts you in the picture. Whether you want to be there or not. It will scare you. Count on it. Friday the 13th, Part 3 in Super 3D. Rated R. Now playing in Sacramento. Check newspapers for theaters and showtime. This is the movie that Rex Reed called the most horrifying motion picture I have ever seen. This film is positively ruthless in its attempt to drive you right out of your mind. Sally, I hear something. Stop! Stop! The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. From New Line Cinema. Rated R. There are killers on the loose, dressed like cops, and they always use a magnet. There's only one cop around who can crack this case. They call him Dirty Harry. In 24 hours, Harry stops a robbery, covers a stakeout, and prevents a hijacking. Clint Eastwood is back, and this time his world is dirtier than ever. 
Magnum Force, rated R. Opening Christmas Day at selected theaters around the country. theaters.
我知道你还是会喜欢我的Pleasure doing business with you. I 本来想推荐你上去，但你上头唔批准。点解？呢个人你应该好熟嘅。我听日要走。后日去台湾嗰单嘢，咪带埋阿成咯，俾个机会啲后生仔啊嘛。一朝做贼，想做好人不容易。我已经冇咗个细佬，我唔想连你呢个朋友都冇埋。阿杰，唔再叫我做阿杰，叫阿 Sir。而家大把世界，有好多旧客要靠豪哥你拉翻嚟噶。我哥系产值唔系我啊！呢度已经唔系我同你嘅世界。你嘅玉手啊，即刻转翻转头。啊
no possibility of escape. Delta Force gets the word. It's a go. Take them down. They're not after adventure or glory. They're fighting to save American lives. No! You take one of us, you gotta take us all. Chuck Norris, Lee Marvin. The Delta Force, rated R. Starts Friday, February 14th at theaters everywhere. Chuck Norris returns in Missing in Action 2, the beginning. American MIAs imprisoned and tortured. He's a soldier they couldn't hold. None of you have ever escaped, and none of you will. We're going in. He's breaking out, leading his men, and fighting back. An American hero story continues. Chuck Norris, Missing in Action 2, the beginning. Opens Friday, March 1st at a theater near you. Death Wish 3. First, they took the streets. Then, they took it all. But their next target may be their last victim. Charles Bronson, where there is no justice. There can only be vengeance. Charles Bronson. Death Wish 3. Now playing. Consult your listings. 40 One of the ten best films of the year, a high-octane mixture of outlandishly stylized camp and outrageously sensational shootouts. Outrageously exhilarating, guaranteed to tingle the most jaded moviegoer's palate. A film concocted with nitroglycerin, the combined energy of the Road Warrior, Robocop, and the Terminator. Killer is great cinema. The Killer, a thriller comedy that will leave you breathless. a movie that will leave you breathless. Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Dennis Hopper, Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt, Christopher Walken, in a Tony Scott film that critics are calling a Bonnie and Clyde for the 90s. True Romance, rated R, starts Friday, September 10th at a theater near you. My instructions and we all walk away clean. Domino, you're with me on the side. Shepard, you cover the rear. Hey, 
He practiced the lizard style. Chameleon. The lizard is a very agile and nimble style. That equals a man to climb like a lizard. David Rockefeller's money couldn't save him. No. Despite all of the hard work he did for safety. But he's behind the latest accusations. If you disagree, then you must be a Russian agent. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bunch of gobbledygook. People peddling that has got to be spooked. There's not an angle I couldn't possibly juice. And if it's coming out of my mouth, it's got to be truth. Let's keep it all cerebral. If I run for mayor, I won't be mayor. I leave it to the people. Consider this a shot across the bow. The sheeple are awake and we gon' shake them up now. Make them well aware you are extreme liars. You create smoke, then you're like a scream fire. Like we can't see who lit it. It shows like a Saturday Night Live skit. Okay, I get it. None of these federal projectors ever want to speak. Even though I come and visit them like once a week. Not a single thing I say is tongue-in-cheek. The NYPD just sprung a leak. Not one of these federal projectors, they want to speak. Even though I come and visit them like once a week. Not a single thing I say is tongue-in-cheek. The NYPD just sprung a leak. Bastard. You did it again. You a real hard bastard. When will it end? I must say bastard.
All right, welcome to the show. I am the Hard Bastard, and uh, I'm going to start off tonight talking about Rumble um, failing the first free speech test and uh, a big debate that's happening on Twitter. And so um, the first thing, well, actually, so I, I will give my uh, position. I've had time to watch a lot of the commentary on this and a lot of the debate on Twitter. And so I will now give my uh, position on this. So um, you have to take emotion completely out of the equation. You have to take your like or dislike of the person completely out of the equation. None of that matters. None of that matters at all. There's only one thing that matters. The only thing that matters is the statement legal or not. That's it. That's all that matters. Now, in order to get to that, we have what's called the Brandenburg test. Now, unfortunately, Viva Fry here, who I like, I like Viva Fry, I like Barnes. He's on the wrong side of this, unfortunately. I'm very interested to hear Barnes' commentary. It might have happened already. I don't know. Um, but I'd like to point out where I think Viva is uh, making a mistake. I hope he figures it out. Okay. So, there was a whole thing last night where he was arguing with people on Twitter. And uh, people rightly brought up uh, the Brandenburg uh, case, which was from Brandenburg v. Ohio. Uh, or, excuse, yeah, and, and there, from that was called the Brandenburg test. So we're going to, we're going to um, read and explain what that is and then uh, point out how Viva is wrong. And it looks like he kind of realized he was wrong because he pivots a little, and we'll get into that. But first, he responded uh, to a person who brought up the Brandenburg test, and he said, Viva said, I know Brandenburg v. Ohio, and this was actually, talking about what Nick says, much more explicit a threat than was actually said in Brandenburg v. Ohio. Nice try. Now, what did Nick Fuentes say? What was that issue? What was that issue is Nick Fuentes said, in a holy war, if Jews are going to kill Christians in a holy war, then we will um, uh, we will make them die in a holy war. Okay, um, so uh, that's a. Uh, I mean, look, I, I uh, certainly am no genius, and I barely graduated uh, high school. But from my understanding, that's what's called a metaphor. Um, a holy war is not actually a real thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's a fictional thing. Even, even if you believe, like if you're religious, then it would be spiritual. But it's not something, it's really, frankly, the religious version of in Minecraft. Okay, let's be real about this. Um, so the idea that that's illegal is preposterous. Um, but let's actually go to the Brandenburg test. Now we're going to go here because uh, there's, a, there's a little more to it than just what was in the, that... Uh, that screen capture. So we're going to go here. The Brandenburg test, because there's some other things that, that took place, some other speech that took place that this was applied to. And let's compare what Nick Fuentes said with what some of the people said in these other uh, instances that were considered protected speech. Okay, here we go. The Brandenburg test was established in Brandenburg v. Ohio to determine when inflammatory speech intending to advocate illegal action can be restricted. In the case, a KKK leader gave a speech at a rally to his fellow Klansmen, and after listing a number of derogatory racial slurs, he then said that it's possible there might 
have to be some vengeance taken. Now, was he talking about in a holy war? No. This guy, Brandenburg, was talking about in real life, in the current moment, in the situation, in the situation right now in the world, in the country, okay? Um, the test determined that, so this was not in Minecraft, is my point. The test determined that the government may uh, prohibit speech advocating uh, the use of force or crime if the speech satisfies both elements of the two-part test, which number one is, the speech is directed to inciting or producing imminent lawless action, and two, the speech is likely to incite or produce such action. Selected applications of the Brandenburg test. The Supreme Court in Hess v. Indiana applied the Brandenburg test to a case in which Gregory Hess, an Indiana University professor, said, and I quote, we'll take the fucking street later or again, unquote. The Supreme Court ruled that Hess's profanity was protected under the Brandenburg test as the speech amounted to nothing more than advocacy of illegal action at some indefinite future time. So even with the advocacy of something illegal that is not necessarily illegal okay uh, this guy advocated for illegal activity but since he didn't get specific on exactly when it is protected okay now i'm not saying to do this i'm not saying say whatever you want i don't fucking care it's irrelevant whether that's why i don't even talk about agree with it, disagree with it. I, that doesn't matter. Do you like the person? Do you not like the person? None of that matters. What matters is, is the speech legal. Now, Rumble, of course, can do whatever they want because they're a private company. Just don't advertise yourself as a free speech company if you're going to censor legal speech because that's not free speech, but we'll get, we'll get to that. Continuing, the court held that since there was no evidence or rational inference from the import of the language, that his words were intended to produce and likely to produce eminent disorder, those words could not be punished by the state on the ground that they had a tendency to lead to violence. Now we have NAACP v. Claiborne, uh, Claiborne Hardware. Charles Evers threatened violence against those who refused to boycott white businesses. The Supreme Court applied the Brandenburg test and found that the speech was protected. Quote, strong and effective extemporaneous rhetoric cannot be nicely channeled in purely uh, dulcet phrases. An advocate must be free to stimulate his audience with spontaneous and emotional appeals for unity and action in a common cause when such appeals do not incite lawless action. They must be regarded as protected speech. So this guy... Um, in, in all of these instances, um, they're talking about real life, not in Minecraft, not in a holy war, not in, a, in the spiritual realm, not in Star Wars, not in whatever fictional or spiritual world you want to have a, a battle in, okay? This was real life. So the, this guy advocated for violence against people who would not boycott white businesses that is even still protected. So the idea that what Fuentes said is illegal, first of all, if what he said was illegal, they would probably arrest him right now. And that we're also going to get into how I think this is, this is basically helping the left reshape speech, but we'll get to that in a moment. But anyway, um, what he said was conclusively uh, protected speech. 
I don't think there's a debate on that. And and I now now watch what happened with Viva. So the internet started posting the Brandenburg test. And I'm not going to get it here. There's a lot of back and forth, but I'm going to get to the point where Viva pivoted. And again, I'll say this. I like Viva. Okay. I hope he ends up getting this right. Notice what happened here. He then changes the argument. He says, now first, the first few things he here he says are great. So first he says, in my humble opinion, you want to call Soros the devil? Fair game. You want to criticize Israel? Fair game. You uh, want to boycott Israel? Fair game. You want to question the Holocaust? Fair game. You want to say, I hate Jews uh, or any other group? Fair game. Now, I give Viva credit for that, okay? Uh, I'm glad that he thinks people should be allowed to do all those things because there's many, uh, because people brought up the fact that he's Jewish, there's many Jewish people that think you should not be able to do any of those. So credit to him for that one. Um, because people should be able to criticize Israel if they want to. They should be able to boycott Israel and they should be able to question the Holocaust. That's usually a big one. That's usually the biggest. So credit to Viva. I'm trying to be fair. So credit to him for that. Okay. Now this is what he says. You want to say quote, we will make you die, this is the key part, though perhaps constitutionally defensible. Okay, Viva, that's what we're talking about here. Then he says, definitely violative of social media platforms terms of service. Well, of course, that would be the case. The social media terms of service are fucking bullshit. Everything violates it. So, of course, that would violate it. But we're talking about Rumble claiming to be a free speech platform. Legality can be the only standard. Anything else is masturbation. Anything else is fucking bullshit. Because then it comes down to, well, what's Chris Provosky and his crew? What is their opinion about what free speech is? No, no, no. It's, it's legality or nothing. Now, you can do whatever you want, Rumble. You can advertise. I mean, is Rumble better than YouTube? Absolutely. Advertise yourself. Hey, we're better than, than YouTube, but we will censor if you get too hyperbolic about the Jews and whatever the second thing they're going to censor is. Because make no mistake, there's going to be more coming. We've seen this play out a million times. Um, so I, now I'm very interested in uh, what Barnes has to say about this because I cannot imagine Barnes uh, does not understand uh, Brandenburg. I, I, I would find that hard to believe. Now, what I was looking for, and this is what I was looking for commentators, large commentators, uh, to cover this. Because, you know, I saw so many conservatives supporting Rumble's decision here that I thought to myself, you know what, maybe I'm missing something. It wasn't until Nick Ricada, Nick Ricada, as far as I've seen, if you've seen someone, let me know. Nick Ricada so far is the only large content creator that I've seen that is getting this absolutely right. He had a stream last night with Sitchin Adam. It was he phenomenal. Now, it's so phenomenal that I'm going to cover it, but there's so much to cover. I'm going to just stream tomorrow, and we're going to cover a lot of it. Uh, we'll, we'll do a stream tomorrow. We're going to cover a, a lot in that stream because not only does he get this completely correct legally, but also, there's a whole thing where basically he, um, well, you know Sitchin Adam. I mean, they're basically kind of like regime propagandists. And uh, it just, the, the whole way that uh, Rakita strategically argued with those guys, it was, it was a really good stream. It was a really good stream. Um, and they get into real in-depth stuff. And it's just, it's funny to watch 
you know, Sitch and Adam, who are basically political children. They're like children. Um, and they were talking to an adult. And uh, and uh, it was really, it was very good. Um, I haven't seen all of it yet. I've seen about four hours of it. Um, the first 90 minutes, they don't really talk about this. They talk about the Trump stuff and and uh, and whatever. But uh, so Nick's the only one. As far as other content creators, now, you know, Sticks just briefly talked about it. He didn't cover it in depth. I'm talking about content creators that are covering this in depth. So Sticks said uh, what you would expect, that he doesn't think Nick Fuentes should be censored. And there you go. That's fine. Um, so, so the idea, like, you have to understand the importance, because we're now in the roundup phase. You understand, like, wh wh what the score is politically with what's going on here? We are now in the phase where they're arresting Trump supporters. Last night, Salty Cracker said they are arresting conservatives for non-crimes. That is correct. And he was talking about this elector bullshit. They, we are in the arresting phase. Understand where we are. So a, a long time ago, if you've uh, been watching me for a while, and, and other people have talked about this, um, but without fail, when the censorship starts, Eventually, that leads to the roundups. Now, I'm not saying there's going to be roundups where they're going to round all of us up. I don't know how they're going to, you know, it, it, history doesn't repeat, it rhymes. So a lot of this stuff is going to be done differently. There's different ways to oppress people. You can oppress them digitally. You can, you can fuck with their bank accounts. You can censor them. You know, it, 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 you don't have to just start mass rounding up and executing people. And also the optics of that are probably not something that they could get away with in, in 2023. So it's going to be different. A lot a lot of this is going to be done through lawfare and life ruination, okay? They, we are already in the face where they are arresting Trump supporters and, and conservatives. Now, they would love, they would love the ability to redefine speech and count things like Fuentes says as actual illegal speech. They would love that. And first of all, we've already seen shit like this happen. Douglas Mackey was charged and convicted for posting a meme about Hillary Clinton. So how does something like that happen? It, does, it doesn't just overnight happen. How it happens is the uh, uh, AIDS commies put out into the ether their bullshit argument, okay? So they put out, and you've seen this many times with many different things, silence is violence, words are violence, blah, blah, blah. Now, specifically with the Douglas Mackey case, how that got out into the ether was Robert Mueller indicted some Russians. And we read that indictment on stream. And in that indictment, Robert Mueller suggested uh, that uh, Russians who had opinions that he didn't like about the election were engaging in election interference. And I said at the time, they are absolutely going to use this against Americans. And this is similar to what was argued in the Douglas Mackey case, that he was somehow violating people's civil rights, uh, black people, and he was somehow interfering in an election because he posted a meme about Hillary Clinton. Do you not think for a fucking second that they are not going to try to arrest conservatives for incitement of violence? Okay, my argument here is if you're going along with the rumble narrative here that this is somehow not censorship and this is okay, you are sharpening the Democrats' sword that they're going to use to chop all our heads off, okay? To go along with this makes no sense. It makes no sense to go along with this. Also, and I've seen people argue, oh, this is a one-off. Oh, it was definitely incitement to violence, which, again, 
total bullshit, not legally speaking. Now, you want to you wanna be a leftist and make up your own fucking definition of what incitement to violence is. Okay, well, we can all do that. I can do that right now. Hey, if you're an attractive woman with big tits, it's an incitement to violence if you have a shirt on. Okay? Anyone can make up anything if we're not going by legality. Okay? Legality must be the standard. Everything else is bullshit or don't call yourself a free speech platform. Okay? But I guarantee you this is not a one-off because right now that Plavowski cucked, there's blood in the water now. So you know Rabbi Nosferatu and Media Matters. You know they are going through the archives of whoever as we speak, and they are going to come up with a long list. Make no mistake, uh, coordinated hit pieces are coming. Okay, make no mistake, they're going to come back again and again and again. Now that Pavosky has showed them, um, you know, how hard you got to lean on them, now that they've gotten their foot in the door, obviously they're going to try to uh, push in a little more. So the tip has been uh, inserted in the rumble. The foot has been put into the door. And it's just wild to watch uh, the conservative ink apparatus go along with this. You know what I'm realizing? I hope I'm wrong about this. But, you know, when you look at everything that's happening right now, you know, like I said, they're arresting us. We're in the arresting phase. And, like, what are Republicans doing? Nothing. What are conservative, what's the conservative ink media apparatus? And, and what I include in that is anyone who's considered acceptable or would be allowed to go to a gathering. Like, if you're, if you're, and, and I'm not saying everybody, I'm saying that, like, if you're, if you're welcomed in polite company to do things like go to the fight, to be a guest at Rumble, and, and you know, th th this is who I'm talking, not every person, but in general, okay. Um, when you look at everything happening, so you got the arrests happening, uh, you have all this shit happening, and, um, I hope I'm wrong about this, but when you look at the gay op, which it seems to be what the primary is, where where uh, the DeSantis campaign is kind of waiting for Trump to be uh, put in jail and taken off the ballot, okay, and how it seems based on how the, their campaign is being run, they are attacking Trump supporters. When you look at all this and you take this as a whole, I am getting the impression, and again, I hope I'm wrong about this, I'm getting the impression that the Republican Party and the whole conservative ink apparatus's job is to hold our heads still, whisper in our ears, you're not going to get your head cut off by Democrats, we don't agree with that, and then eventually the heads get chopped. Their job, it seems to be, hold our heads steady while the Democrats cut them off. I hope I'm wrong about that, but that's kind of, when I'm looking at all the puzzle pieces coming together here, I'm I think that might be what's what the score is. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope that I'm wrong about that. But to to load the Democrats' gun for them is just amazing to watch. It's amazing to watch. Now, if you know any uh, commentators I I that are large that are getting this right, let me know. Uh, like I said, the only one that I've seen so far is Ricada. He absolutely killed it. He was 100% correct. He he went right to this, and this this is yeah this is the standard. This is the standard. Um, so, and then of course, Sitch and Adam go on a show to debate this, and they, they have no idea about any of it because because they're they're not like leftists. They're kind of like normie liberals. Oh, by the way, I think what's clear, especially when we get into the parts of the stream where they're talking about, like uh, Nick was very strategical in how he talked to them, and I think what's clear, and we've seen this before with them, they really uh, enforce a lot of the media narratives. That's why I I I think that there's something weird with those guys. Outside of the Rittenhouse thing, they did get that right. And a lot of their CRT coverage is very good. 
But um, they definitely are media narrative enforcers. Um, and it was funny to watch them try to like, <clears throat> Nick is kind of strategically talking about things and it's, it's just watching them like squirm and try to basically not, um, not admit reality on a lot of issues related to things. And we'll, we'll put it like that for now, but yeah, we're going to cover it tomorrow because it's, there's a lot of it. And, uh, it was just, it was, you know, it was one of those streams where, uh, the dynamic was really good and, um, and uh, so far, so good. So we're going to cover it. They covered a lot of this as well. So I hope that perhaps Viva, because he was, you know, people were like, you know, it's Twitter, right? So some people on Twitter are mean, and I know emotions get the best of people. Um, and it, it is clear that that Viva uh, acknowledged in this uh, here that, you know, he's now trying to change it from like like there's two arguments now the constitutionality and violating the social media platforms terms of service well obviously if the terms of service if the social media company is a free speech company they are going to use the constitution there would be no nothing else to use otherwise you're no different than youtube you're just maybe a little better that's not what was sold uh, uh, as far as rumble that's not what rumble has sold us um so anyway we'll see what happens with this but uh, yeah, so first test failed, I would argue, and uh, and I'm interested in Barnes' uh, coverage of this because I would find it hard to believe that ba Barnes is usually very good on legal stuff, and I'm not suggesting. Look, he's an expert, but like this is not the hardest thing to figure out. Like all you got to do is compare the things said with what Fuentes said in context. It's very important to keep people in context, and. Um, you know, what Nick Fuentes said is no different. You can pick an imam. You can pick a fucking, you know, a, a, a zealous rabbi. Uh, you can pick a, a very, you know, hardcore zealous Zionist. And you take what they say. And they're basically all arguing something similar, except one's arguing for Christians. One, arguing, one is arguing for Jews. One is arguing for Muslims. That's why I would love to see. I love religious zealots. And, and I, I like watching them debate. I would love to see a Fuentes go up against I don't know who's the fucking who's the uh, the the imam I, I don't know pick one that's like ridiculous put him up and then some fucking rabbi that would be hilarious to watch I would love that uh, I don't take any of this serious like the idea that that he him giving a speech is going to pose an eminent threat to it's just retarded that's not that's not anything that's just ridiculous what the reason all this is happening is because they want to try to censor conservative speech and they want to try to start arresting us and uh, helping them I think is not a good strategical move and I'll just keep it at that okay let's get into the other news uh, that's going on um, okay Vivek and DeSantis are tied in a national poll man that's uh, DeSantis is having a tough time here uh, Vivek Ramaswamy is now tied with Ron DeSantis for second place in the Republican presidential race. A new poll released Thursday by Kaplan Strategies has revealed Ramaswamy has seen his support surge as of late. However, he and DeSantis remain dozens of points behind longtime frontrunner Donald Trump. Among, uh, the, uh, according to the poll, both Ramaswamy and DeSantis are sitting at 12% support among likely Republican voters. Um, Trump still holds a commanding lead at 
The poll found that while DeSantis was seen as favorable by 59% of respondents, voters were less sure about political newcomer Ramaswamy, who received a 27% uh, uncertain rating. Um, Militin Milikovic says censored speech is asshole. That is correct. Censored speech, total asshole. Censoring is asshole. The poll found that uh, while DeSantis was seen as favorable by 59% of respondents, voters were less sure about political newcomer Ramaswamy, who received a 27-point uncertain rating. Douglas Kaplan, founder of Kaplan Strategies, pointed out that Ramaswamy outperformed six other hopefuls by more than double, calling the result a significant surprise. He predicted that as the primary approaches, it is likely we'll see the lower tier candidates drop off and their voters will either return to Trump or rally behind rising stars like Ramaswamy or DeSantis. Ramaswamy's uh, jump in the polls comes on the heels of a widely celebrated performance at the Family Leadership Summit in Iowa. Yeah, he says good things, but you know, what, what would he do? I have no idea. I don't trust any of these people. So we'll have to see. Now, if they deliver, if somehow he gets put in a position to deliver, that, and he does, I'll go, man, this guy, he talked all that shit and he backed it up. What a guy. That's what I'll say. But, you know, who knows at this point. Ramaswamy vowed to gut the administrative state, defend the southern border, and stand for the values that made America the country it is today. He touched on non-political issues, suggesting at one point the U.S. was suffering from a spiritual void. It's our job to step up and fill that void by practicing what we preach as conservatives. The following day, a straw poll was conducted at the Turning Point Action Conference. Trump received 85% of the vote. Vivek bested DeSantis with over 50% as the second pick. Um, Okay. Now, let's get into uh, crackhead Jack Smith. Here's a leak. Uh, Jack Smith, the crackhead, to charge Trump with Civil War era civil rights violation, bastardizing the law to jail Biden regime's political opponents. Special counsel crackhead Jack Smith leaked another report to the New York Times on Wednesday night. This comes after uh, the House Oversight Committee produced $17 million in bank receipts and witness testimony in the Biden family bribery, corruption, and influence peddling schemes with foreign regimes. Jack Smith, the crackhead, is likely to use the same Civil War civil rights violation that Merrick Garland and the DOJ have been using to send January 6th protesters to prison for years for nonviolent crimes. Again, this leak was reported Wednesday night after the damning testimony from this afternoon. Federal prosecutors have introduced a new twist in the January 6th investigation by suggesting in a target letter they could charge President Trump with violating a civil rights statute that dates back to the post-Civil War Reconstruction era, according to three people familiar with the matter. The letter to Mr. Trump from Jack Smith, the crackhead, referred to three criminal statutes as part of the grand jury's investigation into Mr. Trump's efforts to reverse his 2020 election loss, according to two people with knowledge of its contents. Two of the statutes were familiar from the criminal referral by the House January 6th committee and months of discussion by legal experts, conspiracy to defraud the government and obstruction of an official proceeding. But the third criminal law cited in the letter was a surprise, Section 241, Title 18 
of the United States Code, which makes it a crime for people to conspire to injure, oppress, threaten, or intimidate any person in the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege secured by him in the Constitution or by laws of the United States. Congress enacted the statute after the Civil War to provide a tool for federal agents to go after Southern whites, including Klan members, who engaged in terrorism to prevent formerly enslaved African Americans from voting. Uh, from voting. But in the modern era, it's been used more broadly, including in cases of voting fraud conspiracies. The Gateway Pundit spoke to Maria Medvin on April 23rd. She is a D.C. attorney. Marina represents several J6 defendants. Medvin describes the unusual use of the Civil War era law to use on protesters on January 6th. It is unprecedented. The lawless Biden DOJ is currently using the charge to put peaceful protesters in prison for up to 20 years. Medvin says there are four misdemeanors everyone is charged with, and those are trespass-related misdemeanors. Then there's a felony, 1512C2. It's a felony obstruction of Congress charge. It's not a charge we've seen charged in these types of cases ever. I think if you would have spoken to an attorney before this happened, whether they thought 1512C2 would apply, they would probably say, no, I've never seen a charge. If you look at the code section, it has to do with documents and altering documents. It has nothing to do with actually going in and protesting. We've got misdemeanors for that. So to be charged with these misdemeanors. But no, now I don't think you'd be charged with that felony. And then all of a sudden we started seeing this felony being charged with people who just went in, took selfies just in the Capitol building, didn't touch documents or do anything with those documents. And you've got a lot of those people charged with 1512C2. That's a felony of up to 20 years in prison. The 1512C2 charge the government is applying to all the Trump supporters is more serious than assaulting a law enforcement official. Now Jack Smith is threatening to use this against President Trump. We are truly up against evil in America. We are, and the Republicans are doing nothing. They're having masturbatory hearings that will deliver nothing. Although I did laugh at Marjorie Taylor Greene putting, uh, putting uh, crackhead Biden up there. That was fucking hilarious. Uh, embarrass these people, humiliate them. Good. Put his crackhead son uh, right up in front of everyone. I, I like that. And of course, what are they arguing? That sh that she should be arrested. Um, so, you know, th there was the... And Darren Beatty was right. I assume he wrote the article. Darren Beatty wrote the article a while ago in um, Revolver, right after the first indictment dropped, that there needs to be Republican uh, uh, attorney generals that start arresting fucking uh, Democrats and charging them. It's, and I'm not saying make up crimes. You, it's not hard to find a criminal Democrat, okay? You, you're telling me you couldn't find one? And he was right about that. They should. Uh, and did they? No. So what happened? More fucking conservatives were arrested. Okay, so, and this is going to get worse because I'm telling you, they're going to start arresting fucking commentators. I'm telling you, I don't know who it's going to be. But they're going to start arresting commentators. They're going to use all this fucking bullshit language that somehow your memes, your jokes, your disagreement with the pedophile in chief, all of that. They're going to somehow act like it's an incitement to violence and they're going to start arresting commentators. And what are Republicans going to do? Nothing. Because I suspect, and I hope I'm wrong about this, Republicans' job is to hold our heads steady while the Democrats chop them off. And that's, uh, I hope I'm wrong about that. I hope I'm wrong about that. And while they're holding our head, they go, hey, we don't agree with what the Democrats are doing. This is an outrage. We have to have a hearing. I, this Democrat's trying to chop off this head. I don't agree with that at all. This is a constitutional crisis. But they don't fucking do anything. And then off with the head. One by one. It's not good. It's not a good situation. Again, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. 
So, okay, we'll move on to the next one. Um, let's see here. This was wild. Uh, Democrats tried and failed to censor RFK Jr. at a censorship hearing. House Democrats tried to fail, uh, tried and failed to censor RFK, a Democrat Party candidate for president at a hearing on censorship. Dragonface, moved, also known as Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who is one of the ugliest women I have ever seen, moved to shift the select subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government hearing on Thursday to executive session because Mr. Kennedy has repeatedly made despicable anti-Semitic and anti-Asian comments as recently as last week. That's totally made up. Um, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, if you took like a bag of, or a, yeah, a bag of ramen, a package of ramen, like if you had, uh, what was the movie The Fly where they had this thing and they were supposed to teleport? I, I don't even remember what happened. This might not even be completely accurate of, of an analogy. Hopefully this analogy, uh, hopefully uh, uh, this is within the terms of service of Rumble because uh, apparently, you know, there's problems now. But anyway, remember The Fly, Jeff Goldblum, he got in this fucking machine. It's been many years since I've seen it. But then there was a fly with him, so he kind of combined with The Fly. So if you took fucking um, Debbie Washerman Schultz, or no, no, excuse me, not Debbie Washerman. If you took a, a, a package of ramen, okay, and like one of the Simpsons characters, like one of Marge's ugly sisters, uh, and, and then just like full-blown AIDS, if you could somehow put it in a capsule. So you have full-blown AIDS, ramen, and uh, uh, one of the, like, uh, oh, how about this? You take like a mutant, like maybe like the Toxic Avenger. Okay, so you take the Toxic Avenger, package of ramen, uh, Marge Simpson's ugly sister, uh, and, and whatever the other thing, oh, full-blown AIDS, and you put it in the Jeff Goldblum fly machine, then you get Debbie Washerman Schultz. That's what she looks like. Anyway, the Congresswoman cited a House rule against testimony found to defame, degrade, or incriminate any person, which would allow the committee and aside to determine whether to allow such testimony during the open hearing. Wasserman Schultz referred to remarks Kennedy made about Ching Chong AIDS being eth ethnically targeted to spare Akinashi Jews and Chinese people, which the candidate says uh, has been misconstrued. A vote ensured, excuse me, a vote ensued after Thomas Massey moved to table the motion, and another Republican, Mike Johnson, made a point of order to ask, is it the custom of the committee to censor viewpoints that we disagree with from witnesses? My friend, do you not live and breathe? Do you not see where we are? Do you not understand the score? Of course they're trying to do that. This is nothing. They're going to... I wouldn't be surprised. There was a super chat that came in late the other night. Or I think I... I, I don't know. I missed it. Or it came in after. Uh, sometimes they come in out of order. But pointing out that, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, it's arresting season. Understand. And the arrests are escalating. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to do arrest RFK. I would not be surprised at all. They have a hard-on for arrests now. They're trying to arrest everybody now. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, hey, you're not sucking Israel's dick enough. You need to be arrested. By a 10 to 8 vote, the GOP majority's motion to table succeeded, allowing the hearing to continue as planned. Massey, uh, when he voted in favor uh, of proceeding, said he was a yes to not censor. Some Democrats also on uh, comments to their vote, including uh, AIDS commie Jeremy Connolly, who said no to the Soviet Politburo. I say yes to ye cannons. And then you have full-blown AIDS Dan Goldman, who said no to hate speech. Well, I, I say yes to Dan Goldman into the sun. 
Kennedy, who has reached up to roughly 19% support in 2024 uh, for the Democrat Party primary polling, delivered an opening statement in which he insisted he's never uttered a phrase that was either racist or anti-Semitic. The, the witness held up a letter signed by 102 AIDS commie Democrats, including Dragonface and Goldman, who are two Jewish members of Congress, calling on Republicans to disinvite Kennedy from testifying at the hearing on censorship. Uh, he said, this itself is evidence of the problem that this hearing was convened to address. This is an attempt to censor at a censorship hearing. The hearing was led by Jim Jordan. He was, it was convened to examine the federal government's role in censoring Americans, the Missouri v. Biden case, and big tech's collusion with out-of-control government agencies. And look, I thought, uh, I thought RFK gave a good opening speech, but um, I don't think RFK understands the score right now. And that's okay, everyone. And I'm, I might be wrong about where we are. Okay, I might be wrong about where we are in all this. I hope I am. I'm just going by what I'm seeing. But he, he made and he made a good point. He was like, we need to stop, you know, we need to come together. We need to stop demonizing each other. And I just thought to myself, oh, RFK doesn't realize that they want to kill you. They're just trying to figure out how to do it and have plausible deniability or jail you or maybe jail you. Maybe kill is too hyperbolic. They're trying to figure out how to jail as many people as possible. And you, as you can see with the J6ers, they'll use anything. Uh, or like I said, Salty Cracker, when he was covering it, he put it very well. He said uh, he was covering the electors, the electors being arrested. And he said they are arresting conservatives for non-crimes. That is correct. That is exactly what they're doing. They are arresting conservatives for non-crimes. This is where we are right now. It's a hell of a time. Now, I uh, often refer to these uh, government workers as pedophiles. Uh, I, I think maybe you could argue it's a little bit hyperbolic. I don't think it's that far off. But I do say that if you are a whistleblower, because this is the time to blow the whistle, this is the, like the time has come. If you're in any of these jobs, the time has come to speak out because, again, they're arresting us. It's, it's time. Okay. And they might not arrest everyone. They, could, they, have, they have so many different weapons they can use. They can audit the fucking shit out of you for no reason. They can do all sorts of shit. It doesn't, they just want to ruin your life and intimidate you and oppress you. They don't, you. they don't have to kill you. They don't have to jail you. They can do all sorts of shit to fuck with you. Frivolous lawsuits. There's all sorts of things. Anyway, we got some goddamn patriots that came out and they are blowing the whistle on the Department of Justice. Now, this one whistleblower says the Department of Justice is waiting to pounce in retaliation over the Hunter Biden investigation. The opening statement for whistleblower X, an unidentified special agent with the IRS Criminal Investigations Division, has been released ahead of uh, Wednesday afternoon's testimony, which uh, happened yesterday. Whistleblower X and Gary Shapley, who worked as an IRS supervisory agent on the agency's investigation into Hunter Biden's tax affairs, will testify before the committee. Quote, I have witnessed the corrosion of ethical standards and the abuse of power that threaten our nation. It is within this context that I have chosen to shed light on these actions and expose those responsible. I recognize that while I was present at the start of this investigation and was closely involved with the investigation for roughly five years, that I am just a part of the story. My aim is to address systemic problems that have allowed misconduct to flourish it is not a call for blame, but a call for accountability and reform. The identity of whistleblower X will be revealed during the testimony. Apparently, it turned out that he was a Democrat. Now, they brought up the fact that he was gay. I don't give a fuck if you're gay. Now, if you're flaming, then I think you should be deported. But if you're a normal gay person, I have no beef. Now, 
I'm more bothered by the fact that he's a Democrat. However, however, I try to be fair. I, I am biased against commies. I, I will admit that. And I am biased towards Trump. I will admit that too. Um, but I will say that if you whistle blue, okay, and you're a Democrat, I don't know how that works, but hey, you get credit for doing this. I will give you the Patriot moniker or whatever moniker. Some people might not like that. They might like a different name, whatever. Like, first of all, and I, and, and I, I hate to say, again, I, I'm not trying to be blackpilled. I just, I'm just going by what I'm seeing. Unfortunately, I, I get the impression that some of these people that whistleblow, they think that like the Republicans are actually going to help them. No, again, the Republicans are going to just hold your head while the Democrats chop it off. But while they're holding your head, they're going to go, we really disagree with this. This is an outrage. Oh, I can't believe this is happening. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're going to destroy these people, probably arrest them. Um, but I, they, you know, they did the right thing. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope something happens. But uh I don't think anything's going to happen because the Republicans are feckless. They're all feckless. All of them. They are all feckless. What has what have the Republicans in Congress done? Nothing. Nothing. The only guy where there's a chance that something could happen, uh, uh, they're they're trying to put him in jail. Um, and, and I'm not saying that something will definitely happen if Trump gets in the office. I hope. I think there's a chance. I mean, I think there's like a 25-30% chance that he goes in and just fucks shit up to the point where we're like, wow, this is really getting good, you know? Um, but they, I mean, they, it looks like they would rather nuke the world than let that happen. Because I think they know there's a chance that if he gets in, he's going to arrest them all, which he should. So uh, anyway, I don't know. But, uh, you know, credit credit to this guy, even though he's a Democrat. I'm glad he did this. Um, you know, the Democrats were like, they, pre they pre uh, so this hearing happened yesterday. They presented a fuck ton of evidence. Um to back up their story and you know uh jamie raskin was like there is no he went the pacman route there is no evidence at all they just presented evidence for hours there is no evidence at all so they don't give a fuck now i will tell you now look marjorie taylor green frustrates me i really don't i think i give her a d minus overall uh, as a politician uh, she's just not doing a good enough job we need better than this we need better than bobert uh, are they better than the average Republican? Yeah, but we need way better than this. Now, with that said, what she did here was phenomenal, and it made me laugh, okay? Um, uh, MTG breaks out lewd Hunter Biden images at the whistleblower hearing. Marjorie Taylor Greene gave Hunter Biden's alleged dealings with prostitutes a close-up at Friday's House Oversight Committee hearing with IRS whistleblowers. In exchange with IRS Special Agent Joseph Ziegler, one of two whistleblowers who alleged the investigation into Biden has been mishandled, uh, began with Green <clears throat> warning people at home parental discretion is advised. The back and forth centered on what Green said was evidence showing Biden may have violated the Mann Act by paying travel expenses through his law firm for women including an assistant to travel across state lines for sex. Ziegler, who previously testified to the House Ways and Means Committee that investigators have been compiling Mann Act violations, acknowledged deductions to pay for what investigators believe to be escorts and a $10,000 golf club membership that he said was actually for a sex club payment. Do we have the video here? Let's see. This is... Uh, whoever chose the picture... The, the main picture, oh, kudos to you. 
because you know what? Look, if you, we're not getting likely, we're not getting any sort of satisfaction, you know, that any Biden is going to be indicted for their crimes. But if you can humiliate them publicly, I'll take that at least for now. I would prefer the arrests, but you know, I think beggars can't be choosers, unfortunately. So here we go. Five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Before we begin, I would like to let the committee and everyone watching at home that parental discretion is advised. I would also like to remind everyone that on our oversight committee, we provide oversight to all parts of the federal government, including their Department of Justice and their, their willingness to prosecute and their unwillingness to prosecute, whether it's politically motivated. Um, I would also like to say that when evidence and proof of a crime is presented, no prosecution should be denied, no matter who the person is. Uh, to the whistleblowers today, I thank both of you for your courage to come to the committee today and your commitment to, to truth. Uh, I have great respect for it, so thank you. I would like to talk with you both about Hunter Biden and his tax write-offs with his law firm, Owasco. I would like to ask uh, Mr. Ziegler, when did you start your investigation and your testimony? It was November 2018. Is that correct? Yes or no? Yes, that's correct. Thank you. During your testimony with the, House, with the House Ways and Means Committee, you stated that through bank records, you identified Hunter Biden was paying prostitutes related to a potential prostitution ring. Is that correct? Yes or no? Yes, that's correct. I've also reviewed that those same bank reports, commonly referred to as SARS, suspicious activity reports, and I'm very troubled by them. We read thousands of them in the Treasury. This particular excerpt from a SARS report talks about human trafficking uh, and in regards to Hunter Biden and Owasco and, and payments he was making. What's even more troubling to me is that the Department of Justice has brought no charges against Hunter Biden that will vindicate the rights of these women who are clearly victims under the law. Um, I would like to talk about in your prior testimony, you stated that the prosecutorial team was investigating violations of the Mann Act. Is that correct, Mr. Ziegler? That is correct. Regarding the Mann Act, if a person is transported across state lines for sexual activity, <coughs> such as pros prostitution, that could be a violation of a federal law. Is that correct? Uh, I actually recently looked at the federal law regarding Mann Act, and I believe that that is correct, but I would refer you to the DOJ manual. Thank you. I would like to uh, present this to the committee. This is not the main picture. This is showing Hunter Biden paying for a victim's United flight from L.A. to Dulles. This was a, I believe this is a violation of the Mann Act. This is Hunter Biden's, this is his uh, proof that he bought the ticket. He bought it for this woman right here. Um, she, he flew her from Los Angeles to Washington on June 14th, flew her back to uh, Los Angeles, California on June 15th of 2018. And I would like to um, point out that if he was purchasing her a plane ticket for sex and traveling across state lines, do you believe that to be a violation of the Mann Act, Mr. Ziegler? So I can talk to specifically what's in my tran or what's in my transcript regarding the Mann Act. So I know we were compiling the information together 
Yes, but Mr. Ziegler, travel, as, as the law states, by the, by the code of the law, it states traveling, paying someone to go across state lines is, is prostitution. It's a violation of the Mann Act. Let me just move on just one more, one more second here. Uh, so when, her, when Hunter Biden paid for this woman to do this with him, <laughs> to travel across state lines. It's still not the Bain California picture. It's coming. On June 15th, <laughs> this is a violation of the Mann Act. This was prostitution. Let me continue. Bring out the coup de grace. Hunter Biden also used his company, Owasco PC, to pay prostitutes. Can you hold on one second? Chairman? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll give you this additional time back. So regarding Man Act violations, what we can do is, given by the statute, uh, we can turn those over to the House Ways and Means Committee, and then we can they, they can decide to vote to turn them over to you regarding Man Act. Yep, thank you, Mr. Ziegler. Um, so talking about Hunter Biden using his company, Owasco PC, to pay prostitutes, this is also a suspicious activity report showing that victim one, the, the woman that was paid for prostitution, that traveled from California to Washington, D.C., paid for by Hunter Biden. This is a, an excerpt from a SARS report that we've read in the Treasury, and I think you all have looked at these two, showing that victim one was supposedly an employee of Owasco. Um, but, but I would like to point out, this is not really what most paralegals do <laughs> for law firms. Um, and, and it's very serious that Hunter Biden was This guy right here is laughing. He's laughing. Through his law firm and then writing it off as business tax exemptions. Most, most people write off, uh, you know, their ta write off things for their taxes through their businesses like a meal or, uh, say, office supplies. Um, but can you confirm for me? that Hunter Biden had written off payments to prostitutes through his law firm, Owasco. I appreciate the question given by the statute uh, and limited in my testimony today, and I, I respectfully would need to turn those records over to the House Ways and Means Committee. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Ziegler. One, one, last, one last question. Uh, you referred to one of the assistants as West Coast assistant. I believe this is the West Coast assistant. Could you agree with that? So I can tell you that there were deductions for what we believe to be escorts, and then that $10,000 golf club membership, yes, that was not a golf club membership. That was for a sex club payment. That was for a sex club payment. Um, payments such as this through from, from Hunter Biden to prostitutes. Um, also, Mr. Shapley. Here we go. This is. Wrap up Dude, that picture. This uh, picture is wild. Time. Thank, thank you, Mr. Chairman. That's the president's uh, son. Mr. Shapley, you have <laughs> Oh, you can't beat that. The IRS was conducting into a foreign-based amateur <laughs> online pornography platform. 
Um, this this is evidence uh, of of Hunter Biden making sex. Excuse me, this is my time. Making pornography. Should we be displaying this, Mr. Chairman, in the committee? The lady's time's expired, and with two and a half minutes over, Mr. Bufume wants the two and a half minutes. He can have it if if he wants to yield some to Miss Ocasio Cortez when she goes. She can have it. We'll make it right. Two and a half minutes. You all have an extra two and a half minutes. Chair, recognize Mr. Bufume for five minutes. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. State your point. Um, my understanding is that this committee was provided the suspicious activity reports on the condition that it not publicize them for the reason that they are not actually even allegations, much less evidence of anything. And uh, my colleague. Yeah, paying prostitutes, not evidence of anything. From Georgia has now just uh, revealed that, it uh, publicly. That. That, that is a good point. However, that suspicious activity report has been public for years. That suspicious activity report was on the internet long before I became chairman of this committee. So that particular suspicious activity report has already been publicized. Thank you for that clarification. She had said it was part of the thousands she reviewed, but I appreciate the clarification. Public and able right. that we all, all reviewed right. in the treasury. The chair's re reclaim time. Chair recognized Mr. Bufume for okay. Five minutes, and if you want more time, we'll, so we'll I, work with you. I, I love. Oh, thank you yeah. very much, Mr. Chair. I am. That might be the best we can get. Unfortunately, just an absolute humiliation. I won't say in front of the country because the country ain't watching this shit. Most people aren't watching. But you know, they're gonna do something to her. I bet you they're gonna like. She just absolutely poked the eye of Joe Biden with that picture. So. While she's not been great, again, she's been better than regular Republicans, but there's a lot to be desired. With that said, I like eye poking, and she fucking poked Joe Biden's eye, and he's going to do some shit. So, very interesting. That was uh, hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Okay. <clears throat> um, IRS whistleblower gives jaw-dropping answer on if Joe Biden benefited from his son's business deals. IRS Special Agent Joseph Ziegler, a whistleblower who testified before Congress Wednesday, said in an interview this week that numerous roadblocks were put in front of him during his investigation into Hunter Biden. CBS News reporter Catherine Herridge asked Ziegler, did you uncover evidence that President Biden financially benefited from his uh, son's deals? Ziegler says, I don't feel comfortable answering that question. Anytime we potentially wanted to go down the road of asking questions related to the president, it was, that's going to take too much approval. Uh, we can't ask those questions. And I mean, it created an environment that was very hard to deal with. Ziegler said the response he would get when he tried to press the issue was, let's put that on the back burner. Ziegler said the only question that matters at the end of the day is, are we treating everyone the same? Are we treating all taxpayers the same? And in this case, no. I don't think so. That's going to be the other way they fuck with conservatives. They're already trying to set it up, and they clearly are setting it up to go after like people with not a lot of means. That's why they made the threshold $600 to trigger a 1099. This, I think a lot of this is done politically for political reasons. Ziegler said that he wanted to interview Hunter Biden's adult children because a lot of the business deductions and expenses were related to the adult children. When asked whether he got approval to ask, he says... We never received the approvals to talk to those people because he was told by the U.S. assistant attorney that doing so was going to get them in the hot water. Harridge then asked 
is that in the IRS handbook, avoiding hot water? And he said, no, but I mean, I was asking to do these certain things, and roadblock after roadblock was put out in front of me. Now, none of this, of course, I mean, the media is probably going to demonize these people and pretend that they're racist Nazis that have to be arrested. And now you have uh, Turley coming out. He's, his legal analysis is decent. He's, he's, he's a normie, though. But his legal analysis, a lot of the time, is pretty good. Jonathan Turley explains how Dems tripped the wire on, the Joe, on Joe Biden in the IRS whistleblower hearing. Jonathan Turley, a George Washington University law professor, said a House Democrat tripped the wire on Joe Biden during a hearing Wednesday. The legal expert argued that an exchange between Dan Goldman and one of the witnesses, IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley, undermined the president's denial that he ever spoke to his son about business dealings. Goldman pointed to a moment in Shapley's prior testimony in which he quoted Hunter Biden, business associate Rob Walker, informing the FBI that Hunter Biden told his father at a lunch meeting with executives at the Chinese energy firm CEFC, I may be trying to start a company I try to do something with these guys. Now let me ask you something, Goldman said. That doesn't sound much like Joe Biden was involved in whatever Hunter Biden was doing with CEFC if Hunter Biden is telling him that he's trying to do business with them, does it? In response, Shapley said, no, but it does show that he told his father that he was trying to do business and he was talking to his father about the business. At that moment, Golden, Goldman threw his hands in the air and said, okay, well, that's true. Hunter Biden does try to do business. That's correct. On Twitter, Turley said Goldman just tripped the wire on Joe Biden, adding, in trying to grill the whistleblowers to show there's no evidence that Joe Biden was involved, he elicited an answer that the witness established that Joe Biden did discuss business deals of Hunter with the Chinese. And again, they'll, they'll, they, this is going to go the way it always goes. It just went this way in the censorship hearing today. And it's like this every time. The only thing different is the subject. The subject, you can interchange. But it starts off with, there's no evidence at all. Then it becomes, of course, we had to do it. It's a good thing. Okay, so you had some motherfucker today, some AIDS commie Democrat in the hearing say, censorship is good. So it went from, no one's being censored to, of course we have to censor. We're saving our democracy. It's a good thing. So you know the shit with Joe Biden is going to go from, there's no evidence that he talked about uh, uh, business dealings with Hunter, to, of course he talked about business dealings with Hunter. It's his son. He had to do it. Charlie continued, Goldman was trying to show that the witnesses did not mention a substantive role of Joe Biden. Shapley immediately noted it did mean that he came to discuss one of Hunter's deals. The president continues to deny that fact. Goldman prompted a sworn statement from the investigator that Biden did indeed discuss his son's business deals. In doing so, Goldman may have delivered one of the most damaging moments in the hearing for the Bidens. Yeah, it's nothing's going to happen. <clears throat> After Shapley made his point about Joe Biden talking to his son about business, Goldman went on to state that the IRS agent had no direct evidence connecting Joe Biden to Hunter Biden's business deals before moving on with the questioning, going the David Pakman route. No evidence at all. Turley, in ending his Twitter thread, said if Goldman had continued his line of inquiry about the Biden business deals for a few more minutes, it would have sealed the case for the appointment of a special counsel. Well, a special counsel would have been appointed if this was a Republican. Joe Biden would probably not even be in office right now if this had been a Republican, but they're not going to. Look, again, we're in clown world. 
we're in Democrat criminal uh, uh, clown world, and they have an appetite for arrest, so none of that shit's going to happen. Uh, then Grassley released a FBI document showing Joe Biden was involved in a $5 million bribery scheme with Burisma executive. Chuck Grassley, on Thursday, released the FBI document showing Joe Biden was involved in a $5 million bribery scheme with Burisma CEO Mikola Zolchevsky. The FD-1023 form alleged then-Vice President Biden forced Zolchevsky, a Ukrainian oligarch, to pay himself and his son Hunter Biden a total of $10 million. According to the document, Biden's bribery arrangement was described as pochili, which is Russian crime slang for being forced or coerced to pay. Per the FD-1023, quote, according to the FBI's, Confidential human source. Executives for Burisma, a Ukrainian gas company, brought Hunter Biden on the board to protect us through his dad from all kinds of problems. At the time, Burisma was seeking to do business in the United States, but was facing a corruption investigation in Ukraine, led by then-Ukraine Prosecutor General Viktor Shokin. Regarding that investigation's impact on its ambitions in North America, Burisma CEO Zelchevsky reportedly said, don't worry, Hunter will take care of all those issues through his dad. Zolchevsky reportedly stated he had to pay $5 million to Hunter Biden and $5 million to Joe Biden in arrangement. He described as Pachili, which is Russian crime slang for being forced or coerced to pay. Also, according to the document, Zolchevsky claims to have text messages and recordings that show he was forced to pay the Bidens to ensure Ukrainian Prosecutor General Viktor Shokin was fired. I imagine Sitch and Adam, when they hear this, they will go, well, of course, I mean, Joe Biden had to take that money. It's a good thing. Anyway, Zolchevsky also retained two documents, presumably financial records, as evidence of the arrangement, according to the document. Per the FD-1023, Zolchevsky claimed to have many text messages and recordings that show he was coerced into paying the Bidens to ensure Shokin was fired. Specifically, he claimed to have two recordings with Joe Biden and 15 recordings with Hunter Biden. Jelchevsky also retained two documents, presumably financial records as evidence of the arrangement, but said he didn't send any funds directly to the big guy, a term understood to be a reference to Joe Biden. References to the big guy surfaced in communications involving other Biden family business arrangements independent of the Burisma arrangement, Zolchevsky claimed it would take an investigation 10 years to uncover the illicit payments to the Bidens, according to the document. So, there will probably be a media narrative pretending that, I don't know what they're going to argue, probably that it's a good thing and he had to do it, something like that. Okay, now we have, this is good, there's a mass public effort to protect Washington children from pedophile grooming events or what they call here pride and drag perversion. A massive grassroots effort is underway by parents, pastors, and community leaders in a Washington state town to protect local children from a planned LGBT pride event and drag show, also known as a pedophile grooming event. At least that's what I call them. Aimed at sexualizing and confusing the town's youth. So this is a based outlet. <coughs> Excuse me. This is a based outlet, The New American. I like the framing here. This is completely accurate. The purpose of the show is to sexualize children and confuse them. 
So that's, yeah. So yeah, don't mince words. I like that. The event has already been pushed back almost two months due to the massive public outcry and concerns from officials. Amid the controversy in Arlington, a community of about 20,000 in Washington, activists committed to protecting children have gone door to door. This is fantastic. Distributing thousands of flyers denouncing the upcoming event and warning parents of the danger. Yeah, this is what you got to do if you're being invaded by pedophiles and they're going to have their tranny pedophile grooming events. Go Jehovah's Witness style. Go door to door. Be like, look, just want to make you aware of what's going on. Have a nice day. Fantastic. Pastors across the city and numerous businesses are warning the community to keep children away from the area too. Former State Senator Val Stevens, who's helping to organize what she describes as the campaign to keep children safe from the seduction by provocateurs who would steal their innocence, told the Newman Report that members of the community are horrified, at, yeah, as any normal person would be, and many are taking action in response. Several businesses in the town have committed to be closed on July 22nd, the day of the event, to allow their employees to escape exposure to the perversion, adding, it was important to do background checks on all those performers who sought to reach children. Thousands of brochures featured images of men dressed as scantily clad women as a warning. The powerful brochure developed by the activists has shown city officials uh, that Arlington's long-established community decency standards will not be ignored. The exhibit of males pretending to be female and acting out depictions of ultimate sex acts, normal or perverted, before children is depraved and unacceptable. Such adaptations of debauched displays before children is a snare of the fowler who would place unnatural images in the minds of children and will not be endured. So there's religiosity there. I don't, look, it really depends on who is your audience. Are a lot of the people you're talking to Christians that totally identify with that kind of language? If so, great, do it up. If there are people that are like, what the fuck is a fowler? You might want to kind of, you know, make it more for normies. But but with that said, you're getting things done. Do it how you want. But, you, you know, I, well, I don't know. A fowler? Who's the Tessa Fowler? The big titty model? I don't know who the fuck a fowler is. No, it's, it's, that's not necessarily your problem that I don't know what that is. I'm just saying that if they said that to me, I'd be like, I don't know what a fowler is, but I'm against the pedophiles. So we're still on the same page. Anyway, <clears throat> let's continue. Um, the former Senate leader who served in the Washington legislature for two decades also blasted last year's pride spectacle in a letter to the mayor in May. Families deserve to be protected from the exploitation of children, and children deserve a wholesome opportunity to be safe from seduction by deviants. That's good. That's, I like that. We ask you, they are deviants. They're sexual deviants, perverts, pedophiles. We ask that you do not allow men pretending to be female to perform in Arlington's public square. The quote-unquote <clears throat> pride event in Arlington comes as similar gatherings in other parts of the state and the nation uh, have featured naked men exposing their genitals to children. At a major, a major pride event in New York, half-naked self-proclaimed queer marchers claimed or chanted they're coming for your children, sparking international condemnation and major concerns among those who battle child abuse and exploitation. Pride organizers are pretending to be concerned about security threats, uh, 
and are asking the government to restrict gun rights around the event. However, city officials told the press that law enforcement has not received any credible threats of violence related to the Pride event. Well, that's their tactic. They pretend. I mean, I give zero fucks, uh, but look, it's like this. Follow the laws and regulations in your municipality or township. Someone brought up township. I'm not sure the difference. But whatever you're in, a village, a township, a municipality, whatever, you know, whatever word you want to use, <clears throat> follow the rules and regulations. Now, if, if someone got fed up with this and did something, I mean, that's not good, but, like, I have zero fucks to give at this point. Um, I think it would be bad optically, uh, especially if there's kids there. I think that's, I think it helps them. Um, but if, you know, if they're like, oh, the pedophiles feel threatened, I'll, I give zero fucks about that. But again... This, is, this can be resolved completely legally. It has been many times. And they're doing exactly, I think, the right tactic. Let the people in the community know there are pedophiles in your midst and run them out of town. There, has, there doesn't need to be any law breaking. So good for these people in this city in Washington. But it's a tactic. They make it up. They claim there's violence. There's very little violence from conservatives. And they pretend that there's a lot of violence. There's no violence. It's total bullshit. Um, <clears throat> Mayor Barbara Tolbert has tried to play both sides. Oh, Barbara, you can't play both sides on this one. Trying, You can't Tim pull this one. <clears throat> Telling community leaders she did not support a drag event for children while still issuing a pride proclamation celebrating LGBTism. No, that's not good. The city of Arlington is committed... To creating an environment that's inclusive and equitable and free from discrimination and harassment and desires opportunities to celebrate the growing diversity of our city. The proclamation said, no, no, you need to make a fucking proclamation like normal people are welcomed here. I don't give a fuck what you are. But if you are a LGBT political flamer that is part of this pride shit, you need to get the fuck out of town. That's what you should say. This is a town for normal people, not pedophiles. The pushback seen in Arlington can serve as a model for other communities horrified by the relentless push of homosexual and transgender special interests nationally to flaunt their lifestyles and recruit children. While organizers and attorneys claim a First Amendment protected right, critics do not believe grooming children with perverted sexual themes is legitimate free speech. It is not. It clearly is not. It's obviously illegal. It's always been illegal, but for some reason, they're like, no, it's okay for the LGBT to do it. Nuts. More and more Republican-controlled states are taking measures to protect children from public displays of sexual perversion, pornography in books, indoctrination in government schools, and even castration. Some pride parades in Florida were canceled due to the law protecting children from drag performances. Obscenity, perversion... Grooming and sexualizing children are not free speech, regardless of what rogue federal courts and groomers might say. Great sentence. This is a good article. I like this. This is The New American, and the article was originally published in Freedom Project. I am not familiar with either outlet, but I like the, uh, f- the words and the framing here. Society has an obligation to protect children from perverts, 100%. It is time for state and local governments to do their job and stop tolerating this evil, especially when it is the most innocent in the crosshairs. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Alex Newman wrote this. All right, well, based Alex Newman. Good for you. Good article. And good for the people in that Washington town. That's fantastic news. We need more of that. All right, so 
One of the biggest lies put upon the populace was that the vaccine was safe and effective. The vaccine was not safe and it was not effective. And so people were put in this situation. They were coerced into taking the literal most dangerous vaccine in the history of mankind. It's not even close. Um, so some people gave in, unfortunately. And a lot of those people have health problems. Some of those people died. It's fucked up. And it, it was clearly a grave, immoral evil to try to mandate the most dangerous vaccine of all time. So it was clearly a mistake. So right now there's a pilot shortage. From what I understand, flying is a nightmare. It's one of the reasons I'm driving to Florida. I'm going to Florida soon. And I'm driving. Fuck flying. Um, flying seems like a nightmare. Super Smash... Uh, What's her name? Hernanda? No, not her. What the hell is her name? I don't know. The Latina is Super Smash with the glasses. Savannah Hernandez. Okay, she uh, on Twitter apparently, and and it's not like she's not the only person I'm seeing doing this uh, or going through this, where it's just total aids to fly. You know, you especially if you have a connecting flight. Good luck. You better book two weeks of fucking hotel stays because it's going to take you days. For that connecting flight to 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 uh, to take off, it's like insane. So she was through an ordeal that was ridiculous. Other people that I watch, same deal. Uh, so it just seems like total aids. And part of the problem is there is a shortage of pilots. Not only because some of the pilots are not healthy, because they took the most dangerous vaccine in American history or in world history, in human history, but um. There are pilots that were fired who took a stand, patriots who took a stand. So the Republicans, and I criticize the Republicans. Well, of course, some of these Republicans are evil fuckers. But the ones that voted in favor of the reinstatement, good for them. So they, so some of the at least halfway decent Republicans were like, hey, we need to reinstate. Obviously, this vaccine didn't work at all. At all, okay? There's no, well, in the beginning, no, that's total bullshit. The immediate, the first fucking um, hospital data that came out, I think it was, was it Wales or Israel? I forget. That at least half of the people uh, in the hospital were fully vaccinated. That is not a vaccine that works when, you, when you're talking about stopping the spread. If half the fucking people in the hospital are fully vaccinated, and remember, that's when they counted it in the bullshit way, that a person was unvaccinated, even if they took both shots, but uh, what was it, the two weeks didn't pass or whatever? It was like you had to take two shots and then wait a week, or, or maybe, I don't, I don't remember. But it was a way for them to undercount. So that number was way undercounted. So it was obviously the majority of the people in the hospital from the very beginning, fully vaccinated. It did not stop the spread, not one time. That was all made up. Okay. So it was a huge mistake. It was a grave evil to do this to people. So at least some of the Republicans were like, well, we should reinstate those pilots. Well, a bunch of AIDS Republicans, and of course the Democrats voted to not reinstate the pilots that were fired over Biden's vaccine mandate. Late Wednesday night, the House of Representatives voted not to reinstate airline pilots who lost their jobs for refusing to comply with the Biden administration's vaccine mandate. The move comes as the U.S. <clears throat> aviation industry continues to suffer due in large part to a shortage of captains in the cockpits. They, this is also, they don't want people to fly. They're trying to make flying miserable. So you stop traveling. They want you to stop traveling. <clears throat> 
Members of the House convened Wednesday to debate and vote on the Securing Growth and Robust Leadership in American Aviation Act. While the night ended with the legislation being left as unfinished business, a number of proposed amendments had their fates decided. Among them was Amendment 36, requested by Illinois Representative Mary Miller on behalf of Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, which would require airlines to reinstate pilots who were fired or forced to resign because of vaccine mandates. The proposition failed 294 to 141. On the Democrat side, all but one voted against the proposed amendment, while Republicans were more split. Um, 140 saying yes, and 83 saying nay. Those Republicans that voted against this, I mean, fuck all these Republicans, but man, what a piece of shit. You're supposed to, you're no different than a Democrat. You fucking assholes. What a bunch of pieces of shit. Jail for these people. There needs to be jail. I've had enough. Maybe you haven't had enough, but I'll tell you this. I've had enough. H.R. 3935 was introduced in June to help ease some of the pain the American aviation industry has felt since the Ching Chong AIDS. It seeks to direct the Federal Aviation Administration to increase air traffic controller hiring targets, raise the pilot retirement age, the proposed legislation would bar the FAA from requiring mask wearing or Ching Chong AIDS vaccines for passengers, air carrier employers, or FAA employees, employees, air carrier employees. During the Ching Chong AIDS, airlines across the country instituted vaccine mandates, and for the, the post part, there was a high rate of compliance. It says post part, I think they meant most part. That being said, a consequential number of employees were let go for refusing to comply. Those people are patriots, good for them. They didn't cuck, pure bloods. As Forbes reports, United Airlines terminated 232 members of its staff for that reason, many among them pilots. As NPR reports, those who opposed getting the jab voiced their concerns about potential long-term side effects, but were largely dismissed and told the safety of the vaccines had been clearly established. A blatant evil lie. If you were in the media and you uh, 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 perpetrated that lie, if you were an employer and you perpetrated that lie, or you were involved with the uh, manufacturing of this vaccine, you all need to go to jail. All of you. All of you. You all need to. If you tried to coerce, if you're a a business owner and a boss and you tried to coerce an employee into taking this poison, you should fucking go to jail. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Um, United Airlines did allow unvaccinated employees who received an exemption to return to work in 2022, but not those who refused for unapproved reasons. Insane. Insane. None of that's surprising, though. That's Congress. That's the Republicans. That's the Republicans. Okay. Um, Good for the state legislature of Louisiana. You have a pro-mutilation AIDS commie governor in Louisiana. But the state legislature did the right thing. Louisiana passes a bill to ban child mutilation, overrides the governor's veto. Good for you. Sex changes for minors will now be banned in the state of Louisiana after the Republican-controlled legislature overturned a veto from AIDS commie Democrat Governor John Bell Edwards on Tuesday. House Bill 684, which will take effect January 1st, 2024, prohibits certain procedures to alter the sex of a minor child in the state of Louisiana and revokes the licenses and certifications of any healthcare professionals who violate the ban for a minimum of two years. 
The veto was overwritten in the Senate on a 28-11 vote and the House on a 75-23 vote. The ACLU of Louisiana released a statement condemning the veto as extreme government overreach. The ACLU, very pro-pedophile, very pro-mutilation. And they say it's a direct threat to civil liberties. So it's a direct it's a direct threat to civil liberties to not allow butchers to mutilate children. Oh, by the way, oh, I don't have it up here. I forgot. I'll just briefly mention it. We'll cover it, I guess, during the next stream. I tweeted it. Actually, actually. Oh, yeah, I don't have the laptop. I'll have to. Yeah, it'll, we'll do it next stream. I don't have the ease of uh, sending links from my Twitter as I did on the... Um, Oh, no, no, no. I can actually... I'll, I'll do it during the video. I can do it during the video. I don't want to have a lot of dead dead, dead air. But yeah, I, I can log in. I have the app. So no, no. Okay, on the phone. Yeah. I retweeted an article yesterday, and I said, the depravity... Their depravity has no end. You want to hear the new insanity? Um, you know, you're not going to be surprised by it. Because I've said this before, and I'm dead serious. Eventually, you're going to see... There's already academics... And, academics doing this. It just hasn't been adopted yet by mainstream academia and like, you know, whatever the fuck you want to call these groups, you know, the American Academy of Pediatrics or whatever these fucking bullshit groups are. And I say this, eventually they're going to argue that children who have sex with adults, that that somehow benefits children. They're going to argue that eventually. Now, you might say, well, that's fucking insane. What makes you think that? You want to hear something? This is the latest. There was a study that just came out, okay? And this is on my Twitter, at hard underscore bastard. It's a few posts down. And we'll go over it uh, during the video segment. We'll go over it briefly. I just have to find it. Anyway, there is a study that just came out that argued that when it comes to trans men, so those are biological women. So trans men, as they call them, can have babies because they're biological women. So the question of, well, when a trans man, which is not a real thing, when a, a, a trans man um, takes hormones, is it hormones or testosterone or whatever the fuck they're taking? Well, what about when they're pregnant? Because it can cause problems with the baby. And the experts in the study, are you ready for this? You know where this is going, right? Because this is, this is the cult of death and destruction. So you know what they're going to argue. You know, I say these things and they happen. It's not because I have any sort of good predictability. It's because these are the most predictable people on Earth. On the planet Earth, they're the most predictable. Anyway, they argue that you should put as the priority the transition of the tranny over the health of the child because it's somehow... It's wrong to worry about birth defects in children. Too much importance is assigned on making sure the children don't have birth defects. So if you wanted a new level of evil and a new level of depravity, before we get to the kid fucking, ladies and gentlemen, now you have it. Like I said, I'll, I'll find the article, we'll go over it. But, uh, yeah, the new evil just dropped, uh, in case you were keeping track. But anyway, we'll go back to this. So this is the previous evil. This is the mutilation of children evil and, and not the poisoning of children in the womb. Now, of course, I mean, this is coming from the people who fucking love abortion. They worship abortion. So obviously, you know, poisoning a child and making sure it has birth defects, that's, you know, they love that. They love that. They love to mutilate people. They love to mutilate children. And this is just par for the course. All right.
Speaking of pro-mutilators, we have Gavin Newsom wants the, the power to fine school districts that don't go along with the pedophile homosexual agenda. Let's see here. Uh, AIDS commie governor Gavin Newsom long used to attacking conservative states over their exclusion of LGBTQ curricula, which is you know, AIDS commie uh, pedophile curriculum, is targeting local school districts in his own state by backing a draconian bill to force compliance. <coughs> Excuse me. The bill AB 1078 introduced by pro-groomer assembly member Corey Jackson would allow the state to intervene in local districts and find them if their curricula lack materials on ethnic groups and LGBT Americans. <clears throat> the bill was considered too extreme even, hold on one second, <clears throat> sorry about that, too extreme for even the state's left-wing legislature in which both houses are ruled by Democrat supermajorities. But Newsom jumped in to create a tool to use against conservative districts. Los Angeles Times notes, Newsom is targeting the public school district in Temecula in Southern California, where conservatives won seats on the local school board and are opposing the pedophile materials. The debate arose after the board rejected proposed... You might be like, he's using pedophile. Well, they're not exactly pedophiles. Well, have a listen to this. I'm talking about literal pedophile curriculum. I'm not in any way being hyperbolic. It's what it is. And here's an example. The debate arose after the board rejected proposed instructional material that mentioned Harvey Milk, a member of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, and the first out gay man elected to public office in California who was assassinated, which is a shame, in 1978. That's a real shame. <clears throat> Earlier this year, Newsom proclaimed May 22nd to be Harvey Milk Day to honor his activism at great personal risk. Conservative school board member president Joseph Kamrowski, who called Milk a pedophile, well, he literally is a pedophile, and has been publicly feuding with Newsom over the issue, asked sheriff deputies on Tuesday to remove a teacher from a meeting after she called conservative board member Danny Gonzalez a homophobe. Oh, I didn't know about this. Oh, mm, it, it warms the cockles of my heart. I don't even know what that means. It sounds funny. It's a phrase. Apparently, you have cockles in your heart, and they can be warmed. <clears throat> it sounds a little gay, but it's kind of funny. Anyway, it warms the cockles of my heart to hear story after story. And it's not happening at the level it needs to, but it's growing. Story after story of people escorting commies out. Escort them out. I hope this becomes a thing. Escort them out of the classroom. Escort them out of the jobs. Escort them out of everywhere. Just escort them out. If you're having a town meeting and some lunatic dressed uh, like a woman comes in and he's like, oh, I'd like to talk about my feminine penis. Excuse me, sir. You have to leave. We're escorting you out. You have to go. This is for normal people. Okay, you got to go. Okay, you got you to gotta get out of here. Get these blue-haired lunatics coming in there screaming about bullshit. Excuse me, Zezer, you got to go. You, it's this is for normal people. This is for regular people. You have to go. Escort them out. So apparently, this guy, based Joseph Kamrowski, escorted out an AIDS commie when he called this other based guy, Danny Gonzalez, a homophobe. Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay, escort him out. Good job. The sheriff escorted them out. Based.
On Wednesday, Newsom announced that the state is entering into a contract to secure textbooks for the district in time for the first day of school next month. Newsom also said that he is committed to fining the Temeculus district for non-compliance. Just pay the fine and tell them the fuck off, or don't pay the fine. I don't know, but <clears throat> don't cuck to putting the curricula back in. Despite the fact that he does not have the power to do so, commies don't care. They don't care about the rules. And that doing so would hurt the students of the district directly. They want to hurt. What, are you kidding me? This is the party of mutilation of children. Of course they want to hurt the kids. Last month, Newsom attacked Kamraski for calling Milk a pedophile, slamming an offensive statement from an ignorant person. It's true. He is a fucking pedophile. As Breitbart noted, Daniel Greenfield of Front Page Magazine addressed the claims of Harvey Milk being a pedophile, citing a book claiming the icon had a relationship with two teenagers who were 16 and 17. At the time, the legal age of consent in California is 18. Okay, there you go. Case closed. Bye-bye, bitch. The inclusion of LGBT materials, especially the... Look, if Harvey Milk was 19, then I would say, yeah, whatever. Who cares? 19, 17. I don't give a fuck about that. But that's not what we're talking about. The inclusion of LGBTQ materials, especially those involving discussions of sexuality, has prompted strong opposition in some local districts, even leading to fights at school board meetings near Los Angeles in June. That was the based Armenians coming through. I really liked Pat... By the way, Patrick Bet David? Man, is he having a good run right now. So first of all, this was what reminded me of Patrick Bet David... And I'll obviously mention many of, I don't know how many of you watched his show, but I'm sure some of you saw the clip with Anthony Weiner today. Oh, fucking gold. But uh, Patrick Bet David, so you had these um, parents, these based Armenians, uh, speaking out against the sexualization of their children. And Patrick Bet David went on this whole thing about how he wants to get in contact with these parents. He has a message to the parents. They're doing the right thing. This whole big thing that was fantastic. I don't know if they ever took him up on it. Uh, That would be great. He wants to talk to him, do a thing. It's just, it's to see. So he has a huge platform, Patrick Bet David. He's got a lot of money too. So if you have a lot of money and you have a huge platform, you do have some power. I mean, look, make no mistake. If they want to, they'll destroy you. Okay. But he has some, some kind of power. You know, not at the Joe Rogan level, but certainly something. And so, you know, doing that and, like, giving them kind of a confidence boost and, like, trying to organize with them and do stuff, I I like that. I think that's great. Anyway, side thing is today, Anthony, I don't know what the fuck Anthony Weiner thought was going to happen. You know, I I don't know. Do people, he's an interesting guy. I I don't have a read on him yet because he's this guy that, like, says this stuff that's great. And then I'm like, but they let him buy the Yankees. You know, like a partial owner. I'm like, that's weird. I'm like, are they just not... I, why aren't they... Is it because he has so much money? It's like, what are they going to do to him? Is that the kind of deal it is? I don't know. But, you know, Kanye West had a lot of money and they fucking... I don't, they, they did something to him because he's quiet now. He's just... I don't know what the hell. They gave him a new piece of ass and now, like, I don't know what they did. Uh, but anyway... But um, Anthony Weiner goes on there and... <laughs> And Pat, uh, Patrick Pat David brings up uh, the Clinton body count and Wiener's reaction. It just told you everything you needed to know. He's freaking out. He's freaking out. It was fantastic. So there's going to be fallout from that. There's probably going to be an organized media campaign against Patrick Bet David. How dare you say that about Hillary Clinton in front of like a million people or however many hundreds of thousands. I don't know what the viewership is. 
I don't know if he's just on YouTube. Does he is he expanded to the other ones? Does he do a podcast? You know, these like I think Rogan he had like a huge YouTube viewership, but then most of his viewership was with the podcasting. You know, uh, at the time before Spotify, you know, Apple and all these ones. Anyway, so yeah, that's an interesting clip if you haven't seen it. Okay, I didn't know. I don't have In-N-Out burgers around here. I've never been to In-N-Out. Even when I drive to the south, I don't think I've ever seen In-N-Out. But apparently, it's a pretty decent company. Because they're like, no mask. You're not allowed to wear a mask. Good. Fuck that shit. Now leftists are calling to boycott the company. Okay, great. That's great. Get the commies out. So yeah, you. of course. I wouldn't want commies. I would say commies are not welcome. You're not alienating a, a huge, super large amount of people when you say commies not welcome. Okay? You're just uh, um, rooting out the fringe. Normal people... They're not going to be like, what the fuck are you even talking about? I'm going to eat here. And you'll be like, yeah, absolutely. You're welcome here. No problem. <clears throat> Leftists have been calling on people to boycott the California fast food empire in and out for its new policy requiring employees in certain states to present a medical note if they wish to wear a mask to work. Good. As Breitbart reported, in and out will not enforce the... And so you, some of you might say, well, yeah, but this is the in the opposite direction. My argument here, and I might end up being wrong, you have to, this is, so this is a company that's going on the offensive, which is unusual. They're going on the offensive against leftists. And to me, the biggest lesson learned over the past few years, being in this insane clown world, is you've got to go on the offensive against commies. You can't have a neutral place. Like, what, what were we supposed to do in the school, right? What was the deal? The deal was it's a neutral place where no one's religion or no one's beliefs are forced upon anyone. Well, that obviously failed. Because when it's a neutral place, the commies will force their shit uh, on, on people. Now, I would rather people not have, you know, a specific ideology enforced. However, if I have to choose between the commies and the Christians, I'm going Christians every time. Okay? I would hope the Christians this time, if they get control again, might be a little more chill than they were in the early 2000s. But ultimately, even early 2000s Christians are better than these fucking commies. Um, but I hope it doesn't reach that point. But anyway, you got to go on the offensive. This is going on the offensive. You're going on the offensive to say you cannot fucking wear a mask, and that prevents then uh, commies in any way forcing people to wear masks. So, so you cannot wear a mask unless you get a, a doctor's note, which is fine. Uh, and then um, this is going on the offensive, and I like it. And I hope more businesses do it. I hope to see much more on the offensive against commies because I think that's how you win. Because we saw the neutral kind of, no disrespect to libertarians, but the new, neutral libertarian, no one, no one kind of takes over. Well, we saw what happened. They took over. They took, and so, yeah, look, I agreed with that. I, I want to be clear. I am just as much as at fault for going along with it because I thought that was the right thing to do. Um, but now we've seen that it doesn't work. And I wish it would work. That would be great if it worked. I love, you know, <clears throat> if I had to choose, like, which, which, which kind of philosophy worked, which one worked, if, which one do I want to work, I would go the Dave Smith route. I think Dave Smith's a reasonable guy. He's got a lot of great ideas. The problem is I don't think when it comes to commies, a lot of these ideas work. I hope I'm wrong about that. Uh, but it just doesn't seem like they work. It seems like commies only understand force and power. And uh, that's a harsh reality. I hope that's not true, but that's at least my read right now. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But anyway, that's, that's, uh, that's where I'm at. 
So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe the libertarians will, will win, and somehow they'll root out the commies from their uh, group, uh, which they've been doing. I will give them credit for that. They have removed some of the commies from their group, which is great to see. And then hopefully they'll have a big presence at the school boards and in politics, and they'll somehow fix all this. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to hold my breath. It's not like it's an easy job, because usually if someone from the outside gets too powerful, they kill them. So it's not like the easiest place to try to get political power, America. They, it looks like they kill you or jail you if uh, you're not one of them and you try to get in the office. So anyway, um, as Breitbart reported, In-N-Out will not enforce the policy in its home state of California. For employees who wish to wear masks, the new policy says the medical note must clearly state the reason for the exemption, including the estimated duration that the mask will be needed. People who fail to comply can face disciplinary action up to and including termination of employment. The company further said that the ban would help to emphasize the importance of customer service and the ability to show our associates' smile. That sounds like gobbledygook, but uh, who cares? So then you got this uh, propagandist, uh, Eric Fingding. Uh, in and out employees will no longer be allowed to wear masks as part of the new company guidelines. Burger joint to avoid in and out. Good, yeah, we want the commies out. Get out of in and out. You don't belong there. Get the fuck out. So uh, fantastic, fantastic. And so hope I, I, they say they're run by Christians. I have no idea if that's true. But uh, good to see. Good to see. I'm glad the commies are upset. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. So do we have uh, big boy Anthony Weiner loses his freaking mind when someone suggests big, uh, big girl Hillary Clinton has a body count. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, ha let's have a look here. This is what I was talking about earlier. I forgot I had an article about it. This was phenomenal. In the military I, and I, their name I have the a reputation to ask tough questions and piss some people like you off. That's and my including reputation. Dead, including dead people uh, who I'm going to stand oh, up for. Oh, trust me. We are standing up for them more than you are let's standing say, up for them. Let's see. You better get my back to that list because question, we're going to clear some people's my, names today. My question for you is, my question for you is, how is it that in the last 50 years, we don't have a single candidate? Everybody has their own. Hey, John F. K. was a playboy with Marilyn Monroe. Trump, Karen McDougal, Stormy Daniels. You know, George Bush linked to 9-11 and weapons of mass destruction. Bill Clinton linked to Arkansas women, all this others. Everybody has a reputation. How is it that the reputation that follows them is people close to them die? Why Hi. is that a story that <laughs> people, many people believe in? Why is how, that? Are the Clintons in their 70s yet? If I, you so think I it, it, the the argument here is amazing. Well, people die. That's what he's arguing. Well, people die. They're old. That's not what we're. T Have you looked at this list? It's not even like it. It's it. It's not possible that all these people just happen to die by coincidence. This is a long list. There's no way. This isn't about people just dying of natural causes. Liar. Hilarious that he goes. Well, they're in their seventies. People die. I can make a list of other people who are 70-something years old and say this person died, How come that they person done died, that this person died. Hold on a How come they haven't done that with Bush? He's in the same, same I age. I have no freaking idea why they haven't done that with Trump. How come they haven't done that with Trump? Hold on a second. So are you saying so you agree with what How I'm saying? How come they haven't done that with Reagan? So How come they haven't done that with Kerry? What point are you making about these men and women How who you listed? How is it so many people close to them die? How is it so many people, people close, close to, to them everybody dies? He's not talking about dying of natural causes. Two shots to the back of the head, not natural causes. You so suggesting 
Okay. I'm asking the question. You're is what asking I'm doing. a bizarre question. Exactly. <laughs> did people die? You off. Did people die? No. What pisses me off, and I'm going to say what? this again because you, you apparently are not listening to me. You read a list yeah. of people off an obscure website that 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 of, of conspiracy theory, <laughs> taking a Venn diagram of everyone that ever worked in the orbit of someone who served in public life for 50 years, and you listed them, including people in the military, including strangers you could not pull out of a, and you are implying me, that, that, that there's something you, to fear. Let man. me finish let me, my thought. Let me, let me finish my thought. Please do so, because I got another let me finish my thought. here for you. You're implying both yeah. with the question and with the website. The website says it explicitly. I you're implying you it. Website. Let me finish. Go ahead. You're Don't implying that something. you are implying. Don't pull it up until he's done. Don't pull it up until he's done. Go for it. You are implying that something nefarious is afoot both with the question yeah. and with the list. Yes. Hillary Clinton, she's a big girl. I'm a big boy. You're a big boy. The people that you just listed. They're all. Listen to me. No. Yeah. These are obscure people that you could you're not pull a out of. politician, buddy. Wait a minute. Hold on. You are the classic bull. You list someone's name. You and are, are you going to go back if and clarify? If there's anybody that's the bully, you're going to go clarify. You know what the are you going to clarify this list? Is. You want I don't to really you know can, that. Ad hominem attack on me is going to somehow clear that person's name? You called him a bully. You you called him a bully, and then he calls you a bully, and then you say it was an ad hominem attack. Well, that's a bigger bully than I you. I tell you. Oh yeah, you you just yeah. listed some stranger with with Very PFC good, with PFC. Way of pinning. Good Look for at you. you God. You're reading some. <laughs> good for you. You're reading a, a, a conspiracy website. Good for you. Some people say. Yeah. Some people say. Look at that Rob fucking I website. Just sent to you. You, the Wikipedia. Is you Wikipedia wanna, a conspiracy website? You want to no, 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 hey, take a run Wikipedia. at me? Bring it all day, pal. No, hey, Bring it all day. Sweetheart. Take a run at Clinton not, body count. Conspiracy theory. Yeah. Right at the top. Wait, wait can I what, throw a mic I can drop? Conspiracy. Yeah. Now Do go I, through the list of people. Right at the what's, top. The, what's the point with that? The point is conspiracy the point theories are by their very definition unsubstantiated. I think this guy realizes they're in trouble. Yeah, you're probably in trouble have this conspiracy theory how come reagan doesn't have this conspiracy oh, theory oh wait a minute how come bush doesn't have this conspiracy theory oh wow really oh, why do they though some of the stereotypes are true like you have some reputation it's true some of it some of the stuff they say about other people that's is not true. a stereotype that's a made-up story about oh, strangers how come others don't have yeah, that guys mean? vince foster he's a stranger vince foster was just a stranger guys he didn't they didn't even know who he was up story. People have it all the time. No, Look no. at the internet. Give me another body count with another president or candidate. Give me do another person. Do you really think that someone within this? Do me a favor. Do you really think Barack Obama body count? Do you really think? Oh, you go, go, go. Why don't you go to Barack Obama, not born in this country? By yeah. the way, where was that? I mean, the only other list you could go to is like the Ed Buck dead black prostitutes. Did you guys do that one? No. Never why? Oh, why? Oh, come on. So people say it. Anthony, there's, a pod, there's, a, there's, a, there's a Wikipedia yeah. thing on it. Huh. These people are strangers that you just read a list of, and I think out of deference to them... You're a dark human being, of, guy. Of, <laughs> settle, down. settle down. Settle down. No, no, no. You should <laughs> dark to take the out. angle you did. You're you should exactly... Cut, listen to me. Talking, you're talking to yeah, us yeah, now. Yeah. Oh, okay. You should cut that list out of those sure. people. Absolutely. We can still have the argument. You no, and I are big absolutely. boys. Cut that list I, out. I'm not going to be cutting that list because the world That's needs... That's right. Here's what everybody yeah, needs the to... the world needs... You, that poor person's family that you can't even... Oh, know. yeah. Exactly. That, no, that some people say... What does it matter now? They're some dead. Some people say. What does it matter now? Some They're people dead. say. Can you play that clip Famous again? Famous podcast play host that says clip some again. people say. Play that clip again. What does it matter now? 
What does it matter These now? These people. What does it matter change now? Change the subject all you do, want. Do you, Anyone you, who read that list no one's is still waiting for you to come back you realize, and apologize to Do you to realize people? why some apologize people... Apologize to those people. Do you realize why some... It, 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 I, I like that he brought up Hillary Clinton's quote about what difference does it make or whatever. They're dead. People. You should are, apologize are, are, to those people. Why do you keep saying that? What because does he need to apologize people, about? Listing those people on some obscure website as if something about their death was shrouded in some kind of a mystery. It was? What do you mean? Have you ever gone over the list? It's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. Here's their is, memory. Now, if you, are, if you are Hillary Clinton fantastic. or Anthony... If you are Hillary Clinton or Anthony Weiner, that yeah. may sound fine. If you are some Make person, bigger, if you are some person who has one of these jackasses on the internet showing yeah. up at their doorstep yeah. saying, "Tell me about the Make death of bigger. your father." How did Hillary Clinton? We had someone walk into a pizzeria in Washington with yeah. a gun because of I've assholes that, like I've that. Oh, that bullshit! Totally made up. Wow, the people play it again. Play it again. I've heard this phrase. Oh, a by the way, watch the whole Benghazi. Let's do the whole Benghazi. No, no, it's the phrase. The fact is, we had four no, dead Americans. Was it because of a protest, or was it because of you guys out script. for a walk you, you when disagree with this? to go kill some Americans? You disagree with her Listen point here? The Difference at Play this that again. Point Play that three times. You disagree with this Play point? Play that from the 10 second mark. Not, not yeah, from Fantastic, Patrick Beck, David, having a good run right now. So hopefully, hopefully, he'll keep it up. But they're they're gonna they're gonna fuck. I think they're gonna fuck with him. I mean, this is like stuff. It's eye poking. I like eye poking. He's poking Hillary Clinton in the eye. Good luck. Good luck. All right. This is not surprising. Eventbrite cancels the Let Women Speak event, alleging hateful conduct or hateful content. Eventbrite removed the listing of an upcoming Let Women Speak Austin event hosted by the Independent Women's Network which will focus on protecting women's sex-specific spaces like restrooms and locker rooms. Eventbrite said the event violated its rules in an email. We've determined your event is not permitted on the Eventbrite platform as it violates our community guidelines, specifically our poli a policy on hateful, dangerous, or violent content and events. So women who do not want to be exposed to penises are considered hateful dangerous or violent uh the event was set ta set to take place uh, at the texas state capitol on august 12th so hopefully they can find someone else to help them uh do this but uh it's ridiculous absolutely ridiculous and but this is what happens when you go along with the first example when you go along with the first person that they try to censor you eventually get this inevitably sometimes it'll take longer than others it might take rumble a while before they reach this level but make no mistake the process has started it might not reach this level but the process has started nick fuentes is not going to be the last person that's censored for protected speech now they're going after this guy which is fascinating uh jason aldean it's a country song uh and uh, so they're trying to ban it because it criticizes violent commies. And uh, so, of course, that gives it the Streisand effect. And it's now gone to number one. Jason Aldean's new music video for his song, Try That in a Small Town, with anti-riot lyrics that slam leftist policies, has skyrocketed to the number one spot on the iTunes chart amid backlash against the singer. The 46-year-old country singer song hit the airwaves in May. But it wasn't until he released a video for it on July 14th that the song started generating headlines, claiming it was racist and pro-lynching. 
So if you don't like criminals, particularly black criminals, uh, fucking up your shit, you're pro-lynching. Okay, well, no problem. Uh, I would, I would. Can we get the cranes though? I, I, I want to go Ayatollah Khomeini style on this one. Anyway, after the song was pulled and, and Aldine's response, the ballot ended up shooting to the top of the charts. Good. I, I'm glad to hear that. The song jumped uh, also on other ones like iTunes. He said uh, in response, in the past 24 hours, I've been accused of releasing a pro-lynching song and was subject to the comparison that that I was not too pleased with the nationwide BLM protests. These references are not only meritless but dangerous. There is not a single lyric in the song that references race or points to, or points to it. There isn't a single video clip that isn't real news footage. And while I can try and respect others to have their own interpretation of a song with music, this one goes too far. This is a decent response. I'll give this guy a lot of leadway because he... You know, it's risky to put out music like this, and you're definitely risking your career. So I will, I, I, I won't be hard on the guy. Um, I would have preferred, though, if, if I'm being honest, a person say, "Yeah, that's right. I said it. It's time to have a conversation in this country about black crime." I would have preferred that. Now, I have no illusions that there is nobody in in a space. Uh, like this person that's going to fucking do that. I understand that. I understand that. But, you know, it'd be nice. It would be nice. It would be, I'd be like, wow, okay, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about FBI statistics. Can we do that? Now, granted, with these riots, some of the people that did, did it were white. Absolutely. They also need to be buried under a jail. But part of the thing here is the leftists treat black criminals as sacred people that you're not allowed to criticize. So, so the big eye poke there is to be like, no, there's black criminals. There's a disproportionate amount of criminality in the black community, and we should talk about it as a country. I think that would be fine, but yeah, they're not going to do that. But anyway, uh, but th this guy, you know, look, you did the song. I know you have to be strategic. I have no problem with that. I'm not saying he did anything wrong. I'm just saying what I would have liked to have seen. And I understand also I don't belong in polite society. I don't know how to navigate polite society. And I have no, it's just I have no ability... You know, what do they call it? Couth? Is that what it is? I'm uncouth, okay? So I, I, you know. So he has to do his thing and you got to navigate. And that's fine. That's fine. Um, okay. This is not good. Companies want scans of your veins to be able to access stores, offices, hospitals, and stadiums, and more. This is not good. In a move that raises considerable privacy concerns and fears over this type of invasive technology becoming prevalent, Kio has launched the Wave Plus handheld palm vein scanner. What the fuck? The, a device that extends biometric identification into numerous aspects of our daily lives, including payments, access control, and ticketing. The Wave Plus touts a smartphone-sized screen and promises SOC2 compliant data protection. However, the widespread adoption of such technologies raises significant questions about privacy and the potential misuse of biometric data, although KO asserts that the device, which can be handheld or mounted on a wall or countertop, can support billions of users. Such a large-scale application inevitably amplifies the privacy risks involved. KO's strategy to ease the adoption of palm vein biometrics includes the provision of no-code integration tools. This seems to encourage an uncritical acceptance of this invasive technology across businesses, regardless of their technical expertise. The company posts a wide array of adopters 
including retail stores, offices, hospitals, stadiums, resorts, and airports. This is no good. This is no good at all. So, uh, yeah, this is what's coming. This is what's coming. Not good. They're going to just roll it out, too. Like like when, when you have AIDS commies run a township or a municipality, you know you got commies running it when you walk. Like I told you before, I walk into a giant. I, I drive around to different townships. I got shit to do in real life, so I go to different places. So I go to different uh, you know supermarkets depending on where I have to go. Anyway, like a lot of people. Um, you know the townships run by commies when you go in and you see a sign that says, uh, starting so-and-so date, we will be banning all plastic bags. And it's like, oh, okay, this is one of those townships. Um, so they're in townships like that, they're just going to roll this shit out and they're going to be like, you're not allowed to shop here unless you do all this bullshit. So it's going to, it's going to suck. And now we have this, and this was inevitable. Japan to deploy pre-crime style behavior detection technology. The Japan National Police Agency has decided to adopt AI enhanced pre-crime surveillance cameras to bolster the security measures surrounding VIPs. This step comes in response to the commemoration of the shocking assassination of Shinzo Abe and the rising threats posed by what the government called lone offenders. The use of AI in law enforcement is becoming commonplace globally. A 2019 study by the Carnegie Endowment of International Peace revealed 52 out of the 176 nations surveyed were incorporating AI tools into their policing strategies. How are they going to do this in Japan? I watch, um, like, normie kind of shit related to, um, like, cards and shit, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, whatever. And some of these motherfuckers are in Japan, right? And so they take videos of them walking around Japan and going to different card stores. Almost everyone is wearing a mask. It's one of the things, like, Japan seems like a very cool place. Uh, now, I'm not leaving the country, but if I ever did leave, leave the country, I would probably roll to Japan. Because it seems like a, a, a cool place. The problem is, everyone wears a fucking mask. So how are they going to do facial recognition and, and pre-crime shit if everyone's wearing a mask? You know what they're going to do? They're going to be like, oh, guess what, everyone? It's no longer your responsibility to protect others in society. Now, magically, you don't have to wear a mask, and they're all going to go along with it. Uh, I will say there, there have been a couple times. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's the places that these guys are. Maybe it's not all of Japan. I have no idea. Because, you know, in America, especially during COVID, some places you go, it's a mask bukkake, and in other places you go, and it's normal. So maybe there's places where it's, they don't wear masks. I, I don't know. Um, but uh, there have been a couple videos that I've seen where, like, half of the people are wearing masks. It's, like, once in a blue moon. And I'm like, what's going on? That half Is it hot? And, like, if it's too hot, you're allowed to not wear the mask? Like, what are the conditions? Like, why am I seeing, like, most of the time it's almost complete mask compliance. Um, and then, like, once in a while, I'm like, what's going on where, like, half the people are not wearing masks? And, you know, it's a shame because you got these hot fucking Japanese girls... There, there are these stores, okay, uh, and, and like they stand in front of the, I might, I, this is how it looks to me, I, I don't know, there might be different names for this shit, but these girls stand in front of stores in these like nurse outfits, and they encourage you to go into the store, and they say all this shit in their fucking, 
although I will say, the uh, talking like a kid shit, not a fan of that. You just talk normal. You don't need to be pretending you're a little girl. Chill the fuck. Just talk. Can you talk normal? I'm, I'm not a fan. You know, it's a big thing over there. It doesn't matter what I'm a fan of. Apparently, they love that over there. You know, and they're all like laughing and giggling. It's like, all right, come on. This is like, you know what's hilarious? If you ever watch Japanese porn, these chicks act like they're getting killed. Have you, like, they act like they're getting murdered. And you know they ain't getting murdered. I mean, maybe once in a while, but you know they ain't getting murdered. Shit's hilarious. Man, anyway. I think I have to tell him, could you tone it down a little? Could you just chill out? You don't need to, you know. I'm not murdering you. You don't need to act like I'm murdering you. Just relax. Anyway, whatever. It's pretty uh, pretty good, though. They got, uh, I don't know, what, what are they, what, what's in the water over there? Just enormous titties. But I've been told by some people that it's actually not enormous titties, that it's just because it's porn, and that's why you see a lot of the enormous titties, but in everyday life, you don't see the enormous titties. I don't know. Is that true? I have no idea. I'd have to go over there. Anyway, all right, let me get to some videos here. And while this video plays, I will uh, go through and look for uh, breaking news on the phone here. And uh, I'll also find that article related to uh, the new how you need to poison the babies for the trannies study. So um, here is TYT's coverage of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now they're claiming that she whipped out NSFW Hunter Biden photos. I wonder if they're going to say she committed a crime. Because this is supposed to be the new and improved Anna Kasparian, TYT. We'll see. Everyone watching at home that parental discretion is advised. Marjorie Green, during a hearing today, uh, mentioned that viewer discretion is advised before bringing up the props she's using for her little stunt. Because uh, she is it's going to accuse Hunter Biden of violating the Mann Act, which is an anti-human trafficking law, okay? So this was during a hearing questioning two IRS whistleblowers. And this is what Marjorie Green brought to the table. <laughs> so she started things by uh, presenting a plane ticket that Biden allegedly paid for a woman reported to be an assistant or secretary to basically visit him in DC. Then she decided to, you know, make it spicy, I guess, by throwing out all sorts of allegations. Let's watch. I would like to uh, present this to the committee. This is showing Hunter Biden paying for a victim's United flight from LA to Dulles. This was a, I believe this is a violation of the Mann Act. This is Hunter Biden's, this is his uh, proof that he bought the ticket. He bought it for this woman right here. Um, she, he flew her from Los Angeles to Washington on June 14th, flew her back to uh, Los Angeles, California on June 15th of 2018. Uh, so when, her, when Hunter Biden paid for this woman to do this with him, to travel across state lines this from California to Washington, D.C. <laughs> on June 15th. This is a violation Yo, of the I, Mann Act. This I, I, I got to say, uh, I, I, now the main picture of him holding the, the, the whore's head, <laughs> that one's great. But the one with the hands, <laughs> whoever selected these pictures is fucking hilarious. Prostitution. 
Oh, it's good. You didn't even show the best picture. You didn't even show the best picture. What are you doing? What kind of news outlet is this? It's a bullshit one. That's the answer. Wait. What? Wait, what? I, I, there are two IRS whistleblowers at this hearing. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're talking about illegal deductions. Why are we talking about Hunter Biden's sexcapades? Because I, he, he deducted them as illegal deductions. Again. Just in case one of the investigators was Hunter Biden, the other was the woman, and she was going to spring this on them. But also, what is the accusation here? That- Again, they, she makes it clear. So now they're pretending to be stupid. They don't have to do a lot of pretending because they are stupid. But now they're pretending that they're doing the David Packman thing. I don't understand what's happening here. What does Hunter Biden's sex have to do with any of this? Dumb whore. Dumb whore. Okay. Hunter Biden was paying prostitutes and writing it off as a business expense. Okay, that's it. Simple as that. That he, that there was no consent? I don't understand. No, she seems to think that she, look, the fact that she just wants to hold up the fact that he had sex or whatever, and that there's a naked photo because oh it's spicy God. or whatever. Oh that's my. what she wants, but sex she can't happens. just do that. So she has to pretend that there's something more to it. So the idea is, well, it would be human trafficking if he was flying a prostitute across the country to meet up with him. Now, she doesn't have any evidence of that. What do you mean? She has the goddamn, she, you fucking homo. She literally showed the goddamn receipts. She, what did, she has the fucking flight receipt on one of the boards, okay? And then a picture of the whore. What the fuck, what are you kidding me? No evidence. These people are taking no evidence to the next gaslighting level. But she apparently paid for that. By the way, if I'm the one that gets to press the button on the yeet cannon that yeets John into the sun, and he's like, ah, I'll be like, John, there's no evidence whatsoever that you're about to be yeeted into the sun. See ya. Flight. And a lot of Americans are now finding out that if they ever put any money whatsoever into helping like a partner of theirs travel across state lines, then it's prostitution. Because... Because this I don't is know. A, but this is exactly what you argued when it came to Matt Gates. This is exactly what you argued, but magically it's not human trafficking when it comes to Hunter Biden. She's not really demonstrating anything there, but she seems very confident. And they fit a whole bunch of stuff onto one sign from Simon Simonson Signs. And um, she got, I think, a good return on her investment. She seems to have a lot of fun putting those uh, props together. Yeah, she really liked looking yeah. at and like pointing to the pictures. In, you know? Yeah, she yeah. enjoyed that. Um, they probably had a long conversation over how much redacting they needed to have. Like, can we can we really redact down? Because we want to see stuff. We want we want the we money shots. So, had- so they they showed their audience footage right here. She is showing the evidence. This is the evidence. Okay. They have them dead to rights on this, and they're like, "There's no evidence at all." Now, several years, beginning in 2020, several years. For the Republican Party to show us proof. They are literally doing that, you melting nose whore. And as I said, because these are the most predictable people on earth, she was obviously full of shit when she told Sitchin Adam that TYT is headed in the new direction. And I said in, in response to that, well, we'll see if she goes along with the new media narratives. Well, this is one of the new media narratives, and she's going along with it, pretending that there's no evidence of the Biden uh, family corruption preposterous uh, there is a bukkake of evidence this is only one small part of it and but of course these people uh, say masks work they say the vaccine is safe and effective it's you know this this is what they do they just deny reality 
that Hunter Biden has actually broken laws. And, we and again, it's been demonstrated. You've heard all sorts of allegations. I, now this uh, prostitution allegation is, is a new one, at least for me. I don't well, you suck at your job if this is new to you. How long have we known about Hunter Biden and the whores? Are we on four years about? Four years? Now, of course, remember, the FBI knew longer than we did. Because they knew from the beginning this was all on the laptop. How do you not know? See, this is like this is like when Sitch and Adam are talking to uh, Nick Ricada. You know, they're like, okay, we're going to go on the Nick Ricada show. And we're going to talk about free speech. But they're not familiar with any of the fucking legal standards or any of the cases related to it. Okay? Now, they're not leftists, but they, they, they act like leftists sometimes. And that's a leftist... Uh, um, that's that's one of the things leftists do is that they talk about the things they talk about, especially when they tell you you're wrong about something. They know nothing about it. They don't even know the basics. She doesn't even know the basics of the fucking Hunter Biden story four years in. Incredible. Incredible. I don't know if anyone else has heard these allegations. This would about be like if we were talking about 9-11 and you were like, so, yeah, well, I don't know. A building was hit. I, I don't I don't know anything about that. I'd have to see that video. Hunter Biden. But I thought that we were supposed to investigate and find evidence of the Bidens, you know, taking foreign money, yeah. tens of- Bitch, Chuck Grassley just released more evidence to pile on the bukkake of evidence of this. Millions of dollars in You literally money. have Dechenko being like, yeah, we have to pay them 10 million, five for each. In exchange for influence, mm -hmm. you know, in exchange for some governmental- Bird. Birdface, that literally just happened with what Chuck Grassley just released. Favors, a quid pro quo, oh if you my will. God. Was that woman the queen of Ukraine? Because then they might have something. And what? Guys, the two bit circus in Congress right now needs to end. Y yeah, but you're a circus. Look, I, I don't deny that these hearings aren't going to bring anything, but they are providing evidence. The issue is that there's no teeth to any of this, but they are, I will say, these hearings are delivering from the standpoint of evidence, they are delivering, de de delivering that. Republicans are delivering the evidence, but as we've seen with Hillary Clinton, it does not fucking matter how much evidence there is. Nothing will happen to these people. They will absolutely get away with it. So from the standpoint of revealing the evidence, these hearings have been decent. I don't care where Hunter Biden is putting his penis. I don't care. He's not in government. He has no control over our lives unless he actually did something. Which he did many times. Illegal. How embarrassing. Like you, you're, this is why, how How does she, man, I, I, and I do, I think there's gonna be a bunch of conservative ink people that accept her pivot. They, they a lot of the Sitchin animal uh, audience were very receptive to her. How do you respect this? This is embarrassing. This, is, this isn't a liberal, okay, or a centrist who is dealing with the evidence and digging into the evidence and coming up with an opposite opinion. That's not even what this is. This is a willful refusal to acknowledge the blatant and obvious facts to the point where she has no problem looking like a fucking fool. She... She has no problem. I mean, this is like, talk about owning yourself on the internet. And she does this all the time. This is like, this is Anna Kasparian. Non-stop denial of reality at an embarrassing level. 
It's just like wild. It's completely wild. I don't care about Hunter Biden. Mm-hmm. Don't want to hear about him. I don't want to see him. I don't want to think about him. I love that. They think about him all day. Marjorie Greene is sitting there. Like, they rummage through his laptop all day, every day. Just hoping they for dawn. They're American heroes for doing it. Yeah, just one folder after another, just like, show me the penis. I want another penis. That's Wait. what they're spending the time on. That, that, that she was willing to embarrass herself to that extent to demonstrate conclusively that a woman wanted to have sex with Hunter Biden and he helped her travel to him rather than making her pay for it. So in case you're comparing the standards here, Donald Trump needs to go to prison for paying a whore, okay? Donald Trump needs to go to prison for paying a whore, but Hunter Biden didn't do anything wrong by paying a whore. Or herself. So... All right. He's a danger to society. More information. More information on this here. Well, given the fact that there's video of him driving over 170 while smoking crack, he is a literal danger to society. So this was a House Oversight Committee hearing, and there were two IRS whistleblowers there. Okay, one of them you saw in the video we showed you with that like befuddled look on his face. Now the proceedings centered around the testimony of two IRS whistleblowers, Gary. Shapley or Shapley and Joseph Ziegler, who claimed the Department of Justice pressured the IRS and prosecutors during their investigation into the president's son for tax crimes. So, like, you want to talk about the tax crimes, which, by the way, from what I've read, he did break some laws pertaining to, you know, paying his taxes. He's suffering the consequences of that. Fantastic. That's great. He should suffer the consequences for that. He has not suffered. What? Again, just not even grasping the basics. Where did he suffer the consequences? He doesn't even have to pay it back. A person that suffered consequences related to taxes is Wesley Snipes. He suffered consequences. Hunter Biden has suffered no consequences. But why are we talking about who he's had sex with? Because they're fucking prostitutes, dummy. They're prostitutes. Oh my God, it's incredible. Because the first thing is too boring and conservatives quickly grow tired of it. And they need something more. And because it's about trafficking, which is the only thing that these people at least pretend to actually care about. The idea that somebody's being trafficked, I mean, nobody was trafficked here. Right, you have literal human trafficking with whores, but no one was trafficked. Now, now, I mean, that's about their stance. They think all trafficking is fake and a conspiracy theory because they're doing propaganda for traffickers. There's no, there's no. There's no they talk to the woman? That anyone's been trafficked. No, but but. <laughs> <laughs> Literal evidence of trafficking on a platter, or in this case, on a on a board. And these fucking pieces of shits are like, there's no evidence. No evidence at all. Unbelievable. They love to gaslight. They love to gaslight. Unbelievable. Everything needs to come back to trafficking. Everything has to come back to the elites. Or they want to prove the thesis that elites are abducting babies. They don't need to prove it. It's done. It's been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. Eating their faces, having sex with them, and then killing them. What they've got is Hunter Biden Fs. I guess there's, the still, there's still a good here, bit of distance to cover. I guess the but. argument here is that he's like allegedly slept with escorts. And I mean, how many of your Republican colleagues are doing the same as we speak? 
Well, well, you, they, well, you pretended it was a crime when Matt Gates was accused of doing it. Got families back at home. Talk to Madison Cawthorn. Well, why did you get divorced again, Marjorie Green? Just curious about that. Like, really, you, we want to get into people's well, personal lives like that? I haven't heard any like allegations that? about that. Right, divorce is like trafficking now. But. I certainly have. Should, should we do hearings about it in Congress? There's a prescription drug shortage, and this woman is sitting there showing naked pictures of Hunter Biden and women that he slept with. And uh, like her whole point here is that, you know, there were sneaky payments made, that Hunter Biden was making sneaky payments in the process of, you know. Is it sneaky? I don't know. Let's let's watch one more video. So again, Maybe. they are, again, these are regime propagandists. No matter what the regime does, no matter what the family of the regime, regime does, they deny it or defend it. Maybe she's going to provide a shred of evidence of like criminal wrongdoing in the okay. next clip. So I can tell you that there were deductions for what we believe to be escorts and then that $10,000 golf club membership. Yes, that was not a golf club membership. That was for a sex club payment. That was for a sex club payment. Um, payments such as this through from, from Hunter Biden to prostitutes. Um, also, Mr. Shapley. Come on. M Mr. Chairman, um, we're one minute and 53 seconds over. As long as Ms. Now, now they're blurring the best picture of them all. How's your Cortez going to get equal time? I, 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 I will uh, let, let uh, Ms. Green wrap up uh, five seconds, and thank then uh, I'll give Mr. Mifume additional time. Thank, thank you, Mr. Chairman. She's a little freak, isn't she? Little freak. Like. She just, like, thankfully, CNN was on it. She is willing to shut down drag as an art form so that if Such one kid someday sees it, and she's Such like, a here's a blowjob. You quick on the track. So she's doing it at a hearing. Uh, she's not doing it in front of children. You want those pictures to be shown in front of children. That's the difference, pedophile. Trigger producers, because otherwise you're going to see Dong. She, she would be illegal in most of the South based on what we just saw. And by the way, so they and Telling the truth would make her right. She doesn't want to be dog. No. <laughs> Jesus. And, and I love the, the, the complete gap between the first thing she talked about and the second. So Let's not use they, the word gap in this situation. They think they've got him on uh, escorts or whatever. Okay, I think it's absolutely absurd that sex work is illegal, but whatever. Um, okay, that's fine. And $10,000 for a sex club or whatever, which seems expensive. I don't know, maybe you get what you pay for. I don't have that kind of money. Look, you can't be but, deducting that from your taxes, okay? So yeah, he sure, should yeah, suffer so the consequences. Send, send him to jail for the rest of his life, I don't care. But none of that has anything to do with the flying the woman. The fact that he uh, yes, it does. She was a prostitute. You can't deduct a fucking horse. Might have paid for escorts does not mean that every time he had a sexual encounter, it was with a prostitute. But the reason they want you to believe that is because then no she one's arguing every encounter was. But the one that she clearly documented with direct evidence is the one they're talking about. And that woman was a prostitute. The trafficking thing. It's not enough that he might have like dialed someone up on Craigslist in the city he's in. They want to pretend that it's some sort of like uh, like an actual felony. Yeah. But they don't have that. They She's not even I trying know, to demonstrate I know that. They don't have that. I know they don't have that. We've been hearing about Hunter Biden's alleged crimes for years at this point. For years, John. Yep. For years. It's just I don't I don't care. 
I don't care who at he's least they're not with. weaponizing government. I don't care who he's paying to have sex with. I don't care about it at all. The only way I would care about this is if there were minors involved, and there is no well, indication. Well, that's not true because you did propaganda. Did they not do propaganda pretending that Sound of Freedom was a conspiracy theory? Didn't TYT do that? Maybe I'm maybe maybe not. So we'll put a what a put we'll put a pin on that one. Pretty sure they did, but I can't quite place it. Of that, so I'm surprised they haven't claimed it. Yeah, well, don't give them any idea. Oh no, no, no! It's been claimed. There were underage girls in some of the pictures. I wouldn't be surprised if they did um, in the near future. That's just what they do. Because God forbid they actually use their position of power to, you know, pass legislation to improve people's lives. But Marjorie Greene easily reelected. Yeah. All right, the people in Georgia, in her district, I guess they see that and they love it. Can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. Bunch of freaks. Okay. <laughs> you like that? Really? In, in the middle of a hearing, these gross nude images. I mean, I couldn't tell Biden. much, but it seemed good. I don't know. It's pixelated. <laughs> Thanks for watching The Young Truth. So, again, total regime propagandists. Absolute ridiculous horse. All right. Let me uh, read some of these super chats. We're taking them through uh, Streamlabs, link in the description. We're also taking them through Entropy, link in the description. Uh, also, we're taking uh, Rumble Rants on Rumble. Uh, we are trying to get to 125 total subscribers between Subscribestar, Rumble, and uh, the Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse. I think we're about 17 or so away from 125. So when we hit 125, the soft gentleman, my rapidly homosexual twin brother, two weeks from hitting that goal, he will release a book free to the audience called What a Bigot Would Say. And it is a book written by him explicitly pointing out what things you should never say, what racial epithets you should never say, what combination of racial epithets you should never say, what racial jokes to tell, all different things. Okay, it'll be a 24-page book be released free to the audience and then after that we will try to get it published on amazon.com in the diversity equity and inclusion section so we'll see if we can get that uh, uh, to happen at least for for a temporary period of time before they figure out what's going on Uh, anyway if you're interested in that check out the link to subscribestar in the description subscribestar.com slash hard dash bastard or the red subscribe button on rumble in the chat or uh, when the soft gentleman streams, which is usually um, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday around noon on the soft gentleman YouTube channel. If you click join, that will give you access to the bathhouse. Okay, let's see here. Um, One second. Why isn't this uh, coming up all the way? All right, I can use the uh, phone for some reason. <clears throat> the scroller is not working on that one. All right, I'll come back to those, and uh, we'll go here. So these were um, before; these were at the end of the last stream. Okay. So this was a follow-up to a question that I was asked by Damian Gershwin. So the initial question was: HB, imagine you click on a porn, immediately you're presented with me, Damian from chat, in full mount behind a respectable Nigerian immigrant woman. Mid-rhythm, I proclaim, quote, by Jove, that's refreshing, unquote. Do you click away? Would that take you out of the moment? So I answered at the time, I would probably laugh, 
because that's funny. That's refreshing. It's kind of funny. I'd probably laugh and then click off. <clears throat> well, he followed it up and he said, well, what about zoinks? Let's say you click a porn, it's a clip, starts mid-action, camera's moving around, you're getting a feel for the scene, flesh in and out of focus, and this time you hear the Nigerian shout, zoinks. What does that do for you? How do you respond? I also, I, I don't know if I laugh at that, but I go, oh, that's odd, and then I probably click off. So that would be my, my uh, response if I saw that uh, in a porn. Cobra says, I bet you that janitor couldn't read the sign because the sign was in English, and he didn't speak English, let alone read it. Hashtag no English masafaka. Maybe, maybe. Although, I thought, didn't they say in that article that they wrote it in Spanish too? I, I don't know. Could have, could have been maybe he didn't speak English or Spanish. Now we have Horatio Nelson says, Breaking via Market Watch, Coinbase, watch, Watcher Guru. RFK promotes or promises to destroy the petrol dollar, form new hybrid non-fiat currency backed by Bitcoin. A Bitcoin. Labor. Oh man, they're going to kill this motherfucker now. He has secured the Kennedy legacy as a threefer. Yeah, I, I, I got to tell you... Uh, and they got this hearing that he did today. I would not be surprised if they kill that dude. I, I agree. Dave says, uh, or at least Jalem. Dave says, just a note on the streaming sites and what isn't likely to be censored. Noster now supports streaming. It's all Bitcoin-based. Zapstream is one of the sites, but it still looks like the early days. Might be worth looking into, though. Yeah, we, we need a, a decentralized option. The problem is... I think we're quite a few years off from that because we need a decentralized um, platform that has the amount of people of a YouTube or a Rumble. And right now it looks like we're in this middle phase where you have uh, sites uh, owned by people who are better than the people that own YouTube and Facebook but still have their own slate of problems. So it's not really what we need. But it's going to be better than nothing, but it's certainly not what we need at this point. So I think it's going to be a while, unfortunately. Um, oh, I did sign up for Pilled. Um, I, I'm not clear on how to stream. There doesn't seem to be a stream option. So if anyone, drop an email. <clears throat> just put, um, God, I have a ton of emails uh, to get through. Just put, like, um, how to stream in the, in the subject, if you know. All right. Let's see. Aids horrific Aidsenstein says, Bro, HB, did you see Bet David confront Anthony Weiner about the Hillary Clinton kill list? Yeah, it's fantastic. Bet David called him a pedo to his face. It was fucking wild. Holy shit. I haven't seen, I know there's an 18-minute clip out there. I haven't seen that clip. I just saw the shorter one. It's fantastic. What the hell is Anthony Weiner do, doing? Trying to, like, rebuild his reputation? The fuck? He's a literal pedophile. Pacman Unleashed says, Calling all cocks, it's David P. on the scene. I just got back from the bathhouse and I've never felt better. I'm tired of living a lie. That little crack baby child isn't mine. Who would believe it? Just look at me. I'm fruity, fruit, I am fruitier than the juice factory. That's true. That's true, David. I don't believe it. So, you know, I, I imagine a lot of people don't believe it. But uh, now I'm not the type of person I, I, I don't um, I mean, people on the Internet do what they want. Obviously, I'm not moral fagging here. I just personally people's family, unless they involve themselves in the politics, like if David's girlfriend got on 
got on camera and started talking shit, then that's fair game. But generally speaking, I don't give a fuck about, like, civilians, I'll call them. Um, and that especially applies to his kid. Um, but there is one thing that I want to at least confirm, and periodically I check the Instagram. I just want to see, because, you know, babies all look the same. So with the pictures he's put up so far, I haven't checked in a while, I can't fucking tell. Okay? But eventually... It's going to be obvious whether or not that's his kid. Eventually, it's going to be unmistakable that that's his kid. Okay? And I'm waiting for that day where it's going to be confirmed without question because if that kid is David's kid, he's going to, is it she, whoever the fuck cares, you're going to see David Pakman's face in that kid. Okay? You're going to see it. There's no question. You're going to see some aspect of it. It might be his beady little eyes. It might be his fucking whatever the fuck, however you want to describe his face. It, there will be no question. So that's all I'm waiting for. I'm not going to put it on stream either. I just, I'm going to periodic. One day I'm going to come to you and go, all right, I checked David's Instagram and it, I, I'm going to do Maury Povitz on this show. I'm going to be like, that's, I'm going to either say, I think that's his kid or I don't think that's his kid. That's what I'm going to do. We're not there yet. I haven't checked in a while. It's not like my top priority. But um, yeah, eventually it's going to be obvious whether or not that's his kid. Because like I said, when, they, when, when they're babies, you can't fuck. It's like all babies. Not all babies look the same, but a lot of them look the same. Okay, anyway... We have uh, Azerific Eisenstein says, I live in Austin. I'm going to go to the Let Women Speak event just to make sure no commies fuck around. Yeah, the, uh, the woman that, um, that runs those, I mean, I, I assume she's like an old school feminist. I don't know a ton about her, but like, I like her stature. She's the one that took a, like a can of soup to the face or whatever. And like, she was first of all she was being like harassed and yelled at by wild rabid trannies so just the smell alone of that scene must have been very difficult anyway these fucking animals throw soup on her and like she just uh, and look i know part of it is like self-promotion i get that but that picture of her she just i mean look regardless of what the situation is that's not a pleasant thing to go through that's got to be, you got to keep it together. That's an insane, that's an insane scene. You got screaming lunatic men that want to kill you, throwing shit on you. And she doesn't buckle. She fucking put, grabs her camera and takes a selfie with this look on her face. I'm, if there's some, that picture, that picture, that's a great picture. Stoic. She's very stoic. And I, like, like I said, I don't know a lot about her. So she might be like a rabid feminist. I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, I, you know, I, I respect the fact that you you stood up to a pack of wild lunatic trannies, and you you withstood the smell, and you withstood them assaulting you, and you and you didn't back down. I like that. I do like that. So I kind of like her. Although I imagine if I dug into her politics, there would probably be a lot of disappointment. But this is my thing with the feminists. Haven't you realized that like people like me? that you used to claim were the enemy because I'm attracted to women. And I want to be clear, I don't touch women without their consent. I'm not handsy. I'm Italian, but I'm not handsy. Do you believe that? Is that even possible? Yeah, it's possible. So I'm not talking about being a creep. I'm a normal person. I find women attractive. So, uh, and that's it. But, you know, feminists are all like, oh, the male gaze. and blah, blah, blah. The, the male gaze. We would not have civilization without the male gaze. In addition, equally, we would not have civilization without the absolute 
what would you even call it? Magnificent, unspeakable, unspeakably wonderful female form. You need that too. You need both of them, okay? Why are we fighting over finding each other attractive? That's kind of retarded. Isn't that retarded? You have lunatic men literally sticking their dicks where they don't belong. They are demanding that you look at their cocks. That's crazy. After this is all over and the trannies are handled, can we not go back to being man-haters? Can we just chill? Like, really? I mean, I don't understand. It's ridiculous. Like, have you not seen who the actual enemy is? Because I'll give it to you. These fucking lunatic men pretending to be women, they hate women. They want to hurt you. They want to hurt you, and they want to make you suck their fucking what they call feminine penises. They're predators. They're absolute predators. Okay? They are a danger to women. They are trying to replace women. I'm on board with all that. It's because it's been... It's because it's demonstrable. The evidence is overwhelming. The whole thing about... Oh, the male gaze and blah, blah, blah. come on. Let's look. I, I'll I'll give you that. Like in the fifties and sixties, there was an unacceptable level of sexual harassment allowed in the workplace, but now we're at, we're in clown world with this shit. So anyway, my whole point is hopefully, hopefully, this is the same thing with like the theocrats in the early two thousands. You lost total control of everything because you went too far. Okay, and here's the other thing: you can even go far, but you got to be strategical about it. Okay, I don't care. Frankly, I will tell you this. There's very little that I give a fuck about unless you're personally encroaching on my life, like in my apartment. I don't, I'm at the point that if, if, if you have a formula to defeat the commies, I almost don't care what you do. As long as you're not fucking with me per, uh, personally. Um, so I'm hoping that like if they ever get control back, they realize, okay, now we, okay, now we, we learned about how we lost control. And now we're not. We're gonna make sure not to make those mistakes again. And I'm kind of hoping the same thing will happen with the old school feminists that are fighting the trannies right now. I know I'm, I'm delusional for thinking that it could possibly because human be human beings don't do that. They don't. They just they make the same fucking mistakes over and over again. And it's probably gonna be the same shit. Because here's the problem: a lot of these feminist organizations right now they're fighting the trannies. But after the trannies are handled, which might never happen, but let's say they are, well, if there's no more problems with the trannies. There's no more money to be made, so they got to make a target. They got to pick a target because they got to survive to make money. So they're going to probably go back to the man hating and blaming us for finding women attractive. And it's going to go, it's a cycle. It's going to go back to that. But anyway, it's interesting. But I like that girl. I don't know her name, but I do. I, I like her. <clears throat> I like the blonde hair. She's got a thing going. It's not bad. Anyway, um, what's the next one? A terrific Eisenstein says, man, that hearing today was totally bonkers at the beginning. RFK is getting the Trump treatment. I expect fake indictments at some point. Yeah, I like, I know people find his voice annoying. By the way, I saw the girls. I don't watch a lot of female comedians, but I do see clips sometimes. Generally, they're not funny. There's a couple exceptions of female comedians that have made me laugh. Chrissy Mayer made me laugh when she was uh, making fun of the trannies. At, at her show that made me laugh the whole uh, i forget what the joke was but it was about like make sure they don't get harpooned on their way out that was good okay and then this other girl i retweeted this other girl i forget her name uh thick smash with like a uh, total thick smash she was talking shit about the vaccine and all this shit and this was like this was footage from like a year ago when it was like controversial and i retweeted it and i was like there needs to be more of this from comedians okay so i'm not saying that there are no funny female comedians, but they're like unicorns. There, there's not many of them. Um, 
Anyway, I saw a clip where they were making fun of RFK. That's fair game. And one of them, the uh, the the girl that said faggot and didn't cuck, which which I'm impressed with. Um, southern girl, with the southern girl, I forget. Anyway, she's southern. She has a southern act, Melanie, whatever. Uh, and she she did it really. She did a really good impression. It made me laugh of uh, RFK. And I was like, that's a pretty good impression. She was like uh, pulling the, the skin under her, her throat. It was a very good impression. So I understand that people um, are bothered by the voice. I'm not bothered by the voice. At first, I was like, what the hell's going on here? Now I understand. I think it was a vaccine injury. I don't have a problem with it. I don't know how much of a difference it would make. It does matter to some people. And that's fine. You, whatever you... What it, each person can come up with whatever the criteria they want for voting for someone is. I don't give a shit. But um, I thought he did a good job at the hearing. And uh, and it must suck. That must get frustrating, like, because it really, it sounds like uh, it's just tough. It's it's tough to kind of get the uh, to get that all out. But I, I think he handles it. I thought he did a, a good opening. I, I do think he doesn't know what the score is because he's talking about coming together and not demonizing each other. Uh, my friend, we are in the rounding us up phase. The whole coming together thing that that had to happen ten years ago. Like we we are well past that. Anyway, um, okay. Horatio Nelson says currently sitting through the previews before Barbie. Hey, now I'm a Barbie bastard. I'm in a I'm a clown world. Gran Turismo looks like the shit. By the way, that interview went great. We'll have it up for Saturday. Also, hi Anya A Y N A Ain A Y N A. Puppy dog is listening to you you at home. Oh, all right. Shout out to the dog. Um, uh, yeah. Oh man, you're you're in previews about to see Barbie. From what I understand, you're about to be subjected to full blown AIDS. Good luck. Good luck. Holy shit. Holy shit. Man. Yeah. Apparently, I mean, I'm not surprised at this. I, I, you know, people watch what they want. I don't give a fuck about Barbie personally, but, uh, yeah, apparently it's very political, very, like, anti-misogyny and all this ridiculous bullshit, so, um, I I guess good luck with that. Okay, let me just, uh, go over to, uh, Entropy here. All right, we have Cooper Sees the Truth, says, yeah, HB, I completely agree that conservative Inc.'s willing role is to assist Democrats in destroying us. We're up against the wall with Democrats, and they're determined to shoot us. And all Conservative Inc. does is say, well, are you sure you want to shoot them? Well, okay, here's the gun and bullets. But wait one second. Let me wipe the sweat off your forehead, and let me get you a bottle of water and a seat cushion. Then let me make sure their hands are tied correctly. Also, let me make sure the rifle is slightly sighted correctly. And why don't I load it for you? I really don't want you to exert yourself. Yeah, pretty much. I hope I'm wrong about that, but that seems to be, particularly with these guys going along with the rumble censoring of Fuentes and pretending that uh, incitement of violence, that somehow rumble's terms of service and the Constitution, like, somehow, well, of course they would ban the incitement to violence, but... uh, but, okay, but if they're a free speech platform, it's not an illegal incitement to violence. You're labeling it. You're you're doing the labeling that the left does, calling it an incitement to violence. It's not an incitement to violence. That's all made up. Do you understand that that's made up? The What is it, Brandenburg? The Brandenburg test does away with all of this. That's, it, that's what should be used. 
You can't have random people deciding what incitement to violence is, and I'm including myself. I'm including myself. I, it shouldn't be up to me either. There's already legal precedent that handled all... There's already answers for all this. Anything else is fucking bullshit. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. All right, let's see here. Black Knight Leader says, Things have escalated on Reddit. I have zero doubt the next people to kill MAGAs will be from Reddit. Please look at the link article comments. It's all over Twitter. Yeah, apparently there's this Reddit uh, or this subreddit that... They they're really they're like rabidly comparing Trump uh, and MAGA to Nazis, and they're like really like, oh, we got to do something. This is so dangerous, and yeah, like this is this is no good. I wouldn't be surprised if they did do something. All right, let's. Um, okay, let me go to the next video, and then I will set up these uh, breaking news. This is uh, TYT. Let's see here. <clears throat> Which one is this? All right, loading. Come on, you can do it. You can load. He has received a letter from special counsel oh, Jack yeah, Smith Trump. telling okay. him that he is the target of an investigation by a Washington, D.C.-based grand jury examining the January 6th insurrection and efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Former President Donald Trump is likely to be indicted for the third time. This time in connection to the investigation of January 6th and the Trump campaign's attempts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. Now, reporting for the New York Times, Trump said on Tuesday, he was the one who actually broke the news to all of us, that he had received a so-called target letter from the special counsel Jack Smith in connection with the criminal investigation into his efforts to hold on to power after he lost the 2020 election, a sign he is likely to be indicted in the case. Now, this is going to be an incredibly difficult case for Jack Smith should Trump get indicted considering the fact that there really is you know a lack of evidence here you know if we had former president donald trump on the record for instance repeating over and over again that he was attempting to overturn the results of the 2020 election and that he was attempting to install fake electors in his plot to do so you know the case would be a lot easier but i don't know jank have you seen such evidence uh, i think <laughs> i might have i think i might have seen him say about I don't know, 488 times that the election is stolen. There was 2,000 mules and massive dumps. Okay. There, uh, there was. You're an idiot. So uh, none of that is true. Uh, that's a blatant, blatant lie. They had 60 court cases. He never presented any evidence. Uh, none of them were uh, dismissed on the merits of the evidence. They were all dismissed on standing, you baboon liar. But this is really good news for Donald Trump. This is a potential indictment, one that appears to be imminent. Because now he can go to court and prove that the election was stolen. Perfect. Perfect. MAGA, you should be thrilled. This is like the best news there is. They're not going to allow him to present evidence that the election was stolen. That's not how any of this works. You'll get to bring in all 2,000 mules? No, he won't. You're just making stuff up now. You're just totally making stuff up. And all that stuff and bring them all in Is that what and show all like? the evidence. And then that way, you could be like, not only did we not have fake electors, but our fake electors, I mean, our real electors show that we won the election. And you're going to be redeemed. It is MAGA must be celebrating today. Well, it is strange that 
It seems as though that is not the case. For instance, Republican Representative Matt Gates is curious about this oh, and just noted that he intends to attempt to defund special counsel Jack Smith, huh. whatever that means. But nonetheless, let's go to Donald Trump who- So they, yeah, so we should be happy that they're trying to lock up their political opponents. We should be thankful. this the way that you would expect. He argued on Truth Social, of course, deranged Jack Smith, the prosecutor with Joe Biden's DOJ, sent a letter. Again, it was Sunday night. He seems very upset that this letter was sent Sunday oh, night. Oh, he said it like three times. Yeah. Who, who cares yeah. when you got it? Why does that make a difference? So Sunday night, uh, let me continue, stating uh, that I am a target of the January 6th grand jury investigation and giving me a very short four days to report to the grand jury, which almost always means an arrest and indictment. Well, it, that's certainly the case when it comes to Donald Trump. And, and should he be indicted here, and it does appear that will be the case, it will be his third indictment. So there are multiple investigations happening simultaneously. One investigation having to do with the hush money payments to adult actresses. The other having to do with his handling of classified documents after his term was over. Some closest to Trump have already spoken to prosecutors. So there was already evidence even prior to today's breaking news that indicated that this you know, special counsel investigation was heating up, was getting very serious. Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, of course, appeared before one of the grand juries in June, according to people familiar with his appearance. Rudy Giuliani, who was Trump's personal lawyer, had a recent interview with prosecutors. Prosecutors have been asking witnesses about the former president's state of mind, as well as efforts to fundraise off of his false claims of widespread voter fraud and whether he knew he had lost. They have also been scrutinizing efforts to put together slates of so-called fake electors to cast ballots in support of Trump when the electoral college tallies were certified. So we don't know exactly what the charges will be in this case, but it does appear that an indictment is imminent. Okay, so now Donald Trump is trying to recast January 6th as a number of patriots who went there and you know what did Tucker Carlson say they were tourists. Uh, Etc. And they were Antifa. They're both. They're also Antifa. Mm. They're also tourists. They're also American patriots. It, they they didn't do it, but if they did do it, it was awesome. And if it was bad, Antifa did it. And yes, MAGA believes all of these things at the same time. There are a lot of cults now in America, and that is that's the largest one, right? And so uh, let's find out if that they were patriots that were just trying to exercise democracy. I think we have a tape of these patriots. Let's let's listen. Yeah, when you're chanting about executing the vice president, not exactly what I would call tourists or patriots. But to be fair to those guys, there's this is also an awesome development for them because they've been taking the brunt of this. That's true. And so there's a woman who's about to get six years in prison. She's the one of the ones that assaulted the cops, etc. And she's saying this is totally unfair. By the way, Donald Trump never helped them, never gave them a dime, even though he raised hundreds of millions of dollars for himself for legal defense, but never shared it with any of those guys. But now, but in all seriousness, this is justice where the guy who planned it is now finally going to be brought up on charges and not just the little people who executed it. I'm not saying that as a defense of the people who were chanting to murder people. I'm saying, yeah, they should be prosecuted. 
But the guy at the top should be prosecuted too. And so finally, we're pursuing justice here. Now, one person who decided to take advantage of the situation today was one of Trump's political opponents, specifically in the Republican Party. Someone running against him in the Republican primary for the 2024 presidential election, and that's Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. He was asked about this, and here's what he had to say. Difference between being brought up on criminal charges and, and doing things like, for example, um, I think it was shown how he was in the White House and didn't do anything while, while things were going on. Uh, he should have come out more forcefully, of, of course that. But to try to criminalize that, that's a, diff that's a different issue entirely. And I think that we, we want to be in a situation where, you know, you don't have one side just constantly trying to put the other side in jail. And, and that unfortunately is, is uh, what we're seeing now. Look at Governor DeSantis putting his big boy pants on and going after Trump. Only halfway though, he's <laughs> only got one leg of the trouser on and he's jumping around. He's like nervous about it too. Yeah, and he's like, Does well, you know, as they were threatening to murder his own vice president, perhaps he should have spoken up, but, but, but he shouldn't be tried for that. He shouldn't be tried for it. So, okay, well. I mean, how he would be tried, how would he control what a bunch of feds say in a, in a crowd that he's miles away from. That's like, this is so insane. I guess that's manning up halfway is if that's a thing that's possible. I mean, obviously, if you're gonna charge Trump for that, you need to be charged for the murders that Gavin Long committed. Look guys, one last thing that's important here. So it's easy to get excited because A, Trump's getting indicted and finally we're seeing some degree of justice. B, most importantly, let's protect our democracy and this yes. is a step yeah, that's, that's commie rhetoric, that's total commie rhetoric. And going in that direction. At the same time, this case is not going to be super easy to prove, right? There's a difference between did he do it and can you prove criminal action, right? So when the MAGA guys say, Trump didn't do it. I mean, didn't, what do you mean he didn't do it? Why did they invade the Capitol for Dukakis? Like that doesn't make any sense at all. Of course they did it for Trump. On the other hand, when he says, look, I said raise hell. I said fight like hell or all these, these are kind of vague terms. I didn't tell them to go break the law. I didn't go tell them to he break. He explicitly told them to be peaceful. In the window, I knew that they were trying to murder my vice president. Again, and I total lie. Told my chief of staff that I kind of liked it. But Again, all made up. I'm not on tape saying that, and <clears throat> and I didn't tell them to go kill people. It, they just got carried away. So is it me? And then when you got to present overwhelming evidence to get a guilty conviction, that's not necessarily going to be easy. I, I don't. I agree with you. I don't think it's necessarily going to be easy. It really depends on whether those closest to Donald Trump are willing to turn on him. And I think that these three indictments on three separate cases really will will test whether Teflon Don is really a thing, right? I think yeah. the hush money payment indictment is, is the, the weakest of the three. I think the indictments having to do with the classified documents pretty strong. But again, I don't know if it's actually going to lead to the accountability and the consequences that an ordinary person or maybe a low level individual from the White House would, would have to deal with. I actually, so I have a slightly different ranking. So I have 
easiest to prosecute. I've got the documents case because it's a slam dunk. He definitely took He's them. He's on it's, tape. It's definitely illegal. Uh, it's not definitely illegal. He is absolutely allowed to take those documents. He's on tape admitting it. Uh, the and tape is not part of the fucking indictment. It's mentioned in the indictment, but it's not part of the charges. So this is again, this is the same shit Sitchin Adam uh, said, okay? They just, they have no fucking clue about the basics of the goddamn story. It's unbelievable. And, and, and he definitely didn't And they, Sitchin Adam tried to tell Ricada that they were uh, a part of the uh, indictment. Ridiculous. By them, that's on tape. All of it's on tape. That is super uh, hard to get out of. So I think a guilty conviction there is very possible. Uh, but it's, you know, is it going to happen before the election? These are all, the timing is super important. And so, so I think that's the easiest to prosecute. I think the hush money payment is the second easiest to prosecute. That's also a slam dunk. The only uh, question. No, it's not. Is do people think, like, even if he's convicted of that, I don't think that moves any voters. Like, Maga will be like, oh, he had sex with a porn star while his wife was nursing their baby. And then he uh, paid hush money and broke campaign finance laws. Sounds awesome to me, right? Like they, they're not. That's not going to bother them one percent. In fact, they might like him more because of that. They're like family values. We were kidding, man. We love this kind of uh, guy. So, but that's very easy to prove. The third one is uh, is this one, the federal this indictment. This one is the most important because it's addressing the attempted coup that happened on January sixth. Again, that's totally made up. There was no attempted coup. Completely made up. But I think it's the hardest one to prove. Saying that he definitely directed them to do that kind of violence. Now, to me, the most important, and this is why I'm really excited about Jack Smith and what he might be able to get him on, is not saying to the rioters, go get him, guys, go kill Mike Pence, Nancy Pelosi, etc. But to say that's delusional, he never said anything close to that. Say to the fake electors, mm. hey guys, write your affidavits, your legal documents saying you are the real electors, even though we know you're not. And so, and that, by the way, is that, that they didn't even do that actual coup. Not uh, again. Uh, this is no different than what you tried to do in 2016. The riots, the coup was the fake electors. That scheme could have worked and overturned our democracy. If Jack Smith gets them on, well, again, it's constitutionally allowable, and it's you can call it a scheme all you want, but it was completely legal. The Constitution allows for it. That he's an awesome prosecutor and saves. He is a horrible prosecutor. He's one of the only prosecutors to get a, a conviction overturned uh, unanimously by the Supreme Court. And he also lost the Edwards case. He's terrible. It's a democracy, not just because of, hey, getting rid of Trump or whatever. No, that's a sign that we desperately need for the rest of time. Do not try to do a coup in America. If you do- until Until they try one in 2024. I'm gonna go to prison. Thanks for watching the- what a bunch of propaganda. Oh, so here is now they're rounding up the Trump supporters. They're going to totally support this. As part of the orchestrated plan, we allege that 16 Michigan residents met covertly in the basement of Michigan GOP headquarters and knowingly and of their own volition signed their names to multiple certificates stating that they were the duly elected and qualified electors for President and Vice President of the United States of America for the state of Michigan. That was a lie. They weren't the duly elected and qualified electors, and each of the defendants knew it.
Michigan State Attorney General Dana Nessel has announced that 16 fake electors in Michigan who signed certificates falsely claiming that Donald Trump won the so state. So again, just to be clear, it is completely legal to have an alternate slate of electors while there are court cases in play, which they were. So like, like I said, Salty Cracker, last night, the way he f framed this was that they are arresting conservatives for non-crimes. That's what they're doing here. They are trying to put these people in prison for like 100 years. So, and, I, and this is my, my position on this. The threshold has been crossed multiple times. If by some fucking miracle, if by some fucking miracle, the Republicans gain full control and Donald Trump gets in the office... If there are no arrests, you're a bitch. Not only are you a bitch, you're simply postponing the inevitable. Okay? Like, they will destroy you if you do not arrest them. If you somehow magically gain control again, which I, I, I'm doubting is going to happen. I think it's possible, but highly unlikely. But, like, they, this is, you, you don't go back to normal after this. And, by the way, this is just the beginning. I'm telling you, wait until they arrest the commentators they've already put their their are they've already a convicted they've already convicted a guy for posting a meme about Hillary Clinton and he's looking at 10 years of Michigan in 2020 have now been charged for their involvement in that fake elector scheme. Now, Biden, of course, won that state, and he won that state pretty handily uh, by. Well, yeah, when you count fake ballots, of course, he's going to win. 150,000 votes. Now, the fake elector signed certificates wrongly claiming that uh, then President Donald Trump had actually won the state, when of course that was not true. And they were ready to cast their electoral votes for Trump, even though Biden won that state. Now, uh, Nessel called the alleged plan a desperate effort to undermine democracy. And uh, unfortunately, we find that several of the accused are active in Republican politics. So the individuals include Michigan Republican National Committee uh, woman, Kathy Burden. You also have former co-chair of the Michigan Republican Party, Mishan Maddock. In fact, CNN had reported in early 2021 that Maddock, the co-chair of the Michigan Republican Party, was heard on an audio recording at a public event saying, quote, we fought to seat the electors. The Trump campaign asked us to do that. So that will probably be relevant in the case against Donald Trump, uh, the special counsel Jack Smith's case against Donald Trump. Now let's get to some more details about the 16 individuals who are charged with multiple felonies. The counts include one count of conspiracy to commit forgery, two counts of forgery, one count of conspiracy to commit uttering and publishing, and one count of uttering and publishing. All of which carry a maximum of 14 years in prison. I have to say the charge of uttering and publishing sounds hilarious to me, even though this is a very serious matter. Nonetheless, um, Jank, what are your thoughts about all this? First of all, I think uttering is a real problem. Okay, no, <laughs> We seriously. utter a lot here. <laughs> yeah, we do. We're, we're huge utterers. Um, okay, so guys, this is a super important story. Uh, because if she succeeds, which she I think has an excellent chance of succeeding, um, it's going to set a precedent. And the precedent is very important. So if Donald Trump- That's true. Well, this precedent's already been set. But it's like I said, I'm one person just because I want to see, and I'm not just talking, to, I'm talking about the whole fucking crew. 
I'm talking about the media people, the politicians. I'm talking about everybody. I'm not talking about the voters. I don't care about Democrat voters. You want to be a retard, no problem. But Chank Uger, Sam Cedar, David Pakman, Rachel Maddow, Don Lemon, the, all of them. I want to see all of them fucking arrested. I'm not joking either. I'm dead serious. Uh, and I think the best case to make against them is the uh, coercion and misinformation about the uh, most dangerous vaccine in history. I think you have criminal, I think you have uh, 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 absolute, and going along with, I mean, to force people and to go along with that and to deliberately lie about the safety of a very obviously dangerous vaccine. You know, it's not like the first month, like I have no problem if in the first month, you know, we're not sure what's going on and we're trying to figure it out and you're pro-vaccine and you're telling people to get vaccinated and you're going along with, you know, ridiculous shit, yeah, whatever, okay? I mean, it's still bullshit, but whatever. But after it was obviously clear that this thing was dangerous, to continue to lie, to deliberately lie about VAERS, like, dude, I, that's got to be criminally actionable. I, 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 it should be, you know? And here's the other thing. They're, they're, they are um, stretching laws to put people in prison. So they are, they are outlining the very playbook we should use because I think if we did it, we would have a much better case than this fucking bullshit. But anyway, you really have... They don't have anything to fear if, just because I want that, okay? The the thing they, they would have to fear is if enough people in the country agree with me. Then they're in trouble. I don't ever expect to see that day. But I think if we're talking about justice, what justice is, that would be justice. Oh, also, if you wanted to uh, arrest him on the Gavin Long thing, you know, maybe. I, I would prefer the vaccine thing. I think the I think setting a precedent that if a viewer does something that you're responsible, I don't like that. That's that's that can that could be used uh, against everybody. But um, you know uh, the vaccine stuff. I think you have a solid. I think you have something. Donald Trump or someone like him wins the election again, uh, and they try a stunt like this when they lose. Then they go and say, okay, now we need a bunch of fake electors. Right. So uh, this is what you did in 2016. Because we lost. So under this standard, you just set a, a, a precedent set. Under this precedent, you should be arrested. The people involved in the commercials should be arrested. And obviously, everyone involved in the fake elector scheme of 2016 should be arrested. And so then we're going to have the vice president this time. We're going to intimidate him enough that he pretends that he has the authority to overturn the whole election. So everybody signed the papers. And these guys are in jail. Then all of a sudden, electors in Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, etc., be like, "Well, the last guys who signed the papers that were fake are sitting in maximum security for six years, twelve years, twenty years, exactly. whatever it is." So they're gonna be a little bit more hesitant to sign fake papers. And so here, I love this in every way. I think this is one of the I, most. I know this is why you deserve to be in prison, because you are reveling in your political opponents being locked up, and you can do that. But I think karma, uh, I like karma. It doesn't always work out, unfortunately. But okay, then it should happen to you. It should happen to you. Important cases in all of the history of MAGA. Okay? I totally agree. Because look, I get that there is this partisan component to it, and some people are, you know, there's a little bit of a ha ha, like, but that's not what I care about here. No, what I care no, no, about no, 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 get your ha ha's in, because I'm going to be merciless. I'm going to be merciless. There's nothing they could do to you where I'd go, oh, that's a little too much. No, no. Understand where we are here. Understand. So get in your ha-has, whore. Get them all in. 
Because no mercy, no fucking mercy. You belong in prison. You fucking belong in prison. And of course, I am hard, fair trial bastard. I'm, uh, they would all get a fair trial. No question about that. Fair trial before prison, no question. Out here is whether this will prevent attempts to steal elections in the future. It is important to maintain our democratic process. And if this fake Again, that's communist gobbledygook. ...scheme had actually gone through, if it had worked. And Cenk actually did a really great job explaining how it could have worked easily. That would have been a disaster. And so if there aren't consequences- For you. This is moving forward to ensure that they don't try it again. They're gonna try it again, and it could work next time. Hundred percent. So the reason I say it's a slam dunk is because their signatures are on piece of paper that are fraudulent. So what are they gonna do? I don't. I don't know how they're gonna get out of it. There's no question the papers are fraudulent. Again, that's no made up. They're not fraudulent. It's completely legal. No question they signed them. So which leads back to the Jack Smith case. So if these guys think that they're about to go to prison for a long time, which is definitely possible and actually even likely, a lot of them might flip. And Jack Smith has already flipped fake electors from other states. He's the special prosecutor going after Trump and is apparently going to indict him in a couple of days. So now that piles up into Trump's case because then then all of a sudden we've got all of these guys going, well, he told me to sign this fake document saying that he's the president when I knew he hadn't won and we all knew he hadn't won. Well, then Trump could be Again, in a this is not how any of this works. This is just not how any of this works. We have conservatives being arrested over a Rachel Maddow propaganda narrative. That's where we are in America. Out of trouble, but even if they don't get Trump on it, get sending these fake electors to prison would make a giant difference in terms of deterrence. But um, but she uh, Nestle made a couple other great points that I wanted to share with you guys. She said to Anna's point about, hey, is this political? She said, this is the most clear case of like forgery and and handing in fake documents to a government that I've ever had. Again, it's all made up. This is not how it works. It's not forgery. If I didn't prosecute it, it would be political. Bullshit. Oh, obviously, Dana Nessa belongs in prison. Be a political choice. Not to prosecute Total lie. an obvious crime. Total lie. And she says, so I didn't really have a choice about prosecuting you or not. Bullshit. She's trying to save her ass. Like I said, it, look, I don't, I don't, I think it's unlikely Republicans ever take it back. But if you do, if you're not merciless, you're a bitch. You are the all-time bitch in the history of politics ever. In the universe, even more of a bitch. I don't know who was the biggest bitch politician in Star Wars, I don't know who that would be. You're worse than them. If I didn't, I would be saying some people have special privileges. If they're officials, they're government officials, they're politicians, they get special privileges and they could break the law. I can't do that. I had to prosecute and so we're going forward with the case. I think she's got a great case and I think that those guys are in real trouble and I'm thrilled about it. Do not try That's okay. Make no mistake when it happens to you, if it happens to you, I will be thrilled with it. I will be thrilled. You could go get another booster shot, and I would be thrilled. By the way, I think you're due. I think you're due for another one. So just remember, they reveled in our oppression and arrest and death first. They crossed the line first. Never forget that. You don't have to agree with my retribution attitude. It's fine. If you want to be a high roader, I have no problem with that. I'm just giving you my take. Um, 
And like I said, I'm not delusional. I think it's unlikely any of this happens. But I want to be clear. Fair trials. I'm calling for fair trials. I am simply calling for karma and fair trials. Any other extra bullshit that people do that's illegal, it helps them. It's stupid. You, you become one of them if you do anything, if you, if, you, if you do that. By the way, these people, they, they, there is a chance that they destroy themselves. Like, we're in a situation, these people are so brainwashed that some of them have destroyed themselves. You ever see on Twitter where you get these people? Now, look, if you're a regular person and you got coerced into it, or, or you got tricked, this does not apply to you. I, I, I do feel bad if you had a negative reaction from the vaccine that's fucked up. And the people that did that to you should be put in prison. But remember these motherfuckers that were gloating about the vaccine mandates? There are, there's a bunch of these, by the way. These, these prop up, you know, maybe once a month. You get a guy that gets vaccinated and talks mad shit on the internet about how not that he's happy to get vaccinated that's fine you want to show everyone that you're a retard i, I i'm not wishing ill will upon you no no that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about the people who reveled in people losing their jobs um who reveled in people being forced to take the vaccine there are multiple instances of people like that who have had major vaccine side effects and some of them paying the ultimate price. If you reveled in someone's oppression like that, you reveled in someone losing their job because they didn't take the vaccine and you take it and your heart blows up, that's fucking karma, baby. That's And that's the perfect kind of karma because you did it to yourself. You're a piece of shit. You got what you deserve because you reveled in other people being hurt. That makes you a monster, in my opinion. You know, that People might have a different moral judgment of that but that makes you a monster and I, and I want to be clear I, again i'm not talking about a person who just has a disagreement i'm talking about people who specifically reveled in conservatives getting kicked out of hospitals losing their job being forced to do this shit that's that you're an animal if if that's if that's what happened so if you went uh, like an idiot and got the vaccine and it blew out your heart you, you got what you deserve that that's like a that's like karma in a neat little package and it's possible that many of these people are going to be taken out like that by their own retardation and their own destruction. And uh, so, you know, it, I, I know this shit gets frustrating, certainly. Um, but I, I'm, it, it's very possible that a lot of these people give themselves what they deserve. And I mean, look, people can look at it however they want. But to me, that's very satisfying, quite frankly. Because it's, it's just, uh, it's the cleanest way. It's like that you did it to yourself. And uh, I don't know. It's uh, something poetic about that, quite frankly. But again, only for the monsters. I'm only talking about the monsters. I'm not talking about normies. Normal people I have no beef with, even if you're like a Democrat voter. I don't know why the fuck you're voting for Democrats, but I have no beef. To do a coup in America. These are the real architects of the coup, not the rioters. In a second, I'm going to ask you to explain how the fake elector scheme could have very easily worked. Mm -hmm. Before I do though, I just want to note that each one of those charges carries a potential 14 years in prison. So when Jenk says it's likely that some of them are going to spend some time behind bars, I agree with that. And remember, these aren't former presidents and these aren't, you know, high level former political. No, you're you know, going after normal people. You're going after normal people. Operatives. These are 
you know, local Republican politicians who thought they could be cute and attempt to steal an election from an individual, Joe Biden, who won that state. But Jenk, so I didn't really believe the fake elector scheme could have worked until you explained to me fairly recently how easily it could have worked. So I think it's important to like read. Well, it's not a fake elector scheme, okay? That's total bullshit. But the Constitution allows for this. <clears throat> the Constitution allows for this, and they tried something similar in 2016. That's why this is outrageous. And this is a line that you will never uncross. Tell that yeah. so the audience understands. Okay, so as quickly as I can. So the idea was tell Mike Pence not to certify the election. Now, the Vice President doesn't have a choice, Republicans. Uh, so that's a lie. Uh, he could have either taken the alternate slate or sent it back to the states. You know that because Otherwise, Again, Nixon it, it did something similar with Hawaii and like what the '60s. So they're just full of shit. And then there was one from way back in the day. So this is just completely made up. You'd have to say. By the way, if you recall, if you watch this channel, I was reading tons of articles about this, and a lot of them were written by, for example, Fareed Zakaria wrote a whole article in the Washington Post outlining exactly how it could work. No one at the time said this was illegal because it's fundamentally not illegal. Okay, so this is total bullshit. This is total bullshit. They were all doing, uh, uh, there was a coordinated propaganda campaign to explain how it worked to get people all nervous about it, okay? Then the Biden voters should have been a little nervous because there was a chance that it could work. I thought it was like 50-50, it could work. I, I, what, I, what I was dead wrong about was the Supreme Court. I thought the Supreme Court would at minimum at least take the case. And so we're, yeah, so I was dead wrong about the Supreme Court. I was not as blackpilled as on the Supreme Court as I am now. I'm still blackpilled on it, but I will say the Supreme Court has done a few good things that the black pill is not undone. But, you know, like, for example, Chauvin's appealing to the Supreme Court, zero chance. See, the Chauvin appeal to the Supreme Court will show the absolute cowardice of the Supreme Court outside of the usual, you know, I bet you I would not be surprised if Clarence Thomas or Alito wrote some base shit that was like the rest of these motherfuckers are, are fucking uh, uh, cowards and, and then made like a great case. Okay, that wouldn't surprise me. I like Clarence Thomas. None of my criticisms apply to him or Alito. They seem good. Um, but there is zero chance that Supreme Court is going to take that case up. They should absolutely take that case up. That guy is a political prisoner. Okay? Some fucking nog overdosed on fentanyl. That's what happened. That's what the evidence shows. Listen, and I'll be very clear. If the evidence showed that that guy's knee crushed his neck, then okay. I, I, I don't know if sending him to prison, I don't know what the fucking legality of that is, but I would have no problem if that was against the law and, and uh, there's some sort of protocol that he didn't follow, then I have no problem with that guy going to jail. And I'll go, yeah, you, you shouldn't kneel on a neck and choke a guy to death, okay? So I would have no problem going along with that. But that's not what the evidence showed. The evidence showed, like the guy that shot fucking uh, whatever that guy in the back, that was some faggot bullshit. Shooting people in the back, that's bullshit. That guy should have gone to jail. I got no problem with that. Okay, I'm not a cop. By the way, I'm not a cop defender because these fucking guys out here arresting people wearing masks, going along with arresting the um, father whose daughter was raped in Virginia. Now, it doesn't apply to every cop. I think there are some good cops out there, but there's a lot of fucking goddamn uh, uh, traitors. There's a lot of goddamn uh, 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 people that have betrayed the Constitution, and they belong in prison. Okay, so I'm not like one of these rabid cop defenders. But Chauvin's a political prisoner. He did not kill that guy. That's just what the evidence shows. 
And so, um, and it, and it's not like it's not like close. It's obvious, right? It's obvious. That's an obvious one. So if you're not taking that case up, it's because you're afraid of the AIDS commies. And, and look, the AIDS commies knew that. That's why the jury, the jury got afraid. There was a jury of cowards, and that's why that guy's going to jail. So because of their cowardice, a guy is going to jail for the rest of his life. And now because of the cowardice of the Supreme Court, uh, he's going to stay in prison for the rest of his life. Okay, so yeah, I'm still black pilled on the Supreme Court. With that said, you know the the abortion thing and, and some other the rulings that they've made have been good, and there's probably a couple more that are coming that are good. But for the real deal ones, like anything related to elections, I have zero faith that they're going to do anything. But you never know. Maybe maybe all of this shit. I thought about this the other day. Maybe all this shit with Trump will come down to like one big Supreme Court case, and they'll take it and they'll make the right ruling, and it'll allow Trump to run in the election. And I'll go, hey, okay, we're, we're, we'll be even then. Uh, you, you're forgiven for the cucking in the 2020 election. You did the right thing. Now we're good, okay? That would be my position. Do I expect that to happen? No, I don't. But it's possible. You never know. Just because I think that it's probably going to be a dark ending doesn't mean it's going to be a dark ending. It might actually work out. And that would be great. I would celebrate that, and I'd be like, man, I can't believe I was so negative. Kamala Harris has a choice to not certify the election, even if Biden loses, and just hand it over to Biden. That's crazy talk. But that's what they wanted to do because this is a coup. So they said, so Pence, again, no, it's not. It's just made up. Go pretend that you have the authority to not certify the election with the real electors. He did have the Then authority. we're going to say, well, I guess this. So the, he had the authority because they changed it to strip him of that authority. If we couldn't certify, we're going to bring it back to the state legislatures. But the state legislatures are heavily gerrymandered and very Republican, even in purple states, even in these swing states. And those state legislatures got these fake electors ready. And the fake electors signed papers saying, we are the real electors, even though they knew they weren't. And that's why they're being prosecuted now. If they had done, done that, you, would, you might still say, hey, Jing, I mean, those are, I mean, those are forgeries. Those are, they didn't, they're not the no, real. No, they're not. Again, just, this is Rachel Maddow verbiage. Electors. But they come back and say, well, now we have a constitutional question. How are we going to resolve it? The minute you create that question, the method by which you resolve it is you go to the House of Representatives and they tell you who the president is gonna be. But they don't vote based on the number of people in the House. They vote state by state. And Republicans have more states than Democrats do in the House. Isn't it interesting? This piece of shit baboon liar is explaining how it legally works. See, these, look, he's an idiot. But but these this is willful lying, knowing what the process is, knowing it's legal, and celebrating people going to jail, for uh, many of them the rest of their lives because they're older. Okay, this is willful. He knows. He's explaining how the process would have worked. The process is legal, while simultaneously celebrating these people arrested. Again, this is a threshold that cannot be uh, undone, in my opinion. For, for some reason, these arrests, I think these are, you know, like when I said the Mueller report, like this is going to have consequences in the future. And, and then, you, you know, Douglas Mackey, this arrest from uh, in Michigan, this is a big one. This is a big one because it, it, it's the next domino to fall, which will eventually lead to the arrest of commentators and then some of the voters. They're probably going to make it illegal to be a... They're going to make it where... And Steve Bannon was talking about this the other day. They're going to make being a Christian the, uh, uh, illegal that you're basically a terrorist. 
or at least they're going to try. I mean, a lot of these things are going to try. Some of them, they're not going to get what they want. You know, it really depends. But if they could get their way, they're going to make it illegal to be a Trump supporter or a populist. They're trying to completely outlaw populism. Now, how far can they get? I don't know. I don't know. But um, but that's the goal here. And this is this is this is unfor in my opinion, this is unforgivable. This is unforgivable. House, even under the old uh, term of Congress. Mm -hmm. So that way, the Republicans in the state legislatures and then in the House just could say Trump won. Or there was a dispute. There was a, there was mules. There was krakens. There was a dispute, and we won. Okay, and that way, that yes, that would have worked, and they would have stolen the election, and that would have been a coup. That is why prosecuting. Uh, no, these no, it wouldn't have been. It's a legal process, retard. Guys, is monumentally important as a precedent. And one last thing. This is where Trump's. Lack of strategy and lack of intelligence makes a giant difference. And his greed, his runaway greed makes a giant difference. If I was Trump, I would have been paying for these guys' defense to no end. He raised several hundred million dollars for a legal defense fund. If those guys are pressured, they're gonna turn on you. If those guys are convicted, you can't pull off. But again, there's no crime here, there's no crime. You can't pull another coup, right? So, but, it, but he's so greedy and so dumb, he hasn't helped them at all. And, and MAGA doesn't know to help them because all they care about is the cult of Trump. They're like, Trump, 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 protect Trump. But if these guys go under, we save democracy anyway. So, look, it does, like, I can say it publicly Trump's never going to figure it out, and he's never going to give them any money, and MAGA's never going to do a, a, a big defense of them because, like Anna said, they're not at the very top. They're not the elites. Mm -hmm. So if you're not at the elites, look at the rioters. They're all going to jail. That's right. Yeah. Right? If you're not the elites, you're screwed. And if you listen to a monster like Donald Trump, he's going to get you in jail. You're the monster, retard. And he's not going to ever help. So is you. your bitch whore host. So I'm super happy that you guys made that monumental mistake. And now I hope you're going to suffer the consequences for trying to undermine our democracy. Thanks so, so just uh, look, never if these people eventually get what they deserve, never forget this shit. Never forget it. This is nothing. It, frankly, frankly, this is nothing compared to the shit with the hospitals where they say we should have been kicked out of hospitals because we were unvaccinated and kicked out of the ICUs. What happens when you kick someone out of the ICU? They die. So yeah, just never forget. Never forget. Okay. Got some breaking news here. One second. All right. Got some invasion breaking news from the internet. This is from Midwest Gunner. All right. Oh, my God. What do we got here? Illegal immigrants demand free housing paid job training during Chicago protests. See, this is, this is the kind of shit where, uh, and I was watching uh, quite a while ago, quite frankly, was talking to this girl, Mel, I forget her name, I think Mel something. She's kind of a MILF smash uh, brunette. But anyway, uh, she and him were talking about this kind of, like, what's going on in New York? He had this guy that he knew on the ground kind of like reporting on what was going on with just migrants showing up in New York City, right? So they were talking about strategically, like, what are the Democrats up to? And it's like they're putting these migrants strategically in these cities and they're going to do something. They're basically telling them like, oh, you were promised all this stuff. Now you're not going to get it. Trying to make the migrants angry. They're going to do this 
uh, I mean, they're doing it now, but they're also going to do this, especially right before the election. They're going to try to get uh, the migrants. They're basically doing the color revolution, and they're going to try to do it with these illegals. And uh, we'll see if it works. I don't know. A group of illegal immigrants. Now, of course, this is a completely astroturfed. Uh, this is completely astroturfed uh, by Democrat operatives. A group of illegal migrants holding up signs demanding free housing and paid job training held a protest in Chicago on Wednesday. The group of about 20 illegal aliens held up signs reading, We need paid job training. No, you need to go back, fucker. You need to be deported. By land, by air or sea, I don't give a fucking shit. You got to get the fuck out. Who the fuck do you think you are coming into someone's house and demanding they give you anything? Fuck you. Fuck you. Even I would hope even other illegals think you're a fucking bitch. Because, you know, there's illegals in this country that came in and they figured out how to grind out a living. They're living in the shadows. They're keeping their head down and they're grinding a living and they're surviving. Okay. You're a bitch. Can you imagine being such a bitch like this? That's, I've said this before. I know, I understand why people break into the country. I, I don't agree with it. I don't think you should. Uh, but like, you know, I'm not, if you're doing it and you're living your life, you know, hey, what are you going to do? I mean, you should be deported. And, uh, and you know, there's going to be no, no hard feelings when, when you are deported, if you ever are. But there's plenty of illegals that are keeping their head down and they're just trying to, you know, they have a fucked up situation and they're just trying to live. They don't do this fucking bitch bullshit. I would hope those illegals would think you're a fucking bitch. But anyway, probably call you a pendejo. What is pendejo? Something vulgar. I don't know what the fuck it is. Anyway. So a group of 20 illegal bitch aliens held up signs reading, we need paid job training, we need jobs, we need housing. During Wednesday's protests, other demands included access to quality food, water infrastructure, and safe neighborhoods. Give them the AIDS meat. You know, there's all this AIDS meat no one's buying. Give it to them. Here you go, pendejo. Yeah, see, this is the meat. So uh, they were right, the, the quite frankly people. They were completely correct. This is exactly, they're already starting what they were talking about. They were already starting. They're already starting what they were talking about on quite frankly. Listen to this sign. You promised us safe living conditions, but our rights have been violated. Yep, there we go. Here we go. This is the gay op is afoot, and they're doing it. Holy shit, man. Wow. Talk about entitled. Holy shit. Man. Illinois recently became the first state to force landlords to rent to illegals. Are you serious? Despite massive cost of living increases in large metropolitan areas like Chicago, according to... That's another thing they talked about on the Quite Frankly Show. All of these bullshit laws where... Uh, I think this girl lived in Manhattan or some shit, or in the city. So she knows these people that own buildings. And some of them have owned buildings for years, like family. The families owned them and shit. They got all these new bullshit laws like this where you got to rent to illegals or or that there's these laws where these motherfuckers don't have to pay. So all these people don't pay. And then these, these fucking basically small business owners, and I know some of them are rich, I understand that, but they go broke because now their tenants don't have to pay rent and they still live in the fucking apartments. This is on purpose. This is on purpose to make people go broke. So then BlackRock and the rest of these faggots can come in and buy up the goddamn property. It's insane. It's insidious, man. It's fucking insidious. Unbelievable. 
Um, according to an analysis from Apartments.com, the average Chicago apartment costs eighteen sixty-three a month. Can you imagine? In a, in Chicago, while some apartments co- uh, uh, cost three thousand a month, average housing costs have spiked nine percent in the city. How are these shitholes raising the rent? Who's fucking paying? Despite this, Illinois Commie, uh, Illinois Commie Governor J.B. Prickster recently signed SB 1817 in the law, which will update the Illinois Human Rights Act to include immigration status as a protected class. Landlords across Illinois will not be able to refuse potential renters due to their immigration status alone, despite the fact that illegal aliens are eligible for deportation under U.S. law. Insanity. The latest move comes as cities like Chicago and New York have sustained massive increase in their illegal migrant populations as border state governors have started programs to bus illegal border crossers into sanctuary cities. This has frustrated many Chicago residents despite the city's firm commitment to the Democrat Party. This is what you voted for, my my friends. This is what you voted for. And it's sanctuary city policies which allow illegals to settle in defiance of federal immigration law. Politically, having over 500 people in our community will completely wipe out any interest we have, a community leader said. Are you aware there's immigrant advocates at state houses all over the country? Who are advocating for non-citizens voting in local elections? What if that happened here? Oh, it's going to happen there, my man. That would change the mindset of what we as a black community need to thrive here in Chicago. Yeah, look, 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 look. First of all, fucking Republicans suck, okay? Do you see the difference here? I doubt anyone that fits this category, because uh, uh, the first j- racial joke, they're probably out the door. Not all of them, though. I think some of them don't give a fuck. Do you understand? Listen, okay. Republicans suck, okay? We acknowledge that, okay? Democrats pretend that they're helping you, where they're fucking you in the ass. That's the difference, okay? That's the difference. We won't fuck you in the ass, but we also won't suck your dick, okay? That's that's the deal, Okay? Uh, you got to do what you got to do to live. We're not going to suck your dick, okay? And the Republicans in Congress, they suck. They fucking suck, okay? Even the ones that are quote-unquote good, I'm done with them, okay? Until someone does something, I'm done with all of them, okay? Even the good ones. Even the Thomas Masseys. Do something, Thomas. Then I'll go, holy shit, that Thomas Massey, that's a real motherfucker. He got something done. Who has done anything? Nobody. Nobody. They're not doing anything. Fuck all of them. Anyway, uh... But like I said, I'll change my mind if someone does something. Look what they did. Oh, they had more than just a hearing. Oh, look, Ted Cruz actually did something. He didn't just give someone a stern talking to in the middle of a hearing. He didn't just embarrass some AIDS commie in a hearing. But anyway, back to the uh, Chicago black person here. But yeah, they're, they're they're fucking you in the ass, and they're telling you that they're helping you. That's sick. That's sick. That's even worse than the bullshit Republicans. So anyway, I'm not even saying vote Republican. Vote for whoever you want. But even if you just don't vote Democrat or just write in, maybe, hey, you know what? Maybe there's a local guy. Oh, how about this? I mean, this is just uh, an idea. You don't have to do it. What about one of these like actual community leaders doing shit? Uh, Like the guy mowing lawns? I don't know the names. I follow some of them on Twitter. This is this guy. He mows old people's lawns and he tries to sign up the youth to do it. It's very, what is that word? Wholesome. It's very wholesome. Okay? Or the guy, uh, he's like... So this, there is this guy who, uh, piece of shit, Roland Martin, started berating 
So they bring this black dude on. This was years ago. I forgot the guy's name. Anyway, he like he like helps like young black kids. That's good. People in you're in a black neighborhood and you're helping. I think that's great. So anyway, so he was supposed to go on the Roland Martin show to talk about that. And Roland Martin starts talking to him about like whatever the latest media narrative was. I think it was related to the bullshit narrative that you're not allowed to give people water in Georgia when they're waiting in line, which was totally made up. Anyway, the guy's like, "Why? Well, I don't really know about that. And Roland Martin starts berating him for not just obeying him and going along. And the guy was like, yeah, I don't really know about that story. I'm focused on like my, uh, my youth and trying to help them. And Roland Martin starts berating this guy. Anyway, this guy is still doing it. So, like, write a person. I'm not saying that guy in particular. If there's a guy like that in your neighborhood, write him in. Just write him in. Don't vote for a Democrat. Just write that guy in. Do what you want with your vote. I don't give a shit. But, uh, you know, if you write that guy in and you don't write in a Democrat, it's possible. Because, look, I mean, first of all, actually, this is delusional because they're going to rig it anyway. You know, in Chicago, yeah, let's be real, though. Like, even if you did that, they're going to rig that shit in Chicago. But it's, you know, maybe at least you'll know that you voted for the guy you like and you didn't take it up the ass one year. I don't know. Anyway, vote for who you want. I don't care. But it's interesting that, like, they're busing these immigrants into black communities and they're like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah, this is Democrats. They don't give a shit anymore. They're trying to destroy as many of us as possible. Anyway. Okay. All right, let's get to some more... uh, Breaking news here. All right, this is uh, breaking news from the internet from Mojack420. Says this is a uh, funny commercial. All right, let's have a look here. See what's going on. Okay. Okay. Let me get the headphones here. What's going on with this one? There's a cry across the heartland, a yearning for the days gone by. And in little old Corden, Indiana, they're happy and they'll tell you why. They got butt drugs. They love butt drugs. I recommend butt drugs for everybody. I can always count on butt drugs. When I think drugs, I think butt drugs. For all my health needs, I turn to butt drugs. You want hometown service and cheap hot coffee and liquor. Now that's the ticket. You can tell Walmart, CVS, and Walgreens exactly where to stick it. But Bubba Butt Drugs. We love butt drugs. Butt drugs won't let you down. Free parking in the rear. I love butt drugs. <laughs> looks like a. Uh, it looks like a nice town. It looks like a great town. That looks like one of the better towns. Do they have good internet access? <laughs> That's what I would wonder. If you have good internet access, you know what? If this shit's failing federally, that might be the answer. Just find like a small town. You know, if you have good internet access, I'm good to go. <clears throat> I'm fucking easy. I won't bring any liberal bullshit to your town, I'll tell you that right now. Okay, so now, look, Vivek's saying a lot of good stuff. He is saying a lot of good stuff. I don't know if he'll deliver. I'm skeptical, but he's saying it. And I like what he's saying about January 6th. One of the few politicians, 
one of the few politicians, frankly, I think you could even argue that out of all the politicians, including Trump, Trump has said some good stuff, okay? But I think out of all of them, Vivek has said the best stuff so far, which is good. I mean, look, he has no shot. I mean, let's be clear. But And he's probably vying for VP. Like I said, I prefer Carrie Lake, okay? But if you want to go Vivek, I, I wouldn't be, you know, I would only be bummed out if he chooses um, Nikki Haley, Scott, or some other, you know, fucking uh, Warhawk rhino faggot. But if it's if it's Byron Donalds, okay, cool. If it's uh, Carrie Lake or Vivek, that's fine. But I, I prefer Lake. But anyway, let's see them cover him saying some base shit about January 6th as a My candidate. My concern, Charlie, is unless we reconcile ourselves with what the truth of the matter was that led to January 6th, that's really just going to be a friendly preview of what's to come in this country. Mm, some dark and foreshadowing statements from longshot Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy. That was a statement that he gave while appearing on the Charlie Kirk show. And to a degree, he is correct. Now, pause before I get to that. I do want to note that the Capitol riot was partially an explosion of some long simmering conservative grievances. I'll give you example of, examples you of those grievances yet. in just a moment. I, I, uh, but Ramaswamy does get something wrong, and I want to talk about that as well. Before we do, though, here's more from his comments. I think January 6th was the culmination of what you see when a culture censors people from speaking, when a government repeatedly tells people, and I'm not talking about the administrative state here, not the elected government, tells people to shut up, sit down, and do as they're told. You were told that you had to take a vaccine when normally, and by the way, I've been in biotech, you have to take 10 years to develop a medicine for the public to believe that it's safe and effective. You can't even choose to take one that hasn't been through that. And yet here, something that went through the process in less than one year, you couldn't choose not to take it. Now, now, let's be clear about something. There are people that are rightfully bringing up old tweets from Vivek where he was more pro-vaccine. And I think that's fair to bring up. So what I would hope is that Vivek would address those and just be honest and be like, yeah, I thought it was legit. I was completely wrong. Because look, a lot of people got things wrong and thought things, you know, look, it, it's it's quite a thing to come to the realization that, you know, everybody in the CDC and all these people are deeply corrupt and want to kill you. You know what I mean? Like, that's a hell of a revelation. Or, you know, don't care enough. Maybe they don't want to kill you, but they, but they don't care to such a degree that they'll happily poison children with the most unsafe vaccine in history and they'll go along with that. I, I get why people might not at first believe that because it seems extreme. I think it's pretty much at least, you know, if, if you're saying I'm being hyperbolic, I'm at least in the ballpark. Um, so maybe he had more faith in in the industry and now he's been red-pilled. Maybe, but, you know, just he needs to answer it honestly. You know, just answer it and address it honestly, and then we'll see. ...of that election, the most damning story about one of the two candidates, Biden, his son, and being compromised financially by our enemies from Ukraine, from China, in the case of an enemy, to Ukraine in the case of a corrupt actor, it had to be suppressed. You couldn't even send that on your social media accounts to individual people without being silenced. So, Jenk, he goes after the administrative state. He talks about COVID mandates, you know, COVID vaccine mandates, which really, for the most part, impacted you know some small businesses for a short period of time. They destroyed people, you fucking whore. 
You evil whore. They destroyed people. They destroyed people. This is why, again, just I hope people don't forget what they advocated for. I hope people never forget. Not small businesses, a larger corporations for a small period a of time, bitch. not smaller businesses. Disgusting. And uh, some public employees also had to get vaccinated. So he's pointing to those issues as the main grievances that conservative voters are, are, are dealing with here. And that if you don't deal with those grievances, if you don't deal with those problems, then we're gonna see another January 6th. That January 6th was just, just a little preview of what's to come. What are your thoughts on that? He's doing two things wrong and one thing right. So when he says January 6th happened because of Hunter Biden's laptop, cuckoo, cuckoo. Like, what are you, are you serious? Why are you saying such silly things, right? So on the other hand, when he says they have massive grievances, and that's why they couldn't take it anymore. And it exploded into this basically, he's not saying it's a riot, but it was definitely a riot and obviously they broke in. That part is correct. Now, are their grievances justified? Well, that breaks into two different categories. In my estimation, I think there were some people who thought, no, we're the white right wingers, we always rule. And this isn't, I don't, that's not your America, it's my America. And I'm going to take it back. For them, the idea that someone that isn't on their side won is inconceivable. But there's also a giant group of them that have legitimate grievances. Is it like the Republican Trump grievances? No, it's just this system sucks. It's crushed our wages, it's crushed our jobs, it's crushed our dignity. And, right. and you helped. Do you understand, Animal? You helped that? You promoted the propaganda that helped destroy them related to COVID mandates. You understand what you did. Now you're pretending. Now you're pretending that you didn't do that. That's unreal. That's unreal gaslighting. The rampant corruption in government where corporations are just flat out allowed to buy almost every politician there is. And that has led to their wages and their jobs and their health care being crushed. And they're super mad, right? And so we, the system, including mainstream media, the Democrats, you, and corporate Republicans, try to bottle that up. No, 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 you're not angry. The system is great. You're not angry. And that was January 6th was partly them going, no, we're not going to stay bottled up. We are angry and we're, and we're going to go do this. Now, the left wing doesn't do it because we have no sense of entitlement. But the right wing has a sense of entitlement. These piece of shit whores burnt down cities in 2020. And they're claiming that they don't feel entitled. They called that mostly peaceful protest. I, frankly, I would tell you, in addition to being like a, an equivalent, an American equivalent, it's not the exact same thing. But being the American equivalent to Rwanda radio, uh, the Young Turks also, as far as a propaganda outlet, have been one of the more damaging to just the regular working person because they enforce these narratives that destroy people's lives. And they, they say Trump's a fake populist, that's hilarious. I'm like, this is my country, what do you mean, right? And when you add a grievance on top of that entitlement, January 6th happens. Now the part that second party's wrong about is, he seems to be kind of mildly encouraging it. Like, like hey, we, and so, whoa, slow your roll there. It's not a positive thing that January 6th happened. Like I understand the reasons behind it, some of them bad, some of them understandable, some of them horrible, right? right? But it's not a good thing. There's a much better way to address those grievances, which is to end the corruption in the first place. But he's not offering that solution. Well, you're not, you, you, you do propaganda for the corruption. 
Yeah. Trump's not offering that solution, and the Democrats aren't offering that solution. The solution is end private financing of elections so there are no more bribes. But they all like the bribes, including him. And it is kind of interesting. Paul just said, remember HB, we watched on Reggie's stream those two dudes working arson down the street? Wow. Those streams, I didn't realize it at the time, but covering those riots was a very changing thing. It really, like, those specifically, like, not only were we watching the police and, you know, all this shit comes down from the top, so it's the mayors of the cities. Not only were they allowing these cities to be burnt, not just one city, but a lot of them, but in that specific video, we watched whether, I don't know what you want to call these guys, Antifa, I'll call them gay operators. You saw gay operators setting fires strategically and we watched strategically these gay operators and they were white okay they were white these were white guys they were clearly from what i based on the demographics of the neighborhood they were definitely out of towners coming in specifically uh, to destroy these neighborhoods they were clearly political operatives now look sometimes the criminal element in the neighborhoods gets involved too that's also an aspect of it but there were this was definitely not organic this was not organic and to watch that like i've never seen some shit like that in in this country where you have democrat operatives coming into people's neighborhoods and helping and and teaming up with the criminal element and helping to destroy the neighborhoods it is the most evil thing and it's very to watch it's very blackpilling because you're like, wow, this is really like, this is like next level evil. And and the sick gaslight is they tell these communities, these a lot of these communities are black. The Democrats tell them, oh, we're helping you. You fucking helped burn their cities down. And then while it was happening, you were like, oh, this is mostly peaceful protesting. That, sh- that yo, 2020 was a mind fuck. That was a, and then I tell you, there's been, this has been like the, the era of mind fucking. 2020 was a mindfuck, okay? Then you had the mindfuck of COVID, and then you had the mindfuck of getting totally ass-raped in the election in front of your face. Not in a style that was, like, believable or where you're like, well, you know, it was close. In the most blatant steal where they're like, okay, in a, in a totally unprecedented move, we are going to have uh, a, whole, a bunch of states just stop counting. They're all going to stop counting. Oh, we're just going to stop counting. And then we're going to just wheel in not just dumps of ballot ballots, insane dumps. I think, what was it in, in Pennsylvania? Trump was up almost a million. He was up over, like, when they're like, oh, this was totally legit. They are laughing. When they say this was the most safe and secure election, they're masturbating to that. They are masturbating, uh, uh, knowing how pissed off that makes people. So it was just like boom, 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 boom. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to face something I guarantee is going to be unprecedented in 2024. No matter what happens, it's going to be unprecedented, whether the result is good or bad. It's going to be something we will be talking about for years. It is unreal. It is wild. It's wild. It's completely wild what, what we have gone through. It's crazy. You look back on like the first few years of this, you had the euphoria of Trump winning. And you had the first few years of this. That was a fantasy world. 2017, 2016, 2017, 2018. That was a fucking fantasy world. 
What, what was it? Oh, Russiagate? I mean, oh my god, compared to this shit? This is some dark shit we're going through now. Whereas before, that was just like, you know... I mean, it was fucked up what they were doing to Trump, but like, it was, you know... They, we were spared. We ain't spared anymore. And now, you know, you got the arrests coming. Like, this is unbelievable. I'm not saying I'm going to get arrested or you're getting arrested. I'm, they can't arrest all of us. But they're arresting some of us. Make no mistake. And they're hoping that it scares us to stop talking and stop fighting back and to just go, okay, you can be in power forever. We'll eat the bugs. We will embrace transgenderism. We will suck trannies' cocks. We'll do whatever you say. We'll give you our children. You know, all that shit. That's what they're hoping. Seeing how the Republican voters are never listened to by the prominent figures in their own party, right? Because he, he lists off all these things, like he's against the administrative state, you know, the Hunter Biden's laptop, all of these little like fringe issues. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> fringe it seems issues. like he's making a concerted effort <laughs> to avoid actually listening to what the voters are saying. So why He is literally listening to the voters with what he's been saying. We go to the quotes of a specific January 6th rioter um, who is facing six years in prison because of her part. Uh, in so this- now you're going to bring in this poor woman. They must, the abuse that they heap, this woman has cancer. The abuse that they must have put upon this woman. It is sad. This is sad. So now this beaten woman who they destroyed and mind fucked, who is now a zombie. Now you're going to quote her as an authentic source riots. Uh, so I'm going to skip ahead to Audrey uh, Southern Rumsey. She's one of the Capitol rioters. Uh, she's going to be in prison for six years because uh, not only was she one of the rioters. Oh, she, so this is a different person. Oh, this is a different person they've destroyed. Was uh, caught on camera assaulting a Capitol police officer with a flagpole. Now, uh, she were these the police officers that were murdering Trump supporters? Like, um, uh, who was the woman? I forget her name. Uh, it was Ashley Babbitt, and then there was um, Roseanne Boylan. Roseanne Boylan. Because there, there was some of that. Uh, if you tried to stop the cops from murdering Roseanne Boylan, you, got, you still got arrested and put in prison. Gave a 15-minute rant in court. And what I thought was interesting about her rant, and look, let me be clear for people who can't really, like, take me taking someone I disagree with politically seriously, okay? It's gonna be okay, I don't agree with this person, but I think what she's saying here is very interesting and we should maybe consider her concerns. All right, so here's what she says in court. I have grievances since they don't listen to us at the polling place, they don't listen to us little people in the regular world. So Southern Ramsey criticized gas and grocery prices and said, quote, I'm terrified about what's happening in our country. Uh, departing court, she declined requests for comment. Turning to reporters, she said, you are all effing liars. You should be ashamed of yourself. You're True. why we're in this mess. Partially. They're partially I why. I just think it's interesting that right. the economic concerns that you hear from these rioters, from Trump supporters over and over and over again, just gets brushed to the side by Republican figures like Ramaswamy whoa, 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 as whoa, if whoa, like whoa, 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 birdface, birdface, hold on a second. You do that. You do that when you come out with these bullshit videos and pretend inflation isn't happening. It's all just greed. They're being greedy. What the fuck? 
you do that. You, this is incredible. This is like if you if you had a a, a bukkake whore. She's just finished a shoot. She's taking a shower. She's she's semen free, and she's now going to get on a show and start criticizing other bukkake whores for being whores. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Statements don't exist. These concerns don't exist. And the only thing they're really concerned you literally about do that. is social media censorship and whatever you know fringe issue uh, they want to put. <laughs> social media censorship is a fringe issue. <laughs> center in the you know political space. Yeah. So I'm going to say something controversial here that some on the left are going to flip out over. But hold, hold here as I get to it. So first of all, on this woman. Um, she's both incredibly right and incredibly wrong. She's right about all the things that Anna just said. Then you read more into it and she beat one of the cops with a flagpole. She pushed someone else down and she leaves a full Trump MAGA lunacy. Yeah, right? I don't uh, what, were the, what were the circumstances surrounding that? Because if she was beating one of the cops that was killing Roseanne Boylan, I give zero fucks and I would build her a goddamn statue. With any of yeah, that, and she right. should be serving time for what she did. I want to be clear. Yeah, and she broke the yeah. law and she participated in assault, let alone everything else. Okay, that's all true. Both things are true. Okay, now I'm going to go to the MLK quote, so buckle up. A riot is the language of the unheard. Okay, I don't buy it. Now, now I, the part of this I like is that it pisses off leftists. And I like watching leftists go after TYT because they deserve that. And I love watching the left eating themselves. So there's an entertainment part of this that I like. Um, but th I don't. I hope no one buys this as far as some sort of moderating. Like, oh, the TYT is becoming moderate and now they're treating Trump supporters like people. Get the fuck out of here. I hope people don't buy this for a second. This was a riot. So now does that mean that the riot was justified? No. Does that mean people who broke the law shouldn't go to jail? No, they should go to jail. And I love that they're actually finally going after the conspirators of the entire scheme in the first place, people like Donald Trump who came up with the fake elector scheme, okay? Uh, Rachel Maddow came up with that term. And the fake electors right. themselves. Yeah, but, they're not fake electors, that's totally made up. But it takes, and, and, and that's why Vivek is totally wrong about, oh, is Hunter Biden's laptop. People don't riot over a little thing that just happened. So when riots happened after George Floyd was killed, mm -hmm. it was the language of the unheard because it no, was- No, it wasn't, it was Democrat gay ops for the most part. Again, combined with the criminality. They know they can get the criminal element in some of these neighborhoods to do whatever they want. You saw, you saw the video, remember the video? White guy, white guy telling a black kid to pick up bricks and throw them into a building. Remember that video? Yeah, I mean, that's that. That's what they do. They're, th frankly, I remember the video of this black woman who was yelling at white people, white fucking Democrats who were... And by the way, I'm not arguing that in every case it's a white person telling a black person. There are many times where a black person is doing it on their own. Also, I don't care who tells you to commit a crime, don't commit the crime. And if you commit the crime, it's on you as well. Um, you're, 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 uh, you're also responsible. Anyway, but... She was yelling at this car of uh, white Democrats, and she was like, get the fuck out of our neighborhood. Stop telling these kids to commit crimes. So yeah, the George Floyd shit was a fucking gay op. It wasn't just about George Floyd. It was hundreds of years of police abusing black people in this country. And that's why that frustration mounts, mounts, mounts until it explodes, because no one will hear that. So what is the core 
of the Republican voters anger that is not being heard. It is not conspiracies about the deep state and QAnon and all that stuff. Yeah, there's a whole heap of that within the right wing. No question about it, that's why I'm not in the right wing. And I would never be in the right wing as long as they have those ridiculous conspiracy theories, etc. But the core was what did Trump win on in 2016? Drain the swamp. The Republican voters hate corruption and that is a credit to them. But every time they talk about draining the swamp, mainstream media goes, there is no corruption. Every bill they're voting on, they're having a legitimate debate between honorable gentlemen. The money that they're receiving in bribes, I mean campaign contributions, doesn't affect them at all. And then it gets angrier and angrier and the pressure mounts and mounts until you have a riot like this. That is the language of the unheard. Because the people in Washington, corporate Democrats, corporate Republicans and corporate media are all collectively gaslighting you and go, there is no problem. The system is great. The status quo. The is status fantastic. quo is wonderful. You guys do the same thing, fuckers. And right. corporate and campaign contributions are not bribes. Well, it was bound to explode. It exploded in a very unproductive way, in a disastrous way. But that, but there's a fundamental underlying reason, and we're ignoring it at our peril. Thanks for watching. You better let Trump better let these people out of prison if he gets in office. Day one, day one. Pardon all of them. Uh, Carrie Lake bashes DeSantis after PAC uses AI. So, like, I don't give, I don't really give a shit about the AI being used. Um, but whatever, like, you know, it's fine. Now, oh, 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 there's a second part to that. While I, I personally don't give that much of a fuck, um, Remember, TYT and the corporate media act like Governor Kim Reynolds is a remember? conservative champion. She signed the heart. Okay, remember they they remember they called. Um, there was just a video of Nancy Pelosi slurring. It was like a compilation of her slurring, and they what did they call that? Manipulated media or altered media? So they pretend that uh, when you use AI or whatever, you know, it's the end of the world. So it'll be interesting to see how they uh, handle this. Heartbeat bill and stands up for Iowans every day. So why is Donald Trump attacking her? I opened up the governor position for Kim Reynolds, and when she fell behind, I endorsed her. Did big rallies, and she won. Now she wants to remain neutral. I don't invite her to events. Okay, that doesn't sound good. That's not good AI. Okay, there's people, bro. There's people that have submitted AI of David Pakman where it sounds way, way more like David Pakman than that shit ever sounds like Trump. It's not even close. Come on. You, you have all this money? You can't get the AI right? DeSantis? What the fuck, man? The DeSantis people? I know he didn't do it. That's pathetic. Trump should fight Democrats, not Republicans. What happened to Donald Trump? Never back down is responsible for the content of this advertising. Now, Never Back Down is a PAC is supporting Ron DeSantis, who of course is running against Donald Trump in the GOP primary. And that particular ad has led to some meltdowns because it turns out that the voice you heard wasn't Trump himself. It was an <gasps> what? AI generated version no. of Trump. But I will say that he actually <laughs> made that statement about Kim Reynolds. It's just that he didn't say it in an audio recording. 
With that said though, Trump world did not like the ad apparently. And despite the fact that it was again, an actual truth social post in which he went after Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds. They're really upset that they fabricated his voice for that political ad. If someone did that to Nancy Pelosi, or there's a real good one right now going around of the dumb press hoe. Saying like, I can't talk about the prostitutes Hunter Biden had sex with. Some of you might have seen that one. That one's pretty good. I wouldn't be surprised if they make an example out of that one and try to censor it and they do a coordinated media narrative against it because it was pretty good. And so Trump campaign senior advisor uh, Chris Lekivita says this. The blatant use of AI to fabricate President Trump's voice is a desperate attempt by always back down. <laughs> Always back down and pack official Jeff Rowe to deceive the American public because they know <coughs> DeSanctimonious' oh campaign my God. is on life support. Which, by the way, it is on life it support. Is, yeah. No, that's They're fine. Right about that. Yeah. No, but After that's Lu- not a on. message from Trump. No, it's not. Other people can't just put that in a How message. How dare you? Like, he's appropriating Trump's DeSantis itself. You used his voice. How dare you? That dude is AI. <laughs> Okay, so uh, let me continue with the graphic though. After losing big donors and slashing their staff, they have now outsourced their work to AI just like they would like to outsource American jobs to China. China, okay, (laughs) so. Was that AI? That sounded so much like him. (laughs) This isn't the first time that the DeSantis campaign has leaned into AI for their political campaigning and their political ads, especially when it comes to attacking Donald Trump. So it wasn't just Trump's team that was upset about this, by the way. Carrie Lake wanted to come in and protect daddy. And so she puts out this email or this message, I should say. Carrie Lake calls on all politicians and PACs to pledge against using artificial intelligence in campaign ads, which by the way, I'm not against. I actually think that that would be a good rule. Mm-hmm. And I should note that political ads are not regulated by the same you know, rules that other ads are regulated by. So like false advertising isn't really allowed, right? Mm-hmm. So if there are advertisements that are incredibly misleading or lie about the product that they're trying to sell to you, there are regulations in place to you know, prevent that from happening and you know, basically serve consequences when it does happen. In the political realm, Lies in political advertising totally allowed. So I've noticed that. Yeah. So the infiltration of AI technology in political ads could prove to be disastrous, which is why I get in this context, you might not think it's a big deal, but I do think it's a big deal. And I do think there should be some regulations in place to prevent AI from fabricating things about various politicians I mean, or what, candidates. What about like a compromise? Like, you can do the AI voices, but it has to be as god awful as the AI voice in that ad. I mean, that was totally super, unconvincing. That was super obvious to us, but is it going to be obvious to everyone? I don't know. I, I will say that as soon as I heard that, I thought like all of the predictions are coming true. AI is taking people's jobs, and I know that because I could have done a much better job. They could have paid me like day rate. 300 bucks and I could have done that voice and it would have been way more convincing. Anyway, I hate it. I know that like they very specifically did it off of a quote that existed because then they could be like, well, he did actually say it. It doesn't matter. He didn't say it out loud. It's different. You're adding inflection, intonation, that changes it. 
you can't just do that. And this isn't even the first time that Ron DeSantis has used AI right. in his ads. We, we have another example. And okay, in see. fact, the example that we're about to show you from last month really upset Tim Pool for some reason. Well, I mean, hmm. I haven't seen it. So to be fair, I haven't watched it. Maybe it's particularly egregious. Let's take a look. Let's see. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. you can't win that one. If I would have done it, I would have taken heat. Ugh. The crocodile Dan. God, man, do they wish that they had a cooler candidate than they do. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, yeah. labeled where the real Trump was, Uh huh. right? Well, I mean, but it was like the photos of him literally kissing Fauci on the head. You, you can't do that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. That's crazy. True. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess it's because I know how much he despised Fauci and I know mm -hmm. that that would have never happened. Mm -hmm. um, I would venture to say most Republican voters know that, but who knows? I mean, look, look, the point here is people are being misled potentially through the use of this technology and it's not right, especially in the context of elections. Mm -hmm. Well, and also when we discuss the possibility that there could be some sort of regulations, understand that even if we, like, let's say that we agree with um, Carrie Lake or whatever, as we do so often on this very specific issue, yeah, and on, on most policies. So no. if we were to get what we want, we and Carrie Lake. I'm kidding. By um, the way, don't say that. I'm like, totally joking. Obviously there's a bunch of leftists from Twitter that are like sitting here watching every single word I say to take out of okay, context I'm and just claim that about I'm some Carrie crazy Lake. rabid right winger. I apologize. So be you clear, deserve that. I apologize. We do not support you Carrie Lake. I do that. not like Carrie Lake. Simmer down. Check the videos. It's going to be okay. I'm not a fan of hers. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, that's just going to be like the official campaigns. Mm -hmm. Every there, how many thousands of trolls, mostly on the right wing, but perhaps not entirely in the right wing, are desperately looking to use this to inject fake news into the election. Right, like Trump and DeSantis and Biden make a good portion of the stuff you'll see on social media, but you're going to see a million memes and fake bits of audio and video that are going to flood social media. They're going to convince tons of people that you know that don't follow politics as much as you do and will be picked on, picked up by right wing media. You're going to have shows like Steve Bannon and all of that pretending that they can't tell that this stuff is fake. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's my concern is that even if we succeed in getting some regulations, it's only going to stem the most official stuff. Yeah, definitely. I look, I don't know how to get around all of the issues we have with misinformation, disinformation, deep fakes, AI. It's just increasingly difficult to ensure that people are informed about what's happening in the country, informed about the candidates that they're about to vote on and yeah. you know, either vote against or vote in favor of. It's it's it really is a problem. So in this very minor area, not minor, but this on this very specific issue, there is some agreement um, between ourselves and people like Carrie Lake. I can't believe I'm saying that out loud, but it's true. Um, intentionally misleading people just to get an advantage in the election is pretty yeah. gross. 
And again, now it's on overdrive considering the uh, technological advancement that makes it possible to uh, lie to people. Yeah. But one final thing that I want to, I want to say is that apparently the Trump team, um, you know, likes to fabricate things quite a bit. So here's a mm. tweet from the founder of the Act for America PAC. Uh. I mean, this is so obviously fake. It's a tweet showing Donald Trump side by side with Martin Luther King Jr. Well, that looks pretty real. That looks very real. Are you sure? <laughs> well, wait, hold on. Let's fact check the text. Two of our nation's greatest advocates for civil rights. No, I mean, a case could be made. <laughs> I just hate. I hate the internet. I hate the internet. Same. That Same. whoever that person is. I've seen her tweets because literally right now she's tweeting. She's always tweeting. She does not take time off. Um, has tons of followers Who is for that just person? utter nonsense. That Actually, after that tweet, I, I looked into her. She had like she had written a book that was like super Islamophobic and got some notoriety from that, and now just tweets a lot. All right, it's enough of them. Here's David Pakman. Trump notified he's a criminal target. Here we go. It appears to be happening again. We start today with major breaking news. The failed, twice indicted, twice impeached former President Donald oh, Trump has been notified homosexual, that he is indeed a criminal target. Twice, Jack Smith. Twice in one bathhouse incident, semen-faced David Pakman. The special can play this game, David. January 6th investigation related to Trump's attempt to overturn the election, wanting to be president even though he lost to Joe Biden. I know it's crazy that we have to explain that, but that is a different possible set of criminal charges than what he has already been charged with federally related to the classified documents. And of course, completely separate from the charges in New York and completely separate from the potentially forthcoming charges out of Georgia and Fonnie Willis's investigation. Let's get to the very Ask beginning Willis. of all of it. The New York Times reporting, Trump says he is target in special counsel's investigation into January 6th. It would be the second time the special counsel has notified the former president that he is likely to face indictment, this time in connection with the criminal investigation of the Capitol attack. We will talk about the so-called weaponization of the Department of Justice and all of those things. But in order yeah, to- Yeah, the so-called, they're indicting him a guerrillion times. He's the leading Republican candidate, the so-called weaponization. Have that conversation, which is a relatively silly conversation. Yeah, yeah, guys, silly, silly. They are arresting Trump supporters. They are trying to put Trump in jail. Oh, there's no weaponization. Have, let's be honest. We need to understand what is going on here. Uh, the New York Times reports, Trump was informed by his lawyers Sunday. He received the so-called target letter from Jack Smith the special counsel investigating his attempts to reverse his defeat at the polls, according to what Trump said yesterday. Prosecutors use target letters to tell potential defendants that investigators have evidence tying them to crimes. You, this is an, a critical point. You don't get a letter because your name has come up and you are among a list of a dozen people that are simply being looked at. Target letter means some evidence they already have, and that is of critical importance here. We will get to Trump's response to this in a moment, so we will keep that separate. Mr. Smith's spokesman has no comment. An indictment of Trump would be the second brought by Jack Smith, also prosecuting the former president for risking national security secrets by taking classified documents from the White House for obstructing the government efforts to reclaim the material. 
Trump is also under indictment in Manhattan on charges related to hush money payments to a porn star before the election of 2016. And he faces the likelihood of charges from the district attorney in Fulton County, Georgia, who has been conducting a wide ranging inquiry into Trump's attempts to reverse his 2020 election loss. Also critical, it is not clear what specific charges Smith and prosecutors might be considering. They appear to have assembled evidence about an array of tactics Trump and allies used to try to stave off his election defeat. Interestingly, the thoroughness of Jack Smith has recently come to light because we learned that Jack Smith has been in contact with um, uh, Arizona officials where we know Trump also tried to pull the fake elector scam and the pressuring the governor to help him scam and all of these different things. We actually still don't know how wide ranging these charges will be. A month ago, if you had asked me which of these actual and potential future charges do I believe could be the most serious, I would have unquestionably said Georgia. Georgia, where Fonnie Willis is looking into Trump's attempts to strong arm officials there. Remember the infamous, I need 11,000 votes. Yes, the phone call that you uh, take out of context. Give me a break, etc. Um, I would have said that is where the most serious charges will certainly stem. Now that we've learned about the thorough nature of Jack Smith's investigation when it comes to strong arming officials, looking not just at what happened in D.C. with the riot itself, but looking in Georgia, looking in Arizona, looking in Michigan and looking other places, it is at least on par in terms of its potential seriousness with what um, Fonnie Willis may bring forward. Now, there is a question that has been brought up mostly by right wing media types about will the country become so used to the former president getting arrested that it won't really make a difference anymore. And we are going to discuss that in detail later as well. But think of that for a second. Think about how absurd and surreal. Well, that's your fault, fuckers. You're being retarded. Situation we have. If it is even a conversation that, you know, this former president's been arrested so many times, it's not really that clear it will make a difference anymore to people. That is an incredible commentary, an incredible commentary on the circumstances in which we find ourselves, their unprecedented nature and what we talked about six years ago, hyper normalization. We all were affected by this, particularly those of us who followed the last six years of criminality, alleged criminality by Trump closely, which is it gets so ridiculous so often that it does, in a sense, desensitize us. When Trump used the Sharpie to change a hurricane map to be more politically convenient. <clears throat> Again, bullshit. It was crazy. And we all looked at it and said, this is dear God, this is unbelievable. But our reaction was not what it would have been if, for example, Barack Obama had done that in 2015, because we had already been desensitized to a degree to the insanity and absurdity of this man. And so while I disagree, homo, if Obama did it, you would have been like, oh, it's racist to not go along with this. Agree with those who are now saying the arrests don't even make news anymore because it's happening so often. I disagree with that. There is an element of uh, desensitization. I don't I can't think of any other word to what is going on and what is going on is completely unprecedented. One other interesting point related to the target letter. Trump says that Jack Smith gave him four days to appear before the grand jury if he wants to explain himself. 
that short timeline does suggest we may be getting to a third arrest very, very soon. If and when it happens, we will cover it. Let's next. Fuck David Pakman. All right. Uh, Fox News town hall was Yesterday, bad. Donald Trump did a town hall on Fox News with Sean Hannity and Ron DeSantis did what was billed as a major interview with CNN's Jake Tapper. We will look at both and we will start with Trump's Fox News town hall. This town hall was so bad. Trump looked so low energy, confused, getting basic facts wrong uh -huh. that even his friend, he's my friend, as uh, Nikki Haley has said, even his friend, Sean Hannity, tries to save Trump and he can't. Now, as a reminder, it really seems like the pressure criminally on Trump is getting to him. We learned that Jack Smith may soon be arresting Trump again. This would be the second federal arrest and third overall. And Trump is at this point up against the wall, proverbially, and left to make wild claims like that we are now a fully communist country. We're under getting there. Biden. We're close. Is the most important election that we've ever had. You know, and I used to say it with 2016 and I meant it 100 percent. But we're now we're going into an almost a communistic state. And I yeah. think maybe we're even there. Yep. We are there. It is a fully communistic state under Joe Biden. Now, yeah, absolutely. I'll be honest with you. If you look at record low unemployment numbers, <laughs> wage growth, inflation, yeah, decline, it's going great. GDP growth. Oh, yeah. If you look at all those things, it's very difficult to make an empirical Right. Evidence based yes. case. Oh, you, the, the homo cares about empirical evidence, does he? Things are bad under Joe Biden. So you're left with nothing but saying. Yeah, you can't criticize Joe Biden for, for anything, guys. We're communists now. Anybody who knows about communism knows that we are very much not. Oh, but yeah. Where are the communists? There's no communists. Where we are. Trump so confused that Sean Hannity tried to correct Trump. Trump got his Biden conspiracy theories mixed up. And Hannity tries to correct him, and Trump just steamrolls right over him. Was being protected, obviously. Um, cocaine in the White House, 10-day investigation. They, they, they literally interviewed nobody. Okay, investigation's over. Would that have happened in your White House? Well, we'll listen to this. Even you mentioned the beach home. Well, the beach home had all these documents in it, right? It was by the Corvette. They're on the floor. Classified documents. No, that's not the beach home. That, the beach home was another place. No, no, this was also the beach home. And they had the Corvette. Where they had the Corvette. Yeah. <laughs> Biden's like, uh, I'm sorry. Hannity's like, I guess he's just going to talk over me. I'll just say yes. And a tremendous amount of payment was made for that home by somebody to Joe Biden. And it was a big story for about one day. And then you don't hear about it. So, of course, Sean Hannity is correct. Donald Trump is confusing his Joe Biden conspiracy theories there. Biden trying to uh, Hannity. I don't know why I keep calling Hannity Biden. Hannity trying to save Trump on his Biden conspiracies. And he can't. Trump doesn't want to be saved. He, he's being thrown a life raft and he's pushing it away and pinching a hole in it. Uh, Hannity asks Trump. How would you get this economy turned around? Now, any sane person goes, what would we turn around? Right, guys, guys, what would we turn around? This is like North Korea propaganda, but like a really homosexual version of it. Like really gay. This is like the really gay version of North Korea propaganda. Can't think of any metric that's poor right yeah, now. Yeah, there's no metric that's poor in the economy, guys. Trump has no choice but to say, well, I would close the border. Really? Wow. 
How quickly and what would you do to get this economy turned around? It'll go so quickly. Number one, I'm closing that border like I had it. We have the best border. This is a classic lie. The border was closed, then it was open under Biden, then he would close it again. But remember, the question was about the economy. And by the way, I think you all agree. I think you all agree. We want people to come into our country, but we want them to come in legally. We had a good system. They were taking tests. We want people that love our, our country, not people that want to blow up our shopping centers. And our- As you can tell, it is a crowd of cult sycophants. Yeah, how dare they clap? I wish one interviewer, I was going to say one journalist, but Hannity's not a journalist and that's okay. I'm not a journalist either. Either people have different roles. Um, I wish one journalist or commentator or interviewer when when Trump talks about turning the economy around, say to them, which economic metric would you improve upon? Well, I'd lower unemployment. Really? We're at full employment, essentially. Yeah. Unemployment is lower than it's been essentially ever and for a longer period that it's been that low ever. Well, I'd raise wages faster, really, because wages are going up about as fast as they've ever gone up. Get specifics because this economic turnaround, what are you talking about? Which metric are you? Yo, I from what I understand, the price of grain is about to skyrocket. So and by the way, bread's already fucking insane. So what are you looking at? Eight, nine, ten dollar loaf of bread? They're gonna be like, guys, everything's great. Don't worry about it. Oh, you need to pay twelve dollars a loaf because you have to sacrifice for Ukraine, guys. Come on. You refer it's perfect economy. Trump then claims Mexico gave us billions of dollars of free soldiers while he was president, which is sort of like a way to back into Mexico paid for the wall, which of course they didn't. Mexico gave us billions dollars of free soldiers free of charge you know they came back into the room after saying actually sort of laughing at me how stupid a question this was they said you think we're not going to do that i said yes you will you'll do that he said we're not going to do that and i said well we're putting a tariff on all of your products including all the cars you just stole because you know they have 32 percent of our car business left for mexico I said, we're going to put a, a third, we're going to put a tariff 25 percent it's going to go higher right 25 percent take in billions he said, may I leave the room, please? Yes. He comes back five minutes later. We would be honored to give you 28,000. This is a story uh, Trump has told many, many times. And whether there is a shred of truth to it or none whatsoever remains unclear. But this is Trump pretending like he didn't fail on every major promise of his presidency. Right. Every incredibly every promise failed. And this is the greatest economy of all time that you can't even find one way to criticize it. That's what David is saying. Trump is saying out loud, without even any shame at all, that he doesn't feel in any way bound to the agreements that the United States has made. In this clip, Trump is recounting, saying that he told NATO countries he wouldn't defend them from Russian aggression which is Trump saying out loud, he doesn't feel bound by the Article 5 mutual defense aspect. Article 5 can suck a fat one. NATO. Countries have agreed to it. Countries have signed on to it. This is part of our agreement. We committed to doing it. Trump says, nah, I didn't feel bound bound by that. And he tells it like it's a big, strong man type story. Why aren't they? I got hundreds of billions of dollars for these countries 
by asking. All I had to do was ask. I asked. They said, are you going to protect us from Russia? I said, are you delinquent? They said, let's assume we were. I said, I will not protect you from Russia. And then the money started pouring. We got hundreds of billions of dollars coming in, and they were very happy. Does the crowd that cheers actually think Trump got the United States hundreds of billions of dollars? If Trump's story is even true in some broad sense, and the story is he felt there were countries not paying their fair share with regard to NATO and that he went to them and he said, if you don't make more payments to NATO, the U.S. won't come to your aid if Russia attacks you, even if we think that's true. What do you mean? Even Even if if you think it's true, it is true, fucker. It's true that it induced some of those countries to start making those payments. And even if they made the payments, which were certainly not hundreds of billions of dollars, doesn't the crowd know that that's not money for the United States? Do they have any idea how any of the things Trump so cavalierly talks about work? I don't think that. Well, you lie about how it works. So what's the difference? I take them over you any day. But again, it is simple. I hope they go home and they have a nice life. I hope you go and get another booster shot. And also, in this freeze frame, you kind of look like a horse. A, a cult crowd. This is exactly what they're there for. Sean Hannity bringing up Trump's claim that if he were president, he would end Russia's invasion of Ukraine in 24 hours and asks him how. Trump's explanation is beyond parody. Listen to this. I would tell Putin, gotta settle. I would tell Zelensky, you gotta settle. Gotta settle. That's the thing. If you call up Zelensky and you go, listen, sir, you must settle, he's not gonna do it. But if you call. He has no choice. He needs the money. If you say, hey, homosexual cokehead, no more money, you gotta make a deal. He's gonna make a deal. First of all, Zelensky's a fucking puppet. And if Trump is the president of the United States, he's going to do whatever the fuck Trump wants. Okay, just like when Trump was president, he sucked Trump's dick about the phone call. And he was like, yeah, there was no problem. So get the fuck out of here. Zelensky's a goddamn puppet puppet of the American regime. And whoever is the head of that regime, he's going to do whatever the fuck he wants. That faggot would dress up like he did before, you know. You try to come up with, like, exaggerations of, like, oh, the guy dressed like a woman. He already did that. Okay? He already did that. Okay? So Trump could say, hey, remember when you were dressing up like a rabid homosexual and you were going on TV? Okay? Well, what I want you to do is I want you to dress up like that and then go meet Putin. That motherfucker would do as he's told because he's a fucking whore gotta settle then they go whoa we gotta settle this thing right away i would tell one you're gonna load up with money i tell the other you're not gonna get any money i would get a settlement (laughs) in 24 hours now it should have never happened you have thousands hundreds of thousands of dead people right now hundreds of thousands you have cities that are obliterated i don't know if you've ever seen the cities after they finish with the rockets you have cities with no building standing. It looks all like. Right. So the way we, we've been wondering for a long time. Trump David completely ignores all that. Uh, hundreds of thousands of deaths. Not of his concern. It's 24 hours is all I would need to end Russia's invasion of Ukraine. In 24 hours like that, I would have it done. And we now learn what he would do is he would call Zelensky and he'd go, gotta settle. And then he'd call Putin and go, you gotta settle. And next thing you know, there will be no more invasion of Ukraine by Russia.
Last clip from this Trump again, just enamored with authoritarian strongman Chinese President Xi. He just loves the guy. He's so impressed. I will tell you that. But think of President Xi, central casting, brilliant guy. You know, when I say he's brilliant, everyone says, oh, well, that's terrible. We call him. Well, he runs 1.4 billion people with an iron fist. Smart, brilliant, everything perfect. There's nobody in Hollywood like this guy. Everything perfect in China. As you all know, when we say, what is really the home of the free on planet Earth 2023? We all think of China, particularly the Uyghurs, as we know. They oh, oh, now he wants to bring up the Uyghurs. Fascinating. Ordinarily free, just just so much freedom. So, so that's not a warmonger right wing conspiracy theory anymore. Take it in China right now. Scary stuff. Hannity tries to help him. The questions are softballs. The crowd is a sycophant cult crowd cheering their brains out without even knowing what on earth Trump is talking about. And he still horrifies the world with yet. What are you, you're making that up? Horrified what world? The homosexual world? Who fucking cares? Middleman American on Rumble says Chrissy Mayer had Salty on and underestimated the chemistry from an outlaw. Keep saying the best on social words, sir. Re. All right. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I'll have to check that out. I do watch Salty uh, frequently. I, I did not see the Chrissy Mare. I, I, I uh, like I said. I think Chrissy Mare is fine. I think, like I said, she's a female comedian. She made me laugh, which is unusual. And uh, the the these lunatic trannies were like yelling at her because she made jokes about trannies. And by the way, I will tell you this. Male or female comic. Right now, you get up there and you make jokes about trannies. I, I, you have my absolute seal of approval, and I'm rooting for you. And so these these apparently very fat women, I don't think they were ever on the clip, but these fat hogs start yelling at Chrissy that she's like transphobic and they, they leave. I think they, I think, um, I think they like pushed over her merchandise desk or something. I, I don't know, something like that, or a table. Anyway... So as they're leaving, Chrissy Mayer says something along the lines of make sure they get home safe. I don't want any I, I don't want to see anyone harpoon them on the way out, you know, uh, uh, alluding to the fact that they're whales. I like that joke. A fat joke, harpoon. Very good. Very good. So anyway, yeah, she had on Salty Cracker. I'll have to check that out. Um, all right, let's get back to David here. Another unhinged town hall. I hope he's at the debate. Let's leave it there. Okay, look at this guy. Unbelievable. Um, is this uh, Pacman? Okay. Country Music Television has now pulled Jason Aldean's controversial video for his single Try That in a Small Town. And it set off this, this huge brouhaha where uh, lots of people have an issue with the lyrics and the imagery in the video. And then other people say, if you have any problem with this whatsoever, you're doing a cancel culture. And we don't do that in America, except for Bud Light and Target and Dylan Mulvaney and M&Ms and you know, a whole bunch of different things. We only do it in those cases. We don't do it in this case. So what we're going to do is we're just going to actually read the lyrics and we're going to have a conversation. And we're going to see what we think about it. Here is what's in the lyrics. I'm just gonna read them. I'm not gonna perform them like it's Ben Shapiro talking about Nicki Minaj or something. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face, stomp on the flag and light it up. Yeah, you think you're tough, 
We'll try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Around here, we take care of our own. You cross that line, it won't take long for you to find out. I recommend you don't try that in a small town. So people have concerns with the lyrics. It seems to be implying that if you do anything that steps out of line from their point of view, you will be, I guess, hunted down. Even uh, if you're no, no, no. If you violently commit crime, if you violently commit crime, leaving the town because they take care of their own and their own by definition would never insult a cop. If you insult a cop, then you're not one of their own and something might happen to you. They're not saying what, they're not saying they'll murder you, but it doesn't seem like what they're implying is that they will sit down and talk about our deferring ideas of how much automatic respect law enforcement officers deserve. It sounds like something else. Now, it left enough ambiguity that defenders of this song, which is like every right winger knee jerk, 100%, will say, how dare you think that this is conjuring up images of lynching or the specter of sundown towns or anything like that. You're crazy if you think that. JR, are you crazy? Uh, well, that's a little bit separate sometimes. Yes, I am. But. As far as this goes, if we're talking about the you know the spitting in the cop's face and cussing them out and all that, and you can't do that in a small town, there's this large town, it's Washington D.C., where a bunch of people who probably support these types of lyrics spit in cops' faces, cussed them out, attacked them, ran through them, sprayed them with mace, attacked them with flags, threatened to kill them. All these things happen. Is is does that fly in a small town? Can you do that in a small town? Can you run up on the city hall in some small town and just get to assaulting people and killing them based off of your anger about the results of an election? Just curious if it works in all these realms. Because by the way, I mean, if we're talking about canceling, as far as this element of it, canceling whether or not he can say these things, say them, bro. I think he can go ahead and have these ridiculous lyrics and then maybe we can begin to decipher who the good guys are in all these scenarios. You're definitely not the good guy. Situations or the bad guys, because yo, we've got music from way back. You know, people like to go back to N.W.A. with F the Police, and talking about the plight. The many times these things happen. Oh, I thought you were talking about way back. Who's the guy? Someone in the chat has to know the guy's name. There's a guy. There's a song where it's like all they say is like niggers. They're like niggers, niggers. But you know what I'm talking about? It's like dun 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 dun. dun. It's from like the 50s. Or maybe the 40s. It's Southern. You know what I'm talking about? I tell you what, if you get that reference, credit to you. Because it's like a meme song. Sometimes, like, if you're, you know, people will play it if you're playing video games. What the fuck is the name of that guy? There's a name. Johnny Rebel? Is it Johnny Rebel? (laughs) I thought he was talking about. I think it's Johnny Rebel. I might have the name wrong. That shit's hilarious. And I think they were serious, too. I don't think this was, like, parody. This is, like, this was back in the day. And, uh,. Man, that's a hoot. I think it's Johnny Rebel. Anyway, if you want a good laugh, uh, <clears throat> or if you're serious, either way, it's just uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. Amongst regular citizens, it's not just the chorus that we're talking about. You'd have to listen to the lyrics about what is that happening. That's what I thought but he was talking about. Yeah. It would require you to actually have you know a thought process to approach this. So I know I, maybe I'm the minority in this, but I don't think uh, they necessarily need to be scrubbed or taken from this. He's making hateful music. Now I don't know how hateful music to be against Antifa and Black Lives Matter, uh, uh, burning down your city. That's hateful much that inspires people because i think there's lots of music that inspires people to do hateful violent things so it's hard to really so right them being violent is fine that's righteous you defending yourself or saying that they shouldn't do it that's hateful
least all of it. But I think it's a big illustration of exactly the lines that are being drawn to where people think we're gonna continue to try and regress this country back to the days when you better not come to this time before sundown, boy. Don't fuck with people, okay? How about don't fuck with people and stay out of their towns? Because that's yeah. the thought process that we're heading towards. Obviously, we can see that. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, so to be clear, I understand that there are already a million conservatives or whatever that have typed like they're trying to cancel. I, I, I'm not. I don't. I don't care. I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go back after this to not knowing that he exists, which is what uh, my state was before I heard about the song. <laughs> now, to be fair, it is of course uh, a privilege of mine that I get to do that because he is not inspiring potentially acts of violence against people like me. Um, I mean, maybe a little bit. There's been a lot of encouragement for attacks against progressives. See, do you see what this guy's doing here? He's arguing that this singer is inciting violence. They want to see someone like him arrested for inciting violence. Do you understand this is exactly why it is total suicide? I think most people listening understand. It's total suit. My, my, what I'm saying is basically, basically going out to the conservative commentators that are going along with rumble censoring of Nick Fuentes. You understand that you're making the same argument that this guy's making. You understand that's what you're doing, okay? I, I look whether you like Nick Fuentes or not, irrelevant. That has to be irrelevant. How what he says makes you feel emotionally, totally irrelevant. Legality is the standard. It it, it can't be any other way. Any other way is bullshit. Any other way is YouTube. Is it better than YouTube? Sure. But they don't say they're, they say they're the free speech platform. Pawlowski's talking shit back in June on Twitter about how he's going to stand up for free speech and hold the line. He didn't hold the line here. He didn't hold the line. How do you not have a legal... Think about the money involved in this. You don't have a legal team that could, that could come together and write a solid defense and bring up the uh, what is it Brandenburg? I still have it here. The yeah Brandenburg test. You you can't do that. I mean that's ridiculous. That's that's malpractice, frankly. Okay, that's a great argument. It's the argument, the Brandenburg test. The only person that I've seen make this argument is Nick Riccata. He killed it. He killed it with Sitchin Adam. It's so much so I'm gonna cover a lot of the stream tomorrow. I don't usually stream Fridays, but I'll be able to stream tomorrow. And I'm covering, that's what we're going to do for that whole stream. Because there's a lot to cover there. And part of it is that he absolutely, he's the only large commentator that's covered it in detail so far that I've seen that brought up the exact correct argument to make here. Legality, uh, the, the Brandenburg test, and... Um, it's suicide to go along with these people and pretend that Nick Fuentes was inciting violence. It is ridiculous. And protesters and things like that. But that's not generally what I think that they're going for. And I'm not saying that he necessarily even knows everything that he's invoking in that. That doesn't mean that it's not being invoked. And how about we just use this as an opportunity to have a discussion about some different things, okay? And maybe learn a little bit. As a lot of people are noticing um, in the video version, uh, some viewers noticed scenes that were shot in front of what appears to be the Maury County Courthouse in Columbia. That courthouse was the site of several incidents of racial violence, including the 1927 lynching of a black man named Henry Choate. It also served as a backdrop for the Columbia race riot in 1946, which I need to do more reading on because I didn't even know about that race riot. Now, in defense of Jason Aldean, it is easy to say he did this video in front of a courthouse where there was a lynching. In defense of him, I defy you to find a place in the South 
where there wasn't. That's a problem of America. And it's worth discussing that this was normalized outside courthouses all over the South. And not just in the South, by the way. There were race riots and massacres and lynchings and acts of horrendous- hold, hold, hold on, I thought the lynchings were of innocent black people. He's talking about, even if you wanna pretend he's talking about lynchings, he's talking about lynching people that commit violent crime. Now, obviously, if someone commits a violent crime, the system isn't where you just lynch the person. That's not what happens. Okay, but you're, you're, you're not even making the point you think you're making. Because the, the, the official narrative, as I understand it, was black people were lynched, they were completely innocent. At least that's what it seemed like in Mississippi burning. I have no idea the accuracy of it. My, 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 my um, overall general take on everything historical is there's probably some bullshit because, uh, you know, they lie about everything. So I'm sure they're probably lying about something. I mean, I didn't even know this till recently. I think it was uh, AIU did the video on it. The whole, um, the kid, the 14-year-old, 16-year-old kid, whatever the fuck his name was, they always like to bring him up and use him as a human shield. They lied about that. Unbelievable. Now, granted, you could argue that they went too far with it or whatever, but they even lied about that. So, and, and uh, I was... Um, I forget who said it, but it's a valid point. When you find out that they, and I remember this coming out of the cult, because when I, when I caught the Jehovah's Witness organization in a lie, my first question was, well, what else are they lying about? So now as you catch them in lies about historical events, you're like, well, what else are they lying about? It seems to me, now I haven't looked at every historical event, but it seems to me that the answer is pretty much everything. Uh, not that like none of it happened, but that the way a lot of this shit happened, it didn't really happen the way that they say it did. This brutal injustice, that's everywhere. And so an opportunity certainly to learn. And if not that, at least, like JR, you, I think perfectly brought up, like the whole point of this is just, hey, everybody's being mean to the cops and they're disrespecting them. But like, do you actually believe that? Or are there situations in which you think it is perfectly acceptable to disrespect the cops, to attack the cops, to try to murder the cops. If you think that they're standing between you and the political goals that you have, right? Like, like, like your like your channel advocated for, uh, and which led to the death of cops from from two cop killers, Micah Johnson, I believe, was one name, and of course Gavin Long. That seems like a rhetorical question, but we already know the answer. <laughs> we know exactly how. The January 6th rioters treated the cops. By the way, we know how right-wingers talk constantly about what they'll do if the cops come to take their guns or to make them take the vaccine or whatever. Or if you know there's a tyrant that you guys fantasize about murdering law enforcement. So let's just be clear what you are saying and what you're not. It is a sign of support for the cops in certain situations against certain people in certain times. Like. It is accepting of and supporting a certain status quo. I would just say, if you want to be the tough guy that you clearly are in crafting these lyrics, why don't you just say openly what it actually is that you think the cops should be doing and who you're actually worried about disrespecting the cops? Because it ain't everyone. Anyway, Jeremy, give yeah, final yeah. moments to you. 
we've seen the videos and random, I have at least, of normal folks that out in the streets and they start screaming at a cop because he's giving them a ticket. And we seen the differences in many times when those cops react to someone who's sitting in the car, not doing anything if they're of the wrong ethnic background. And how aggressive cops are versus people that do scream at the cops and do spit in their face. And they go, sir, I'm gonna need you to pick up that ticket. You know, And it's it's a lot more calm in many cases, not every time. Sure, white folks get assaulted by the cops. But when you see the difference in how often that happens, and then you okay, say- Okay, so it's the complete opposite. Rakeda got into this with Sitchin Adam. Of course, Sitchin Adam had the more, well, like I don't wanna be unfair. Some of the stuff they were right about, not a lot of the stuff. Some of the stuff, like, they they didn't know the basics of the classified case, but one of them did say that they thought it was kind of bullshit. So I'll give them credit for that. I try to be fair. I'm not trying to, like, go after people unnecessarily. It's just that I have a bullshit threshold, okay? I, and, and, and I want to be clear. I'm not talking about disagreement. I'm talking about bullshit, Okay. So like I have dis- there's commentators I have disagreements with. I've talked before. I use it because I think it's a great example. I've talked about like actual justice word. There's a couple things I disagree with him on. But he doesn't waste people's time with bullshit. He just comes out with his position, and then you can just be like, oh, I don't agree with that, and that's it. You know, that's it. Or if like he's debating someone, he doesn't play games and and get you to like. He doesn't start like like for example, um, the whole thing with the with the um, Ukraine. Um, the the whatever you want to call it the color revolution uh, uh, that happened in 2014, right? So what I mean by game playing is like when Aiden Paladin went on the Sitchin Adam show, she and she brings citations, right? So she comes prepared. They knew that. That's why they were really trying to like uh, uh, dance around and not have her share her citations, but she ultimately did. Anyway, if you notice what happened there, they started out with no evidence at all. This was there's no evidence at all. Okay, she then provides the evidence, and then they change no evidence at all, and they go to well, they had to do it, they had to do it. It, it, it was a good thing. Okay, that's game playing because, uh, well, well, no, no, actually, before we get that doesn't reach the game playing threshold. Where it reaches the game playing threshold is the next time they were talking. I think this was with Dave Smith, Jimmy Dore, and Metzger, right? They then went back to there's no evidence. Now that doesn't make sense. See, Matt, you're playing games. Now, if if this was normal and organic, maybe you didn't know the evidence of the color revolution, or whatever you want to call it. And then when it was showed to you, you go, okay, and then you take the position, well, it's still a good thing. Let's say you're like a, a neoliberal, okay? And you're like, what well, we still needed, now that I know there was a color revolution, I am going to now say, well, we should have done that because it was a flourishing democracy and we had to do it. Okay, so that's your position. But then why would you revert back to the no evidence at all when you're talking to Dave Smith? See, that doesn't make sense. You're playing games then because the Dave Smith debate happened after the Aiden Paladin debate. So an organic normal person who's not playing homosexual games, they're not playing propaganda, they're not using propaganda tactics, okay? What they're going to do with Dave Smith is immediately argue, I know you call it a color revolution, but we had to do it. But they didn't do that. They went with the, there's no evidence at all. That's game playing, okay? That's bullshit, okay? That's, you're wasting everyone's time, 
Okay, just come out with your shit. Actual Justice Warrior in a video one time, he just came out with his position. He was like, the, the, the United States of America has the moral authority to police the world. That's what he said. That's his position. He came right out with it. Now, I don't agree with that, but he's not wasting my fucking time. So I appreciate that. Okay, also, he has a very good track. He's worked with the crime stuff in TYT. It's very good. He does very good. That's why I laughed when uh, someone was like, uh, or I guess I read, they're like, um, a barely attractive Emma is going to debate uh, actual justice warrior on crime. I was like, yeah, good luck with that. Good luck. That's like, he's, he's very good. AIU is very good with it, too. AIU has those diagrams where he puts uh, David, pa I think he put, he was the one, he put David Pakman in the center of it. So he was keeping track monthly of the bleeps, as he calls them, uh, uh, committing crime. And it was like, you know, generally each month is different. Like some months it'll be like two white people out of the 200 or 500, however many it is, as far as shootings, like murders and stuff. It's maybe one month it'll be four white people, but it's like 90% black. And so put like David Pakman's face in it because David Pakman is a crime denialist and he'll pretend that, well, there's no, no, white people are the ones committing all these crimes. No, they're not. They're committing like a couple of them, like two, three, four, maybe. It depends on the month. Some months more than others, but it's not that many. Um, but anyway, my point, don't waste my motherfucking time with tricks and tactics and bullshit. Just come out with your position so then I can go, all right, I don't agree with that. Or, hey, I agree with that. That's all I'm arguing. So when you reach a bullshit threshold, then I get, you know, I get kind of mean. And that's okay. You know, whatever. I don't mean anything by it. It's just I got. It's just it's bullshit. What are you gonna do anyway? There's certain people who spit in the cops' face and do that because now the 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 picture that's in our head is why is it the cops would attack certain folks? Who are the yeah. folks that we always see cops attacking on these body cam evidence and then turns into these types of protests? It's black folks, Latino folks, anybody else that they generally have been conditioned to hate. So it continues to condition our society, and that's where our problem comes. Our society believes certain things of all races. Yeah. That'll be the belief system that certain folks are the one committing these crimes and they need to be treated badly from the jump. 100%. Well, again, th there is a disproportionate amount of violent crime being being uh, committed by black males. I like the I like the more precise, and you can say it however you want. I don't give a shit. But um, I think where like if you're not precise, I would argue you're giving them a little bit of ammunition. But do what you want. So uh, also like it is it's mostly black males. Okay. Uh, so I would think if you're a black woman, you'd be like, hey, it's not, you know, it's not our group. And it's like, well, no, it's not like that, that subset of your group, it isn't. That's fine. But um, that's a fact, okay? And now do what you want with that. But that is a fact. To pretend otherwise, that's just dishonest. What does it mean? What's the solution? I have no fucking idea. I'm not going to pretend to know. I'll tell you, you know what would be a good start? S stop fucking voting and listening to Democrats. That might help you. Uh, Middle American 45 says, okay, so Chrissy Mayer couldn't quit talking about turds with the salt biscuit. Dude, you got to cover it. He always has your back. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Uh, from time to time, uh, Salty gives me a shout out. Uh, I appreciate it. I can tell sometimes because I'll look and like, or I'll get an email and someone's like, your uh, social blade just shot up. And it's like, yeah, probably, Salty probably mentioned the show. I appreciate that. I, I, I watch the show frequently. Dude makes me laugh. And uh, it's a great show. Uh, highly recommended. All right, cool. Yeah, I'll have a look at that Chrissy Mayer interview. That sounds interesting. Um, so is this, I think, Barely Attractive Emma? 
they bring on this expert, which it's a propagandist, and uh, and why it's harder to investigate white supremacist groups. Oh, right. Okay. You're a former F- you're a former FBI agent. Uh, you infiltrated white supremacist groups in the 1990s, and I'm just curious uh, about your experience with that. Obviously. Uh, scary work, <laughs> but I, I mm-hmm. how would you say your work, from your perspective, um, fits into the bureau's broader history of racism, like in terms of targeting uh, civil rights activists, uh, and frankly, that's ongoing, honestly, with Black Lives Matter as well. Um, what what is your perspective on how your work fits into that uh, larger picture analysis? Um, so so it actually uh, I think was reflective of what was going on and still going on. Um, people assume that because the case was successful that it was supported right from the very beginning, uh, but that actually wasn't true. It was really on, in in both of my undercover cases targeting the white supremacists and far-right groups, uh, there was a lot of resistance in management and and at headquarters to those cases, and it was only because there were really very effective case agents who did the work to gather the evidence and uh, had the administrative skills to get over every obstacle that those cases were actually approved. And, And frankly, it was made more dangerous because there were a lot of uh, administrative obstacles that were being thrown in front of us uh, that that we had to overcome as I'm uh, working directly with these dangerous individuals. So uh, we were successful, and if you look through the history of the FBI, you'll find cases where similarly effective agents were able to go out and make cases. Even today, there are some good cases you could point to the investigations against a white supremacist group called the base uh, where, where uh, the FBI can be effective they have the tools uh, but it's just not prioritized isn't the base a, an FBI op so you, you investigated your own op so if somebody wants to investigate environmentalists they don't need to have a lot of evidence suggesting that there's some crime going on they're given a green light and in fact given a national scope in their investigation, where you know, even in our investigations, even after they became successful and we worked our way into the, the people who were trafficking in illegal arms, you know, we were constantly being told, oh, you know, stick to your region, the jurisdiction of the field office, and is your failing to recognize yeah, sorry, go on. that these are national groups, yeah, yeah that, that these groups operate on a national and even international basis. Uh, so working them like a local police department would isn't the most effective methodology. Yeah, and I, I, I am curious, too, like, what... You must have seen what some of your colleagues were able to do when they were, you know, doing work that wasn't combating white supremacy. Like, were you surprised, or was the contrast in the resources and the support that you were given incredibly stark when you looked at the work that other people in your field were doing? Uh, definitely. And, um, you know, the first case that I, that I worked in 1992 targeting neo-Nazi skinhead groups in Los Angeles, it was my first undercover operation. So I didn't really 
know what to expect and therefore wasn't terribly surprised by, by bureaucratic obstacles, as everybody in the FBI used to say, bureaucracy is our middle name. <laughs> and and uh, all cases have those uh, problems. Um, but it was really only in talking to other undercover agents, particularly agents working drugs, where there was just flush with money and and authorities and and nobody blinked at at uh, you know traveling around the world uh it it, it it i recognized it was contrast but i figured as as a program the domestic terrorism program was learning how to do an operation like that so it was uh expected that they would be a little cautious in how they went about it and miserly with with using resources uh to avoid criticism but then when i continued working undercover cases and continued to see the same kind of uh bureaucratic resistance i recognized that this was a deeper problem and uh is that really what motivated you to to leave the fbi and speak about this more publicly so it, it really came down to a case, a post-9-11 case, where, it, you know, again, when 9-11 happened, it, we all recognized the horror of it, but I was hopeful that the silver lining would be that, that there would be recognition that the counterterrorism program is mismanaged and needs to be uh, revamped and headed in a, in a completely different direction. But instead, what the... FBI management decided to do is pretend it was a matter of uh, limits on their intelligence collection, so taking those limits off. But if the problem is mismanagement of information and misunderstanding of information, having more information doesn't solve that problem. It makes it worse. And I became involved in a case that actually involved international terrorists and reaching out to white supremacist terrorists here in the United States seeking to get some support from them. And uh, the case, like my other two cases, was uh, seriously mismanaged in the initiation. And at the time, the director, uh, Robert Mueller, after some criticism of the the FBI's handling of the 9-11 intelligence, uh, said, well, if there's any agents out there that see a counterterrorism case being mismanaged, uh, call headquarters. So I did. They didn't really want you to call headquarters. Right, right. And, uh, and uh, the, I was told I would never work undercover again and then kind of put on the shelf and realized after two years of trying to turn it around that, that my ability to, to work on effective cases at the FBI had ended and it was time for me to find another way to talk about these issues. I mean, that's, that's, uh, well, we're grateful because then we get... So they're not influenced, they're not um, investigating white supremacists enough, apparently. Fascinating. Okay, here is Kyle Kalinske. Actually, let me read some of these super chats first. We're taking uh, super chats through Streamlabs, link in the description. We're also taking them... Uh, through Entropy, link in the description, and we're also taking uh, Rumble Rants on Rumble. Also, we're trying to get to 125 subscribers combined uh, between Subscribestar, um, Rumble's subscribe option, and also the Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse. If we uh, 
if we reach the 125 within two weeks of that goal being uh, reached, the soft gentleman, <clears throat> my homosexual, rapidly homosexual twin brother, will write a book and release it free to the audience called What a Bigot Would Say. And we're going to try to get it published on Amazon or any other major publishing site in the diversity, equity, and inclusion section. I think we're about 17 or so away. Um, and so if you're interested in that, uh, link in the description to subscribe star or on Rumble. It is the subscribe button, uh, the red subscribe button. Okay. Let's see. We have... Um, where did we leave off here? Um, okay. Aidsorific Aidsenstein says, Dr. Yaden said on Dr. Drew, it is a proven fact that a protein that causes miscarriages is in the vaccine. So the same people that think the earth is overpopulated want people to take a vaccine that causes birth problems. Birth rate down 15% amazing. Yeah, sick. And I remember the, uh, in one of the trial data dumps, um, I think it was the second one maybe, the ones they tried to bury, that uh, Pfizer tried to bury for 75 years, and some through some miracle the judge said no. So they're re releasing them incrementally. And, um, yeah, the, there was one. Uh, they knew. They knew that this thing caused spontaneous, what do they call it, spontaneous abortions in a bunch of women. They did, and they still told, told women to get it. Sick. Sick and unforgivable. Aidsorific Aidsenstein says, The lady that runs Let Women Speak is called Kelly J. Keene. She used to be a feminist but no longer calls herself one. And she has said more than once she would vote Trump way before she would vote for Biden. She can't be that bad. All right, well, that sounds good. Hopefully uh, hopefully there's no reversion back to the feminist shit if, uh, if, they, if they fix the tranny problem. So I am rooting for them to resolve the tranny issue because it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Big Mouthfuls says, uh, My wife has quite an appetite, and she loves to eat out. Whenever I ask her where she wants to eat, she doesn't hesitate. She blurts out, Big Mouthfuls. That's right, folks. Big Mouthfuls is the place to get stuffed. Come on down for a mouthful. All right, there you go. That's an interesting uh, business. Big Mouthfuls. you gotta got to check that out. Check your local listings. Ratio Nelson says, Real lines from the Barbie movie. Wow, thanks so much, white savior Barbie. 80% of the dialogue is about patriarchy. 14-year-old little girl communist and black lesbian president. Love the visuals and musical numbers. Uh, them Gosling gang. Okay, well, that's interesting. <clears throat> um, yeah, it sounds like AIDS. Um, of course, I would, I would probably kill myself. Remember High School Musical? I used to joke about how, like, if someone wanted to kill me, just try to force me to watch that. I, I would music. I, you know, I, I acknowledge I'm the one with the problem. Okay, but yeah, musicals, dancing. I saw Elijah Schaefer. Um, Elijah Schaefer was saying some shit. Now I have no illusions. My channel is small. Uh, the likelihood of being invited to go on an in-person show like that. I understand that. Uh, that. That's not the point here. The point here, he says that as a litmus test, and I understand he's memeing. As a litmus test, he somehow can tell whether or not you're like a reasonable guest if you'll dance. Now, look, if that's fine, and maybe that works for, for people. And I'm not saying that what I'm about to say applies to anyone else, but this is only how I view it, okay? Um, dancing is gay, and I would rather kill myself than dance, okay? So 
with that said, I think I would be a pretty reasonable guest on any show, okay? But if you have a dancing prerequisite, that's just not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So, um, you know, but like to each his own, if that's your if that's your prerequisite or your thing on your show, you know, more power too. Um, but uh, yeah, that's not uh, that's going to be that's going to be a no go on that one. That's going to be a no go on that one. Now, other people can dance, and I don't care if you dance. You could do whatever the, one, the fuck you want. It's your show. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's not going to it's not going to happen. Anyway, interesting. Um, let's see. Gideon's Hornblower says HB smash or pass bad bitches from my childhood edition. Michelle Pfeiffer, Linda Florentino, Sharon Stone. So you're saying smash or pass, not fuck, marry, kill. So that's a smash on all three. Um, if I had to pick one, I, I guess you got to go Sharon Stone because she has a reputation for being wild. So I, I'd go Sharon Stone. Um, you just got to watch out; she might kill you. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be on guard. Don't close your eyes. Just be on guard. You just got to make sure, you know, because you might pull that knife out at any time. That's the beginning of Basic Instinct. That was a hell of a scene. I remember how controversial and naughty that movie when I was a kid. We, I remember we rented it at the at the store, me and a buddy. We were, I don't know, how, how old was I in 1993? Was that 92? It might have been earlier than 93. I remember it was just uh, shocking. Like, wow, I can't believe this. Cra- this bitch is crazy. It was really tame, frankly, compared to other things in life but uh yeah at the time that was that was a big deal um he said consider their look any time between 1980 and 2000 thanks for the stream you're very welcome thank you for watching now michelle pfeiffer i specifically remember in scarface and uh she was a good actress she was a good actress um and uh she really played a good cooked up whore she did a good job of like she was smoking hot but like she did so much coke you know her womb was so polluted as he said that it was almost like she could. She did a good job. That what? That's a phenomenal movie. It's one of my. It's my second all-time favorite movie. Um, I haven't seen it in years. I should. I should watch it again. It's just so long. Is the problem? But uh, she did a very good job of playing. It like showing how like you know you, you you get on this like path of addiction and then like eventually you're snorting it so much and and just everything's out of control. It was a great movie. It was a great movie. He should not have killed Manny, man. I understand he was banging your sister, and you're all coked up, and that's no good, because you told him. You told him to stay away from her, and he didn't, and that's no good. If you want to pummel Manny, what was his name, Manny, right? If you want to pummel him, that's fair game. Can't kill that guy. You, you don't have many allies in, in the coke game where you are. That was a big mistake. He knew that was a mistake. But uh, what an ending. What that? That's a great ending. That's a classic. <clears throat> The gun flies out of his hands. He's taking all these bullets and he's still alive and talking shit. That's a phenomenal ending. And then the guy, you know, obviously gets him from the back. Phenomenal. What a movie. That's a great movie. The chainsaw scene. That was the shit. You know the chainsaw scene? They didn't show anything. Now, of course, if you watch it, like watching that now, it's like nothing. But back in the day, I remember being horrified at that. When I was a kid, I don't remember the first time I saw that. I was like 14, maybe. I was like, oh, my God. And then he was like, now we do the leg. And I was like, no, not the leg. That's crazy. But, you know, they didn't show anything. That's fucking brilliant. When you can horrify people and not show them anything, that is like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's very little shown in that movie. 
they don't even show they don't even show the uh, meat hook going into that girl's back, but she sells it so good. Apparently, she didn't make a lot of money off of that. That what a movie. Anyway, whatever. I'm, I'm going off here. Aidsarific Eisenstein says, "Oh my God, haha! Alex is going to box some Muslim guy and Stein threw turkey dogs at the dude. I I like a lot of what Alex Stein is doing. He's outrageous. He's doing outrageous. He's not like he's not like over the top." like get in trouble outrageous but he's well a little bit a little bit he's not like you know he's not at like he's not he's not at like level 10 but I, it makes me laugh he makes me laugh i know some people don't like him that's fine don't like you know no big deal he makes me laugh i like his stunts and uh look i know the bar is low and i'm not saying he's anywhere near andy kaufman but he reminds me of him a little bit and like I, w- I wish we could get an actual Andy Kaufman somehow, but you know that's a one in a million guy. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he makes me laugh. And, and then the whole thing talking shit and like smoking the crack on the show. And then uh, what was the one? <laughs> He's feeding the banana to the guy. That was so awkward and cringe, but it made everyone so uncomfortable. It was like uh, I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was. Uh, and I don't, I'm not a cringe guy. But there is something about because because of how socially unacceptable it is to feed a banana to a black guy. That's why I liked it, even if I don't personally like the person. I do like Alex Stein, but even if I don't like the person, even if I don't find them funny, if they are breaking taboos and slaughtering sacred cows, it still has my seal of approval. We need more of that. We need more of that. So, oh, and the the thing when he went to that that meeting and he sang that song and he was talking about like gay sucking co- I, that shit I thought that was funny because it's so outrageous to say anyway he says the dude thought they were pork and he went ape shit it's hilarious that's f- that's fantastic yeah you gotta bro the Muslims I, I'll, look I don't I tell you like there's so much anti-Christian shit and the Christians are actually being literally persecuted that I don't really, and they're not talking shit, so I don't really have, I don't do a lot of like Christian jokes because they're not really, they're not, they're not in power, and they're not really fucking with anyone right now, okay? And then you get the examples of like the hyperbolic Christians. You got that guy from Tennessee, Greg Locke. I like that guy. I I I like that guy, and like a lot of the shit he says politically is dead on accurate. So it's just a different dynamic than it was back in the day. Um, on the Muslims, on the other hand, uh, yeah, they, they, if, if someone wants to start, you know, criticizing or making fun of them, that, uh, that, that sounds good. I'm not saying you can't, I wouldn't be offended if you made fun of Christians, if you made it funny, <clears throat> but, um, <clears throat> you know, it's just not, it's, uh, they're about to make being a Christian illegal at this point. They're not about to do that with Muslims. Muslims, uh, you know, you, you're, you're pretty good unless you go up against the, the homosexuals. If you go up against the homosexuals, um, the leftists will say all sorts of shit. What was the one in Canada? They were like, can you imagine if a conservative said this to a Muslim? You don't belong in this country. It would be a national scandal. Some, I think it was a teacher. There was a Muslim student who was like not going along with the LGBT stuff. And they were like, uh, they were like, yeah, get basically leave the country if you're not going to go along with the homosexuals. Well, by the way, speaking of homosexuals, I had a very vivid dream. I don't usually have vivid dreams that I remember, but I remember this one, okay? This this was an interesting dream. Very vivid. Okay. So, somehow I'm on a vacation with a bunch of people, and we're, like, splitting hotel rooms. Um, and so, 
I apparently got put with a homosexual in a bed, okay? And now for some reason, the dream kind of started, you know, dreams are fuzzy. It kind of started where I'm like laying in the bed, okay? But the guy's not like doing anything. I don't, now, now, if this was real life, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not, I'm just going to sleep on the floor. Like I told the story about when I went, when I was 17 and I went on this trip and we were splitting hotels. I'll sleep on the floor. I'm not sleeping in a bed with another man. I'll just sleep on the floor. No big deal. I don't care about sleeping on the floor. Anyway, but so uh, the, I'm like, I'm asleep. I'm like groggy. And all of a sudden I realize in a groggy haze, oh, this homosexual is, is he's, his body is touching mine, like on purpose. And I'm like, that's fucked up. So what I do is I get up and I go over to the couch. And when you know it, the homosexual gets up and follows me and lays next to me, again, touching. So I get up again and I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Okay? Uh, uh, so then then he proceeds to touch me again. Now, in my opinion, that's that's three strikes. Okay, that's three strikes. So what I did, and again, this is in a dream. What I did, and I, I, this was because there was a, a clip. It's so weird how shit that you watch gets in your dreams. So what I did is I licked the back of my hand, and I gave this homosexual the most satisfying backhanded slap that I've ever experienced. Now, of course, I've never backhanded slapped anyone. This is in a dream. To the point where the homosexual spun like a top. He spun like... You ever play Mike Tyson's Punch-Out and you knock out Glass Joe? He spun like that. Backhanded, spinning homosexual. Okay? And I thought I was well within my right. And when I was thinking about it again, because uh, what happened is the people that I was on this trip with, who I didn't know any of them, which was bizarre. Who's going on vacation with people you don't know? It, n n none of the people were family. They were friends. They were people. They were strangers. But I was, for some reason, on vacation with them. They started chiding me. They were telling me that what I did was fucked up. And I was like, look, it was three homosexual strikes. Okay? The first one, you, you brush up on me in bed. That's unacceptable. You're like laying there. You know, maybe there's plausible deniability. Not, I'm not saying there is, but I'm saying maybe there's plausible deniability that you were sleeping. You didn't know what you're doing. But then when I got up and got to the couch... And then you follow me. That's homosexual strike two. And then after, I'm like, what are you doing? And you get physical again. Ladies and gentlemen, that's homosexual strike three. Okay, now I'm not saying in real life, I don't know what the legality would be. Well, frankly, I would consider this sexual assault in real life. If this happened in real life, this is sexual assault. Um, I don't know if I'm going backhanded slap, but I got to tell you, the way it made me feel, it was so satisfying. It was like, I was like, man, what a slap. It's so weird how, like I told about the vivid dream with Tim Pool. Why, like 90% of my dreams, I don't even remember a thing. But some of these, it was so vivid. That slap, I can still feel the slap. It was very satisfying. It was, that motherfucker spun. That was fantastic. It was because of that video I saw. Because there's a video, this is a great video. There's a video of this guy carrying on in a restaurant. We watched it on stream one time. And, um, and he's carrying on and this guy had had enough. And this guy licks the back of his hand. I think it's for traction. And fucking delivers arguably the greatest slap of all time although i would you know there there might be other ones back and knocks this guy the fuck out so that's that's got to be where it was from because that's probably the greatest backhanded slap uh, that i've ever seen so anyway that's the dream i don't know what the fuck it means okay i think i was reasonable you know i'm not a gay basher okay I, but look you got stop touching me what the fuck is your problem you know now i'd apply that to anybody you know but you know what what i wouldn't do that i actually i mean i wouldn't do that with a woman 
it's an attractive woman, there wouldn't be no issue. But, you know, let's say it's like a fat woman. No, nah, I wouldn't do it to a fat... First of all, you're not getting no fat hog to spin like that, okay? You have to be a thin, sickly, AIDS homosexual for that to happen. Oh, by the way, speaking of homosexuals is the last thing, and then I'll get off the homosexual topic. Bill Mitchell. Bill Mitchell made... He, he's very... I'll just put it like this. Bill Mitchell is very clear. He does not want you to call him a drag queen homosexual, okay? Do you understand? Bill Mitchell does not want to be called a homosexual drag queen. Did I say drag queen homosexual? No, no. It's homosexual drag queen. He does not want to be called a homosexual drag queen. Just understand that because there's a video that's out there where he's very clear. It's, it's like cut up from some sort of incident with someone called him a homosexual drag queen. I thought it was Rashad, Rashad Shalom or whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, I'm not 100. percent But uh, but uh, yeah, he. There's a video of him. You know, making his fucking David Putty face from Seinfeld, talking about uh, I'm not a drag queen. I'm not a homosexual drag queen. It's fucking hilarious. I I retweeted it the other day. All right. Alcove says, do you think the Supreme Court will rule against Michigan when it comes to the alternate electors? I would hope so. Uh, do I think? Probably not. He says, it's obviously a lunatic move that destabilizes the country unnecessarily. Rubicon has been crossed. Yeah, it's insane. It's completely insane. Um, I would hope so. I would hope the Supreme Court would get us out of a lot of this, but, you know, I don't have high hopes. Is it possible? Absolutely. But, uh, you know, I, I would probably guess not. Big Chris says, hey, HB, what the fuck is wrong with East Coasters? They fly in to see the Grand Canyon and are surrounded by Mexican food, and the first thing they do is go to Portillo's. Fucking strange. I'm not too familiar with Portillo's. Is that like a chain when they could have actual Mexican food? Yeah, I've had actual Mexican tacos. They're definitely not like Taco Bell. There's this place. This was years ago. I have no idea what the racial demographics of Norristown are anymore. Um, but there was... So there was a smoking hot Venezuelan chick in the Jehovah's Witnesses. We're talking like almost model hot, like crazy hot, right? And uh, every guy was trying to make a play at her. And um, uh, it didn't work out. And I thank God because uh, I had a buddy who, who married her and she destroyed this dude. He would come over my house and just like drink to, to get away from her and to get away from it all. This was like, we were JWs at the time. You can, you can drink, you're supposed to drink in moderation, but you kind of, you define what moderation is. So you somehow talk yourself into like, you know, eight to 10 beers, 12 beers being moderate, you know, whatever. You're in a cult. You're trying to deal with it psychologically. Man, I won't go into it, but holy shit. She fucking destroyed this guy. I, I, I That's a bullet. That's dodging a bullet. I mean, the first few months would have been fucking great. But yeah, after that, man, poor guy. I hope he's all right. I don't think he did too well after that. He got divorced and whatever, but... Uh, Man, that's a hell of a thing. Anyway, uh, the original... Oh, yeah. So there was this place in Norristown. She took us. Uh, and it was a bunch of us. We're all out in the service. And there was there was another like uh, uh, Hispanic smash there. I remember in the congregation one night, where, you, you know, there were, at least in the congregations I was in, there were always smoking hot, attractive JW girls. I, I married one of them. And like I said, I, bit, I was married for almost 10 years. First eight years were great. The last two years were no good. Um, but anyway, um, 
because there's no choice other than to get married at a young age in the JWs because you're you know, not allowed to do a whole lot. Anyway, I remember b- before that, uh, you know, and like you're, you're like what 19, 20, like. And I remember one day it was the it was the Spanish invasion, and th- these these was it one two wait something one two yeah these four, three of them, well okay, yeah. One was almost model hot. One was smashable. The other one was smashable. And then the fourth was the mom. And the mom was definitely old. Still smashed. And what's funny is one of the elders ended up banging her and getting in trouble. <laughs> so so they the, the Spanish invasion wreaked havoc on, havoc on the congregation. It was hilarious. Um, but anyway, um, so she took us. So we would, you know, go out and serve. She took us to this hole in the wall in Norristown. Uh, where they were making like Mexican tacos, they were the shit. They were good. I don't, you know, I don't know. Fucking, it probably wasn't like an official restaurant, but uh, yeah. Now, you know, would I walk around Norristown? Now, I don't really know the makeup of Norristown. It's probably not great. If I had to assume, uh, where it's probably not great. Uh, not that it was great back then, but you know, we went around. There was like a Hispanic. I think there was a Hispanic section, and we ate tacos there. That was the shit. But uh, I wouldn't do that again. All right, let's get to the next video here. Here is Kyle Kalinsky pretending that the only thing conservatives are bringing up about Hunter Biden is his penis. Here now, we Marjorie go. Taylor Green. Um, was at a House Oversight Committee hearing. They're doing an investigation. And um, I remember I predicted, and I wasn't the only one, many people predicted this, that we're going to get to a point with these hearings where they're just going to flat out investigate Hunter Biden's cock. They're going to hold hearings that become about Hunter Biden's cock. Okay, so none of this was about Hunter Biden's cock. You're completely making that up. And you know what? This was about illegal tax deductions. That is literally exactly what happened. No, it isn't. This is about tax deductions. This is what the House Oversight Committee is investigating. Here's the picture. Marjorie Taylor Greene holding up Hunter Biden pornography. Right. Retard, read what it says. Can you read, whore? It says, Hunter recorded multiple sex tapes with a prostitute he had paid for his... Uh, for out of his law firm's bank account and then illegally deducted it in his taxes. If Donald Trump would have done such a thing, you would be arguing that he should go to prison. By the way, to be clear, I don't know if she was the one who censored it with these, you know, black squares and rectangles or if this is something that Fox News had to literally do on screen. But she's holding up literal Hunter Biden pornography and it says Hunter recorded multiple sex tapes with a prostitute he had paid for out of his with a prostitute he had paid for out of his law firm's bank account at this point this is just embarrassing at this point this is just sad but like i said totally predictable by the way here's a meme that was floating around uh, shout out to soap done left this i remember retweeting this a while ago or tweeting it out uh, Elon Musk says, I will release the Hunter Biden cock photos that were being suppressed by Twitter. Again, again, it is the height of dishonesty. This is propaganda. This is regime propaganda to try to deflect from all the crimes the Bidens are uh, committing or have committed. Of, uh, MAGA people wearing MAGA hats like MAGA NPCs 
Oh my god, yes, more cock based. This is the bombshell we needed to win. So this is where we're at, guys. Uh, this is where we're no, at. it isn't. You're completely making that up. Right now. So uh, that's only one example I have for you. Here's another example. Um, this was the moment that she took out the explicit pornography in the middle of a literal congressional committee hearing. This is evidence uh, is of, of Hunter Biden Mr. making sex. Excuse me, this is my time. Becoming making a, a pornography. Hearing. Should we be displaying this, Mr. Chairman? So as you can see there, Fox News had to blur it out. Now, by the way, I find it hilarious. These are the people who whine and bitch and moan about, oh, my God, the groomers. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, retard, this was not done in front of children. By the way. What Hunter Biden is doing in, in, in that photo is depicted in the books that you want to give children. There's pornography in schools. Oh, my God, this is terrible. By the way, she, Marjorie Taylor Greene has called for banning online pornography. I remember when we covered the story. And then here she is holding up explicit pornography in a congressional hearing. It reminds me of when Fox News used to do this. Bill O'Reilly or Sean Hannity would be like, let me show you the terrible debauchery of spring break. This is really evil. This is really immoral. Please run that video of that woman shaking her titties. Please, let's see that big booty twerk. Like, you're doing the thing that you say is the, the bad thing. Uh, the again, the issue is that they're doing it in front of children, retard. The way, it wasn't just one slide. She had multiple slides of Hunter Biden pornography. Destiny tweeted, can we please go back to normal politics now? Holy shit. And then this is the thing. Look at this. Look at this. Hunter Biden's dick and some woman that he's sleeping with, her ass crack, is on screen. By the way, this is one of the fatal flaws of the right, is they don't know how to disaggregate, like, legitimate criticisms from stupid fake criticisms when it comes to their political opponents. It's just throw everything against the wall and hope something sticks. So they don't understand that doing an investigation or going after potential uh, corruption among the Biden family is totally legitimate. Now, of course, you need to come with evidence, right? It should be detailed. It was. There's plenty of evidence. You should have, like, proof of wrongdoing. But that's perfectly fair game. What is not at all fair game is to go after him over his drug addiction, for example. Uh, you, what are you talking about? You guys pretend that Donald Trump Jr. is on coke. What are you talking about? After him, over his apparent sex addiction, for example. Like this stuff, I, this is a violation of anybody's privacy. When he got there, you would be loving it if this was Don Jr. Get put on blast like this in front of the entire country. I wanted to show you one of the reactions because I actually thought this was pretty solid. Representative Garcia. Democratic congressperson. Um, so he had a line about how you guys aren't really giving us any evidence of anything. You're just showing us dick pics. Correct. But then he also goes on to say this. And I want to point out that no Biden family members hold government positions of any kind. Now, this is, of course, is irrelevant. Stark contrast to the Trump crime family. The majority conveniently glazes over the Trump's family's foreign dealings. The Trump family, who of course were actually appointed to White House senior jobs, from Ivanka's Chinese trademarks to Jared's Qatari real estate bailout and $2 billion in Saudi private equity money. So where's that investigation? They were actually in the White House. And that's why this whole thing is a giant farce. It's a giant farce. Like I said, I'm a fair guy. I'm a reasonable guy. I consider myself relatively moderate. 
do you want to investigate corruption seriously? Okay, well then you're gonna go gonna have to go after people in both parties and follow the money. That's what you're gonna have to do. But they don't want to do that. They downplay and obfuscate and rationalize and reject the idea that Trump and, and his family and him personally are corrupt. They reject it. They act like it's not real. You, you are projecting here because this is exactly what you're doing with the Bidens. When there's tremendous evidence to that effect. Again, bullshit. But they want to hyperfixate on Biden and his family. And again, like I just pointed out, they are fundamentally incapable of separating legitimate criticism from criticism that just flat out makes you a bad person. Digging all You're a bad person if you try to hold the Bidens accountable for their crimes. Through his sex life digging all through his drug addiction, putting his shit on blast for the world to see when those videos that he recorded, uh, you know, my understanding is that they were private, right? If he released one of them, okay, that's his business, but putting it on blast in a congressional committee hearing? I gotta be honest, guys, it kind of reminds me of um, what we just saw with Marjorie Taylor Greene, where she was going after Joe Biden, and she was saying, He's just like FDR. He's just like LBJ. He's trying to get rid of rural poverty. He's trying to raise wages. He's trying to continue the great society and finish what those guys started. She laid all that stuff out. And it was so, it sounded so based that the Biden team cut it as an ad and ran it with no commentary added. And I got to be honest with you, this kind of feels the same way. Like, here's Hunter Biden. Look at his giant dick. Look at the women that he's fucking. Look at, like, the apparently the endless list of se sexual um, sexual conquests he's engaged in. Uh, again, they were prostitutes. And, and then hold it up and go, Oh, tut tut, shame. Isn't this hot? I mean, isn't this terrible and gross? I mean, here, let the, let the record show this is Hunter Biden getting a hand job. Let the record show this is Hunter Biden busting his nut. Let the record show. It's like, oh my God, Jesus Christ, woman. Jesus Christ. What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene is attracted to Hunter Biden. That's sort of like the... the oh, of course, right, yeah. Mm -hmm. that, and by the way, Marjorie Taylor Greene, just so everybody understands, I believe she had an affair with her weird, like, uh, what was it, her personal... Did she deduct prostitute tax deductions? ...who also was like this weird tantric sex guru and she was cheating on her husband with this guy. So for her, of all people, to wag her finger and go after, like, the sexual debauchery and degeneracy. You love that stuff, Marjorie. You love it. Spare me. And by the way, just like I don't think anybody should get in your private business, because they shouldn't, just like I don't think anybody should get in Lauren Boebert's private business, she just got a divorce also, I don't think uh, we should get in Hunter's business when it comes to this stuff. I don't think we should get in Don Jr.'s business. Bull, He's obviously a colossal co- Absolute bullshit. See, you're just doing it right now. See, the, the biggest hypocrites. These are the biggest fucking piece of shit hypocrites. His eyes are glassy as a motherfucker. They're red. They're half shut. He tries to copy his father when he talks, except he speaks, like, double as fast. Like, yeah, these people doing drugs, having sex, all that. Yeah, okay, it is what it is. Let's talk about serious stuff. But they, look, they're not going to talk about serious stuff. They'll never right, talk about Right, like the Stormy Daniels shit. What a joke. Serious stuff. They will never go after their own team for corruption. You don't go after your own team for corruption. By the way, also just to be... And then you make up uh, bullshit corruption about Republicans. They're all corrupt, too. Which is why this is sort of like... 
this is silly. This is a, a show trial. This is like kabuki theater here. Because these are the same people. What was the vote? We just had a vote on the issue of supporting Israel. And they were like, uh, it was like 412 to 9 or something like that was the vote. And in the resolution, it said, Israel is not racist and they're not an apartheid state. Okay, we literally know they're an apartheid state. There's been detailed studies into this. Amnesty International re released a tremendous amount of evidence of that. They are an apartheid state. But why did they vote that way? Why did over 400 Congress people vote that way? Answer, the Israel lobby. Answer, the money, the corruption. So yeah, they might uh, feign outrage over, oh my God, the bud so but number one, they love Trump's corruption. Number two, they're also corrupt. So it just rings hollow. It's just not going to... What a regime propagandist. Unbelievable. Um, judge in Trump document case makes a complete fool of herself. So this week, we had a pre-trial hearing with Judge Eileen Cannon, with Jack Smith's prosecutorial team and Donald Trump's defense team, where one, one of the issues discussed was the date of the trial. Now, as of me sitting here right now, Judge Cannon has not said when the trial is going to be after hearing arguments from both sides. But, and this is very interesting, and it tells me that Judge Cannon has no friggin' clue what she's doing. Judge Cannon told the prosecutors that the date they requested, mid-December, Judge Cannon told those prosecutors, that's just way too darn soon. Like, what are you thinking? There's no way all of y'all can go through the discovery thing. I mean, the defense has a lot they got to go through, so we got to give them lots of time, which is exactly what Trump wants, which is why she's doing that. Now, remember last week or two weeks ago, Jack Smith wanted more time, and oh, that's totally fine. That's fine. But she's like, mid-December, you're nuts. We can't have a trial in mid-December. There's not enough time. Now, when I read this article, when I read that statement from the judge. Something clicked in my brain. I thought, wait, 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 you're saying that mid-December is not enough time to get ready for trial, but, but I could have sworn that Judge Cannon had initially set a trial date of August 14th. Like she already said August 14th is the perfect date. Oh, mid-December, that's, that's, that's way too early. So how is August 14th not earlier than mid-December. And then after reading several articles about this and nobody mentioning it, I had to go back because I was like, did I make it up? Did, did I hallucinate that you she make said a lot August of stuff 14th? Up. No. No, I didn't. Because obviously, you type in Judge Cannon trial date August 14th, it's all over the place. So Judge Cannon was so desperate to give Donald Trump a victory that she ended up ruling... Bro, they are going to destroy any judge or jury member that does not obey everything they say. This is going to be wild. ...against herself by saying that mid-December is too soon when she had already said, let's do it on August 14th. That's how corrupted this judge is. <laughs> willing to overrule herself what bullshit to give trump everything he wants Th this is not going to be a fair trial like there is no way this idiot incompetent judge is going to make sure that this is a fair trial 
And that statement alone, that mid-December's too soon. I said this before, I'll take shit rigged in our favor for the next five years. That's the proof. That's all you need. All you need is that one statement that contradicts what she had already done. Because this was supposed to happen on August 14th, and now she says that even in December... That we don't but it's not corrupt for Jack Smith to want to wait long. ...don't have enough time. Donald Trump's plan is to delay this lawsuit indefinitely because he believes he is definitely going to win the 2024 election. And if he wins that election, he just has to wait it out to January 20th of 2025. He'll pardon himself and it all goes away. And Judge Cannon may do that. I'm starting to think that Judge Cannon will do that. Now, during the hearing, according to the report, she didn't seem too open you know, to the idea of postponing it past the election. But she did ask the defense, like, well, why does it have to be after the election? Like, why not before? So she was open to it to a degree, but wasn't, you know, hardcore like, no, we're going to do it before the election. She's going to throw this thing in Trump's favor, whatever way she can. Good. That'd be awesome. And as I've already mentioned, she's already done it through multiple rulings, both uh, last year and with this, you know, after the indictment came down moving it to her jurisdiction instead of where the charges were filed, because that is a friendlier Trump district as opposed to a more moderate one. I, I've lost faith. <laughs> Trump's going to walk on this case. Awesome. Because Judge Cannon, I firmly believe, is going to make sure that Trump walks in this case. That would be awesome. I would love that. All right. Republican presidential candidate says January 6th was a preview of what's to come. Over the last several days, Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy has repeatedly made some of the most outrageous claims about January 6th that I think I've ever heard. Good, good, good. It all started this past Friday when Ramaswamy did his little interview with Tucker Carlson in Iowa where he actually told Tucker Carlson that the reason January 6th, you know, the Capitol riot happened in the first place was because of censorship. Like that's that's what January 6th was all about. It wasn't because Trump's... No, he didn't say it was only about censorship, liar. ...lies. It wasn't because he told the crowd at the Stop the Steal rally to fight like hell. No, no, no. It was censorship, he says. Yesterday, well, actually, excuse me, on Monday of this week, he spoke with Charlie Kirk, where he not only doubled down on that, but he expanded upon it and said not only was it the censorship, but it was the so-called COVID lockdowns. So now this piece of shit fucker who advocated for lockdowns are calling them so-called lockdowns. That caused the Capitol riot. That, that's what people were, were really mad about that day. Like, oh man, we're censored and we had to stay home for a little bit so we didn't kill each other. Yeah, with guys, just for a little bit, that's all. Deadly virus, so let's storm the Capitol. But it was the comments that happened in between Friday and Monday that I think everybody needs to focus on a little more. Because during the Turning Point Action Conference in Florida on Saturday, Vivek Ramaswamy, who is currently in third place in the Republican uh, presidential primary, said this about January 6th. And what I said on stage at the conference is you tell people they cannot scream, that is when they tear things down. And my concern, Charlie, is unless we reconcile ourselves with what the truth of the matter was that led to January 6th, that's really just going to be a friendly preview of what's to come in this country. 
It's a preview Fantastic. of what's to come in this country, Mr. Ramaswamy Based says physic. that he said at the Turning Point Action Conference. January 6th was just but a preview. Just a little appetizer in the main course is yet to come. Now, I don't know about you, but the way I interpret that is that that's a threat. Of course, we have to arrest him. Another one to arrest. That 100% to me sounds like a threat. Yes. Not just against the government of the United right. States, but of the uh, threat of against the United States itself. <laughs> saying that, oh, that riot, that was a preview of what's to come. I don't know. To me, kind of sounds like the type of thing that maybe this dude needs to get the Secret Service knocking See, on his door go. for. That's okay. I hope they come to your door eventually. Maybe the FBI. Maybe arrest you for abusing your children. You said it publicly. You force your asthmatic kids to wear masks in the Florida heat. That's abuse. That's 100% abuse. Because I don't know how you can interpret that any other way than reading it as a very clear threat by saying that that Capitol riot was but a preview of what's to come. Not a preview of what could happen later, but a preview of what's to come. He is making it, by the words he used, sound like inevitably something worse is coming. He didn't stop there either. In his interview with Charlie Kirk, he said, you were told that all of the grievances and vengeance that you wanted to get up on the table, you could do that through an election, through the democratic process. You couldn't even send that article on your social media accounts to individual people without being silenced. And of course, he's talking about the Hunter Biden laptop story. So I guess Mr. Ramaswamy thinks millions of people were just angry that they couldn't see Hunter Biden's junk. So again, uh, absolute dishonest propaganda. Which is why that story partially was... Uh, actually pulled even uh, that's totally made up no it was only pulled for a couple days before it was then allowed bullshit to spread. total liar he goes on i think january 6th was the culmination of what you see when our culture censors people from speaking first of all nobody was censored from yeah, speaking yeah guy no one no one guys no one has been censored from speaking but the censorship is a good thing second of all the government didn't censor anybody yeah guys there's no evidence the government censored from speaking it was Donald Trump's government that right. was in power. Right, yeah, Trump, it's Trump's fault. At the time that all of this happened. Trump banned himself from Twitter. Was actively petitioning right. Twitter right. to censor people <clears throat> oh. because they were critical right. of Donald Trump. Right, but, it, but it's not when, when Biden does it, it's not censorship. When Trump does it, it's censorship. Trump. That was the only government attempt at censorship. So let's okay, make so sure. again, blatant, ridiculous lie blatant ridiculous lie I'm sure we're crystal clear on that what matter. a lying testicle what we have here is a lying bald testicle that's a hell of a thing Ramaswamy. when you were a little kid did you think that in, there was any shot that you would grow up to be a lying bald testicle who would even come up with that who would like that's wild you become a lying bald testicle that's a hell of a thing we had lockdowns in this country. Told you had to hide in your basement, stay locked down, while Black Lives Matter and Antifa roamed the cities of this country freely, burning many of them to the ground. Name one, you SOB. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Kenosha? You want to start with Kenosha, you fucking faggot? You want to start with Kenosha? What a bitch! These people are unbelievable liars. Unbelievable liars and gaslighters. Name one. You fucking whore. City that burned to the ground. Oh you said my maybe. god. So name one. 
Show me pictures of an... This guy is an... Just, he's a piece of shit. A piece of shit liar. Entire cities burned to the ground. Do you believe this guy? Did arsonists set fires? Fuck yeah. you. Did a couple buildings get burned? Guys, only a couple... It's just a couple buildings, guys. Yeah. Did I would love to see Antifa give a visit to your house. The city, did even an entire block ever get burned down? Nope, that's not a thing that happened. You right, know. none of it happened. Friggin' liar. What a and piece of, of shit. Continue. And we're going to be sanctimoniously indicting one individual without actually taking a long, hard look in the mirror. I think every American has to look, especially much of the left in this country that denounces January 6th and, that suppo and the supposed threats to our democracy. Everyone in this country has to take a long, hard look in the mirror and ask ourselves what role each of us played in getting to that day. Alright. Wanted it, you got it. I'll take a good hard look in the mirror right now. What did I do? You did a lot, fucker. You should be in prison. That led us to January sixth. Yeah, you did propaganda. You did. Uh, well, first of all, the the propaganda that I think you could be imprisoned for is related to the vaccine, deliberately lying about the most dangerous vaccine in history and pretending that it's safe. Now, outside of that uh, criminal activity, that I hope one day you're indicted for, but I don't ever expect that to happen. Um, but uh, uh, the rest of it is just your standard propaganda. You lied about the election. You pretended that it was uh, uh, a legitimate election. Well, both here and over at Ring of Fire, I was doing videos warning about the dangers, the threats being posted online by Trump supporters saying they were going to do something on January 6th. I was trying to alert people to the dangers. Uh, you were lying to people. I was going out every day if you were trying to alert people you would have pointed out that this was an fbi gay op in video again both here and over at ring of fire debunking donald trump's election lies uh, they were not lies that led to that day that's what i was doing what were you doing mr ramaswamy what were you doing here's the thing Ramaswamy understands how bad January 6th is, how bad it was, and how bad it's going to be for the 2024 election, which of course is why he's trying to recast the entire history. It wasn't about a stolen election. It was about Black Lives Matter not being on lockdown. If you look at the defenses used by the Capitol rioters that of course have gone to jail they have gone into court and told judges and juries that, yeah, I did it because Donald Trump told us to do it because he said the election was stolen. Right. So they will accept the dog ate my homework. Someone told me to do it if it means they can get a Trump. None of them have mentioned lockdowns. No, none of them are, 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 are saying that it was the censorship of the Hunter Biden story. Not, not one of them has said that, actually, in their legal defenses. Not one. Mr. Ramaswamy is, in fact lying no that's you because he's a traditional republican and that's all they know how to do what a bitch testicle bitch okay marjorie taylor green goes insane attacking hunter biden let me guess he's going to argue that she should be arrested matt gates now you might say but well, you call for people to be arrested a lot i do but my dear friend i would point out i am arguing that defensively Okay, I am arguing that after seeing what they tried to do to us, okay, if none of that happened, I wouldn't be calling for any of them to be arrested. But now that it was obvious that they tried to kill us, yeah, I'm in a different spot now. 
may be the only Republican that is actually putting forth legislation to stop Jack Smith, but nobody has gone crazier about his target. Oh, excuse me. This isn't about Hunter Biden. It's about uh, the special prosecutor. ...to Donald Trump than Marjorie Taylor Greene, who, in my opinion, was already kind of on the cusp, right? Like just a little nudge and she goes into full-blown, you need to be in a padded room territory. Yeah, that's kind of like my it. opinion, perhaps locked up differently. But that's locked way, up. Yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene completely lost whatever was left of her mind when Donald Trump revealed this week that he had gotten the target letter from Jack Smith. She attacked Jack Smith, not only in her words for being a lousy attorney, but also for, well, let me just read it. She said on Twitter, quote, Jack Smith is a lousy attorney. His career is filled with mistrials, overturned cases, and judicial rebuke. That's 100% true. Put a pen in that and get to more of that in a moment. He's going to say there's no evidence of that whatsoever. Then she continued, he only targets Republicans because he's a weak little bitch for the Nice, nice vitriol. I like that. I like that. Weak little bitch for the Democrats. She's having a solid week. You know, Marjorie, last time you called somebody a little bitch, you actually lost all of your friends on the Freedom Caucus. Can you really afford to lose any more friends by constantly referring to everyone you dislike as a little bitch? Also, is that the only insult you have? Like, could you maybe come up with something else? I mean, there's... Bro, you call people stupid nonstop. Lots of different adjectives. There's lots of fun curse words out there that you could use instead of always having- Yeah, like faggot. Somebody a that would really be a thing. So, you know- She called him a faggot? There, differentiate your vocabulary a little bit. It'll be far more powerful in the future. Now, onto her claims that uh, he's had cases overturned. Oh my God. Every lawyer- uh, No one has ever had, as far as I'm aware, a, a case unanimously overturned uh, by the Supreme Court like Jack Smith. Here, that's been practicing law more than a couple years. Not by the Supreme Court, retard. Has had cases overturned. Not They've by the Supreme Court. That's actually not the fault of the lawyer, so that makes no sense. Judicial rebukes. Where? <laughs> Again, just blatant lying. Like, actually doing research on this, I cannot find. No, you're blatantly lying. For Jack Smith has personally been rebuked by a, a judge in a trial that he has brought. What a crack like, of shit. That's, that's not a thing. No, nevertheless, she continued. Jack Smith has weaponized the federal government against President Trump in a complete lie about January 6th to cover up the crimes of Joe and Hunter Biden and the, their entire criminal family. The Democrats want to arrest every one of their political opponents. Yep. It's hard to recognize our country anymore. Then, of course, later that evening, she went on Fox News, made the same claim. She goes, I mean, look at Jack Smith. He's such a lousy attorney. He's got overturned cases, mistrials and judicial rebukes, and he has his target set on President Trump. And it's all to basically change the 2024 election. Okay, because a moment ago you said it was to deflect from the Biden crime family. Now you say it's to overturn the results of an election that hasn't happened yet. Got it can it. be both whore. Got it. Okay. Just, just so we're all on the same page, two totally different things. And by the way, um, we do have movement on the Biden crime family front, but it's not the movement that the Republicans wanted as their whistleblowers who testified yesterday continued to make complete asses of themselves and the entire Republican party by extension. 
So that's again, what does that even mean? It's not going. How did they do that? Very well for you. But I love how you're like, it's a deflection from Biden and Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden. Like who's deflecting where Marjorie? Because you're the one, your party, whole party is the one who brings up Hunter Biden anytime somebody mentions Trump's indictments. So there is a lot of deflection, but it's it's all coming from you and your friends. Well, all right. One more from the farting faggot. This is 16 fake electors indicted. He's going to love this, of course, that his opponents are being arrested. Democratic Attorney General from the state of Michigan, Dana Nessel, announced indictments this week against the 16 fake electors that Republicans in the state of Michigan had picked to go and overturn the state's 2020 election results. This is a massive move. And before I continue, let me point out here that multiple times here on Ring of Fire and on America's Lawyer, we have talked about the horrible job that Dana Nessel has done in the Flint water crisis. Uh, basically, but he loves this screwing those investigations to the point where nobody got prosecuted. I do not and cannot and will not forgive Dana Nessel for that. So please do not take this video as me saying Dana Nessel is awesome. What she did here indicting these people is awesome. Never fucking forget this shit, man. So never forget this shit. A lot of the other stuff she has done is really horrible. Just wanted to get that out of the way in case anybody wants to bring that up. I understand how bad she screwed people of Michigan. But in this particular instance, we have 16 individuals, including current and former officials with the Michigan State Republican Party that are now facing anywhere from five to 14 years in prison on certain charges, including forgery, conspiracy to commit forgery and conspiracy to commit election forgery. Again, each one of those charges carries a penalty of between five and 14 years in prison. So here's what happened in the state of Michigan. You had these fake electors, again, who were put together by the state's Republican party to help Donald Trump, even though Biden won the state of Michigan. They basically hatched this plan in the Republican Party's headquarters in Michigan in the basement. Like nobody knew what was going on. They did it, you know, cloak and dagger style. Nobody's, nobody's watching, nobody's listening in. They weren't even allowed to bring their cell phones into these meetings that they had to talk about overturning their state's election results. They also had a plan to basically lock themselves into the Capitol building in the state of Michigan so that they could perform their own vote to certify their fake electors. They of course did send these- By the way, someone, Mike Benz just released um, a document showing that Podesta uh, uh, was cooking up a scheme in 2016 to do an alternate slate of electors as well. Uh, of course, it'll be ignored by people like bald fuckface here, but uh, it's fascinating. They are without fail. They always use the Solinsky tactics to accuse your opponent of doing what you're doing. Fake electors to both the Senate and to the National Archives, so they arguably committed fraud against the United States government itself. The reason Nestle had to do this is because originally she had in fact asked the Department of Justice to do this investigation, right? 
I mean, it was fraud against the federal government, not necessarily against the state government. Bullshit. So she said, listen, DOJ, this is, this is your avenue. Can you please do this? The DOJ didn't, so Dana Nessel had to do it herself. <laughs> well, how is she? So once again, just insanity where it's a federal crime and where there's no jurisdiction, the Democrat is just going to fucking indict anyway, like Alvin Bragg. Again, ladies and gentlemen, we're in clown world Thunderdome legally. They just indict. They don't give a fucking shit. They don't give a fucking shit. And again, her past work notwithstanding, she did do a very good job. Unbelievable. This. this is the first time any of these fake electors have been indicted. This is really the first time anybody has been indicted whatsoever for Donald Trump's attempts to overturn the election. So this is huge. And this of course can be played against Donald Trump when Jack Smith eventually brings those charges that we all know now are coming. This could also possibly be used in Georgia with Fannie Willis. She is also likely to indict some, not all, but probably some of the fake electors from Georgia. It also sends signals to other states, possibly Nevada and Arizona where plans were also discussed. So we could see more indictments as a result of this. We may not, but we could, and that is exactly what needs to happen. These people acted illegally based on the- No, they didn't. That's a blatant lie. These indictments, and now it's up to a jury to decide their fates. I think you need to get another booster. That would satisfy me, I'll tell you that right now. All right, let's see here. We have, uh, let's see. Rachel Nelson says, meant to send it in the email, the Manipur state, India, for a week. There's been an ethnic cleansing of villages of Christians. Some 427 plus churches burned, women and young girls being gang raped and burned alive on video. That's brutal. Praised by BJP, BJP uh, party leaders. That's fucking terrible. The BJP militiamen are part of Modi's ruling party that seeks to instill a Hindu theocracy. Only uh, one-party dictatorship under Modi. U.S. State Department has refused to comment. Oh, they probably like it. Only one arrest so far after five days. Videos are gnarly for real. Very sad situation. Oh, I imagine the Biden administration's rooting this on. Soft Rosebud Rhymes says, Profane, bad, anti-Semite. Our parents are parents. They never err. Our parents are parents. They're never unfair. Our parents are parents. They're always right. We die for our parents with utmost delight. That sounds like a poem about Zionists. At least some Zionists. I don't know if all the Zionists think they're our parents. Some of them do. They, they write it in articles. That's a hell of a thing. I have parents. I don't need fucking parents. <clears throat> the hell is that? That's weird. You're saying you're someone's parents. That's bizarre. I don't... What, what's going on there? Just, well, ch chill out, Rabbi. Whatever the fuck that guy's name was who wrote that article. It's a hell of a thing. All right. Cobra says, I love when you tell us about your homosexual wet dream fantasies. Tell us more. Where did the homosexuals touch you? It wasn't a fantasy. It wasn't a nightmare either. It was actually, I, it was a pretty pleasant dream when I, when I did the slap. <clears throat> I don't know. It's weird. It's just, it was so vividly real. And I don't even know. That's kind of cartoonish that you, uh, you, back, you, you backhand slap someone and they spin. Not, and I'm not talking one time. I'm talking like spinning. That motherfucker was spinning like Glass Joe. He didn't make the noise, though. You know, when you knock out Glass Joe and he makes that noise? He didn't make the noise. If, if he made the noise, I would have been like, that's probably a dream. 
Um, but anyway, yeah. It's what are you gonna do? He he shouldn't have followed me onto the cat. What is he doing? Get stay away from me. Hell of a thing right there, that guy. Anyway, uh, let's see. Um, Gideon's Hornblower says, Ha ha, yeah, man, fuck, Mary kill for Pfeiffer Florentino Stone Stream Lab. Here's another one. Fuck, Mary kill, Guardians of the Galaxy Edition. Gamora, Nebula, Mantis, and you have to use the characters, not the actresses. All right, well, I have no idea. Okay, so... Oh, I know what Gamora looks like. Guardians... Um, Nebula. I don't know what the hell she looks like. She, oh, she's blue. So it's blue, green, and what's the other one? Mantis? Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. That's weird. She kind of looks Asian, though. Alright, I guess we're killing the blue girl. We're, we're fucking the, uh, Asian... Uh... You know, if you put a hat on her, you can pretty much ignore the tentacles. I guess we'll fuck it. We'll fuck the fucky. <laughs> we'll fuck the Asian chick, and we'll uh, or no, we'll marry the Asian chick and we'll fuck the blue chick. That's what we're gonna do there. All right. Let's see. Okay. Yeah. All right. There you go. As long as none of them have cocks, we're good to go. Uh, let's see here. Of course, they're aliens. Who knows what the hell's going on down there? That'll be an interesting exploratory committee. Cooper sees the truth, says, It's not surprising the TYT fags left out the first half of the verse of his song, because that would have clearly showed the song's context. The first lines of the verse go, If you want to sucker punch an old man, if you carjack an old lady at a red light, if you want to rob a liquor store at gunpoint. Yeah. Uh, and then it went into the lyrics that uh, John read on his gay show. Yeah, that's pretty much what they do. But he, I would say even if they read those lyrics, they would probably defend them because they they really defend uh, criminals a lot, especially black criminals. Especially black criminals. Big Chris says, Nah, Portillo's is an East Coast-themed chain with Chicago-style dogs and Italian beef sandwiches. If you're ever in the Phoenix Filbertos, FHX, uh, is the Mexican chain everyone goes to, but Taco Phil's is the best. All right. An East Coast-themed chain. I don't think I've ever heard of Partillo's. Um, Chicago style. I like the, the Italian beef sandwiches. Um, yeah, I don't know. There might be one around here. I have no idea. <clears throat> All right, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea why East Coasters do that. Very interesting. All right. Very good. All right, that's the end of the stream. Next stream is uh, Saturday. Well, actually, next stream, not new stream, but tomorrow night we're going to cover a lot of the Ricada stream when he had on Sitchin Adam. So, so far, Ricada is the only large commentator that's covered this, the censorship from Rumble in depth that had the, the absolutely factually correct position about the legality of it. And it was funny watching Sitchin Adam shocked at his position and you know because they believe in the whole inciting violence narrative which is ridiculous um so that was fun to watch but yeah there's a lot of good stuff in that so we're going to cover that tomorrow um i don't know when we're going to start maybe eight eight or so we'll have to see 
Uh, but then the next news stream will be Saturday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for all the people that sent Super Chats, Streamlabs, and Rumble Rants. Appreciate your support. You can get an archive on Rumble, rumble.com slash user slash network, or on Podbean, hardnewsnetwork.podbean.com, or on Twitter, which is at HNN Live. Wherever you're watching on the stream or on the archive, I appreciate it. Uh, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. I am the Hard Bastard. Thank you for watching. <laughs>